Ah, Jeffrey. What's that you have in your hand, boy? Pass it over. A telegram. Oh dear. Seems someone has been biting me. Fetch me my trousers at once. No, not those. Those are my time travel trousers. Those are my tea trousers. That's it. Those ones. My fighting trousers. Yeah, yeah. Dear sir, regarding your recent foray into the rap business and the scene you portray, see, I don't normally approve of war games, but he's buying is what they all say. And by Harry, they might be right. This is hip-hop, not an Elvis night. Show this professor impersonation. Let it end now, it's impertinent waiting. You seem a reasonable chap. What you need to do is rap and not parody chap-hop. Because that's not proper. Just not cricket. Put away your... Welcome, brave listener. It is the middle ground between cheese and hard lists. Between, I don't know, more cheese and really, really hard lists. And it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. You're travelling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of more and more cheese. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bacon Burgers. We've, uh, we've all put on our fighting trousers and uh, hey, pulled together and got all this much. shit done. So, before we go any further, I would just like to throw out a very special thank you to Professor Elemental for allowing us to use our fighting trousers as our new intro music. Um... I love that track. I just it's it's just the the everything about it. I just fucking love it. So, um, boys, we've had a hectic couple of weeks. Um, I know that everybody's kind of a little bit thrashed. Lucky you moved house. How'd that go? Oh yeah, uh, well I did. I moved to Fitzroy, and I'm not going to talk too much about it. But basically, I have to move out now. It's gone tits after up one week. <laughs> it's um, really stuffed me around. It's, it's fucking house, so bad. Basically, share houses suck, guys. Yeah, well, is it Lockie was like, "I'm moving to a house. I'm moving to a house in Fitzroy." I'm like, "Oh, that's a really nice area." That's I was so good. excited too. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, you, what you neglected to tell us, you were moving in with a couple. I mean, that's just that's bad juju. You don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's a young person's mistake, isn't he, it? Right? He hasn't seen he died with the falafel in his hand. Hey. We need to, to drill that shit into He hasn't it. seen fucking Wayne's World. <laughs> I was making Wayne's World jokes as I'm coming up the stairs. Like, you know, can I borrow your marker, please? I'd like to make some notes. Oh, yeah, sure. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, it's Wayne's World? What's Wayne's World? I'm like, you fuck. It's before my time, guys, you're old. Bef- well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatevs. Uh, it's not old. It's experienced. There you go. We're veterans. He's inexperienced. Yeah. Yeah. He's green. Green. He's green. Variable quality. Kick him in the dick. See if he's go. <laughs> see if he goes regular. <laughs> All right. So we'll cover it quickly. Hobby. It's only been two weeks. JD. What have you been up to? Uh, stripping and repainting Volksgrenadiers. Thank God you said the Volksgrenadiers because I mean you just sounded stripping and then and I was stripping like, and painting myself. Yeah, my my mind went to a very strange place. <laughs> yeah, the airbrush out. <laughs> I had a, is it Visions of Silence of the Lambs? Would you oh, fuck yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> There's another no movie. You, 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 please tell me you've seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, for sure I've seen Silence of the Lambs. Are you lying to uh, me? No, I actually you have. have. I yeah? love that movie. I That's saw a it, fucking great Actually, film. I think I saw it last year. <laughs> <laughs> we only turned 18 last year, so, you know, maybe. That's, oh, that ha, ha, ha. Uh, no, no more of this or you'll get the hose again. There you go. That's it. That's it. So... You've been stripping and painting some, uh, some 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 troops. I'm looking at them; they're looking really tasty. Yeah, just just really trying to uh, revisit some some of the first um, uh, medals that I did. 
you know, I'd, I'd painted them. I've, I'd gone a bit heavy-handed on the washes, so they were a very dark, sort of muddy <laughs> brown uh, finish to them. So I really tried to push up the highlights um, uh, just to, you know, make them pop on the table a little bit more. So you were telling me that you are trying to get away from washes. Yeah, or, or from washing everything, I think, is the, the trick. That a, a wash should be maybe selective. You're not trying to... I don't like this approach where they're like, oh, just just uh, use the army painter thing, one color, wash it, and a little highlight, because you just get this desaturated, browny kind of color. It doesn't stand out on the table. Mm, so I'm, I don't know, man. I'm like, I generally like when I paint my miniatures, I block all my base colors in, I hit it with a Vallejo sepia wash, and then it's literally like three or four layers of highlights, and that's that's when all the hard work starts. Before then, it's just it's it's a grind. Mm. I yeah. hate it up until that stage. As soon as that, as soon as the wash is dry, and I'm looking at yeah a dark muddy canvas, I know that I'm like that's 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 that, that's basically my blank slate. But do you wash the entire model with the yeah. same wash? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I'm with Jail. Absolutely, you need to. I think you should be um, washing yeah separate separate colors depending on what you know you're actually painting. And, and that's feel, why you feel great a pain in the ass color to paint anyway because mm. it has. Uh, not a lot of definition to it. Um, so with with these ones, I started off white. That's that's the other big uh, change that I've made. Traditionally, I'd I always primed prime white. Bla- uh, no, black. I always, always prime white. Um, that that's made a big difference, particularly for painting skin tones. Um, mm. I found that a lot better to work with. I really, um, I've been uh, using just like brown to um, undercoat my Australians, and that's they've, they've turned out really well. You're undercoating in brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's. Um, I think it might, might be Army Painter. There's like they've got heaps of different. Oh right, you use one of the Army Painter sprays. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on, that's a podcast faux pas. Oh, sorry, phones off, guys. Come on. Actually, my phone's still on loud. Off. Just I think mine off. is <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, come on, turn off. Turn up. No, come on. My wife will call me now. You wait. But yeah, no. It's a light. It's like a light brown color, and then just um, I don't know. It just makes the base coating so much easier. Um. Yeah, I don't think I've undercoated black like anything black in a long time because I, I've done, the Russians that I've got like you undercoat them grey. Um, what else have I painted? Yeah, but that's probably it. Yeah. Um, other thing I I finished uh, last weekend was I, I got uh, the Knights of Dice Church pretty much all done, um, all done by figuring out some way to do ivy growing up it. Um, bought one of the uh, little hole punches that has the leaf shape. Holes. I saw that downstairs. How's that working out? Well, uh, in theory, it's great. It's just finding a material to punch punch it out of. Um, I tried with a uh, green card. The card stock was too thick and the colour wasn't, wasn't very good. Um, so I'm just going to have to go down to the art supply shop and have a look at what paper stock they've got in. Can I drop some – because you're using it for leaf, leaf yeah. litter, right? Yeah. Can I drop some science on you? Yeah. Right. Silver birch seed pods. Well, it's, it's actually say, for say the word, bro, because I have many, many, many of those floating around, and they make great dead leaves. Well, it's it's actually more for um, ivy growing up walls at the moment. There's so. a product. I've actually got some of it at my place. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's actually like it's it's a flock that's been done on a mesh. You buy it in like this little sheet. Um, I bought. I went to one of the you know the the NWA, not the good end. No, yeah, <laughs> it's down, down Compton Way. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the uh, Not Awarding War Gamers Association, they had a buy swap sell day. And they're great, by the way. If they if you ever get a, 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 a you know um, 
if you ever hear one of those going on, go out to that because that I walked out there. And I'm like, holy crap! I spent I spent like no money at all and just walked out with armfuls of crap, much to my wife's horror. Was it like bolt action stuff? Or? No, it's everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like Space Marines. There's like you know uh, fantasy stuff. There's uh, you know like like 15 mil. There's 35. Like it's everything. It's anything hobby. Because there was a I was I was just at House of War again on the weekend. For funny about that. <laughs> um. And they were they they were running their first buy swap sell. Um, I think they must be doing it monthly now. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it was mostly forty k stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. I almost bought, you know, I I think it, they must have been second edition Cadian Imperial Guard, and they were like the you know the Starship Trooper models, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, nice. Um, and it was like maybe a hundred models for fifty bucks, and I oh, I don't know why I didn't buy them. I should have. That's that's a bargain. <laughs> it would have been, but what, would I, what am I going to do with 100 that's of those true. models? That's true. I mean, here's the thing. I've got two. I don't play 40K. Yeah, the thing is I've got, I mean, if you bought all those Imperial Guard, I've got two Lehman Rust tanks you could have had. Thank yeah. You, thank Again, you but Bart. what am I going to do with them? <laughs> I don't. I've got a whole death core of Krieg army downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we could have played games. <laughs> all right, boys, let's wrap this up and just play some 40K. No. No. Anyway, Tuck so. Tucker up, boys. <laughs> so. JD, you 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 you're stripping, you're painting. How are you finding the whole? The, the are you are you in, are you doing it different? You're doing it differently, evidently. Yeah, d- definitely doing it differently. I think getting a better result than than I had the first time around. Um, got the, geez, getting the paint off some things was completely variable. I I don't know what I'd use to um, oh, undercoat a, some metals. I've got the I've got the solution for you. Go to Bunnings. Go to the paint Simple section. Green. No, fuck that shit. No, it's terrible. It's a waste of time. Uh, go and get yourself um, a can of poly stripper, paint stripper. The I think it's poly something, but it's definitely a paint stripper. It's in a yellow can. Um, I had tried everything to strip the paint off my old airborne figures, mm-hmm. and I was using all kinds of shit. And eventually, like nothing would move the primer, and I'm like, I want everything off these things so I can actually like do this properly. Uh, I I'm reasonably certain that when I stripped them, I did nerve damage to my fingers. Like I did it without a glove. I'm like, no, nah, this will be fine. It was not fine. It was not fine at the, all. The shriveled claw. Oh my of, god! It was. Like, I look like my hand. Looked, my hand looked like something out of like like Skeletor. It was fucked. But this, serious man, this will take paint off absolutely anything. Well, it was weird, you know. So I did the first run uh, just with some metho, and that got it, got the paint off the plastics in in thirty seconds. Oh, are you trying to strip plastics? The plastics were fine. Don't use don't use this paint strip on plastics. No, That's a bad no, idea. No, no. You so will not have an army. You'll have a, a ball. The ball. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a ball of regret. Blob of uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of men. Now, um, the plastics, no problem. Um, half of the metals just came straight off. Yeah. Some of the ones though would it would not budge. Uh, it took the paint off, not the primer. They're now sitting in a bath of acetone, which yeah. I'm pretty sure will. Well, that's will what go. I that's what I used initially for my airborne. I, I used acetone and went through I think two liters of the stuff, and that it's amazing how many fuck ups I'd made. Like you know, like and replaced things with plastic barrels and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like all the plastic bases because I had no, I'd never stripped an army before, so I just chucked the whole army in a it's an old like plastic tub, filled it full of acetone, and just left it there for three or four days. And then pulled it out, and all the bases had melted. All the flock had just turned to shit. How could we have known? Yeah, well, I was kind of looking at it going, well, nobody told me I shouldn't do this. So it's everyone else's fault, not mine. Um, um, and the flock gunk is just horrible. Oh, my what God. That it, turns it into. Oh, my yuck. wife was walking into the bathroom, like, what's the smell in here? I'm like, what smell? 
don't know what you're talking about. Now, what's this? What's in here? No, don't touch that. Don't touch that ever. Don't walk away from it right now. But yeah, luckily, um, that was pre-kid. I wouldn't get away with that with with my little man floating oh, around the house. Oh, now. just him just crawling around. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a shocker. He's he, he's into everything. We'll talk about him a bit later. But um, yeah, it's I I found that the poly stripper stuff. Uh, I'm just about to strip and repaint my entire British Airborne list. I'm on a kick at the moment, like repainting uh, old armies. But um, yeah, can do some other you've stuff. You've been saying you're going to do that for a while. You, should, you need to get on it. But then, now, but you've also Why got your you, fucking mother. Yeah, <laughs> but you've also got your Russians as well that you just yeah, said, no, said no. We'll downstairs. About, no, no, we're talking about the rubbish as well. But this is hobby, hobby talk, isn't it? Take out the garbage as well. Yeah, yeah. And when are you, <laughs> you going to do something about that shit? Um, so yeah, it's so you've you've got the you got the paint off of it. Uh, well, I, they're, they're in the bath as we speak now. But the ones that that it did come off are sitting right next to you there on the table, and uh, they they came up sweet. They did come up really nice. I'm uh, just going to redo the bases a little bit, but uh, they're, they're based on on washers with milliput or some kind of modelling clay there, so no issues with with the bases. Mm. With those ones. Um, I'm I'm keen to see uh, sort of what you do with them. Um, like I said, with mine, it's generally just base colours, wash, and then I do, I do all the hard work with the highlights. Brian does it the other way around. He will do base colours, highlights, and then dip them in strong tone. Mm. And he, look, I mean, the thing is though, Brian will actually account for that by making everything he does, it's all two shades lighter than what it should be. So by the time he puts the quick shade on, it dulls it all down to the to where he wants it to be. So you actually have to take that into consideration. If you start at the color you want it to be and then quick shade it, you're going to end up two shades darker than what you want. And you end up with, well, you end up with the problem that Mark Newman's got, where Mark's got a great list, but he's kind of, he is forever complaining about some of the older stuff that he's painted and saying, it's too dark. Why is it so dark? I'm like, Whoa. well, yeah, I, I was talking to him about that, um, you know, admiring his list uh, last last weekend and kind of comparing some of the ways that um, he's painted some of the same exact same miniatures. And yeah, they they do come out quite dark and field grey. You know, we've all seen the Fifty Shades of Feldgrau picture <laughs> that uh, that does the round as punishment whenever anyone oh, talks yeah. shit on the Facebook groups. Um, with these ones, I, I started off London grey. Then I went 50% uh, London Grey and Panzer Aces Feldgrau. Really? And just started building that up. So by the top of that, there's about four levels of highlights in there. Uh, but the washes are only done with a lining brush yeah. right in the very, very recesses. It's uh, an interesting technique. I'm, like, I may be interested in trying it in a, you know, in a future army. The, the process that I've got currently seems to be working for me, so... If it ain't broke, don't mm. fix it. But I mean, look, I, I eventually will, you know, come around to doing something a little bit differently, I suppose. I, I think the other thing I really wanted to get away from, um, which was a mistake I'd made at some point in the past, was uh, shitty varnishing technique. Um, I think that was a real killer. Some Something I'd used from a can that probably wasn't very good quality had gone on really heavy. Um, I'd lost a fair bit of definition there. That hurts. A um, little bit of yellowing there in a way that I didn't like. Um, so I'm, I'm going to move towards um, doing all my varnishing with a brush. Now just dull, dull coat with a brush. Yeah, the dull coat sprays, the testis dull coat, I tend to find I never have any problems with that stuff. Just keep it in a cool, mm -hmm. dark space. Don't let it near the direct sunlight. And then again, I don't really get it out. To, I, don't, I don't use quick shave for my army, so I just use them for my vehicles. So... 
And even then, it's only for my American vehicles or, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, so you get the result you want? Uh, so far, yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the other reason I wanted to redo them these way, this way is to really differentiate this uh, Volksgrenadier unit from my SS units. Um, nice. I was using them kind of interchangeably before. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's... Be- I, I'm using a lot of them now, so I'm using two, two full-strength uh, Volksgren squads in, in most Good. of the lists I'm, I'm building now. Um, so, yeah, I just really wanted to be able to visually differentiate them on the table so people aren't getting confused about which units are which. What's coming at you and killing you? Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> All right, man, that's good. That's good. So anything else in the, anything else on the pot at the moment? Uh, waiting for my uh, Empress Winter Germans to arrive. Um, Indeed. So when they come through, um, I, I con- I'm converting some of the um, uh, plastic SS into uh, winter snowsuits. Yep. Um, so they're going to be an engineer unit uh, for my winter Germans, early war winter Germans. That's cool. Um, so it's just really a case of basing them in such a way that you can't really see the uh, the gaiters from the the piles of snow they're that they're sitting in. in. They're going to be in deep snow, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's fantastic. Lockie, talk to me. Well, what would you like to know? Everything. All the, no, all look, the secrets. Unfortunately, I'm not as cool as JD and I haven't been doing any hobby. I haven't had time because it was just with the move and everything. With the move. Um, the failed move. Yeah, failed move. <laughs> so I'm going to have to move again, which is going to. Um, How many miniatures died during the move? Do you, do you have any breakages? No, you kept them. You kept it at your parents' place, don't you? Oh, I, I brought you know I brought some models with me oh, and okay. kept a bunch. Yeah, at my parents' house. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't had had time to actually do hobby. I've been playing a lot of games. Um, what are you playing? Well, just yeah, just played a um, a fantasy tournament on the weekend. I hadn't played in a year, and but I'd won the tournament that tournament last year. Um, I was going to say you had a tournament on the weekend. Wow, that's that's really impressive. Yeah, how'd, how'd you go? Day, two days, I did shit because I hadn't <laughs> played in a year. <laughs> um, but no, that, so that was fun. I've been playing X Wing as well. Um, looking up to going up to Sydney at the end of the month for a, for a tournament. So that, is that through Company of Dice? No, or maybe I don't know. It's a it's a regional. What's so. the venue? Uh, it's in Campbelltown. Don't know. No. Yeah, but the um, Knights of the not Knights of Dice. I mean, those guys are great. But Company of Dice in Sydney, they got a uh, they run all their events at the uh, Kugi Bowl. Kugi, Kugi, Kugi. No idea. No idea. No, no, nothing. No, no, that's not Coug- it. It's a bowls club, <laughs> and yeah, like you rock, you roll in there. Lunchtime floats around. This little window opens. This little lady sticks her head out, and you start ordering palmers and chips and beers, and it just makes me think. We need something like that down here. We certainly need something like that. I know, right? Well, Victoria. There is the uh, Tivoli Club. Yeah, where, I'm, I'm yeah. well in I'm trying to yeah. organise that at the moment. There's there's more on that coming. We will talk about that later. Um, but yeah, other other than that, like in terms of bolt action, I've just been like doing a little bit of research here and there on, on the Australians, just trying to get um, my, you know, the theatre selector down, down pat. I've been looking at. Um, I need to need to buy a Bren carrier. So I want to add that to to the list. They seem they're pretty funky. They seem pretty good for. There's like seventy points. I was saying before to you that that, it's, that they're. We had this conversation downstairs when you were up here doing sound check. You can get a Bren carrier, okay? It comes bulk standard with a light machine gun, right? Which is four shots. Yeah, four shots. Right. You can. How much is it with the just the brain carrier with the four shots? So sixty points, and then you can for ten points you can add a Pintle LMG. So that's seventy points 
for an Armour 7. It's open-topped, but Armour 7 eight shots. Um, with eight shots. And it's, you know, it's not an attract vehicle. It's 20 points more than a fucking medium machine gun team. And it's kicking out more shots. It's and it's armoured. It, and it, and it seems really good. Why don't people use I'm, it? Yeah. I'm, I, I, I think that's, that's down to the fact that um, splitting squads across multiple transports is the hassle there. Well, you can't. Yeah, it loses its transport capacity because normally. But, but even you take, as a brain carrier, you can't take you can take a fuck all people in it. Uh, yeah, it's five people, but if you you lose it if you take the Pintle LMG. But I don't even want it for the for the transport capacity. No. I just I just want to, you know, you know, fang around with eight shots with LMGs. Because you can, I mean, you Why can split you fire that? and you can start just you know putting pins on stuff. I mean, that's fantastic. Absolutely, it seems really good. So I'm probably gonna buy a brain carrier now. I buy buy a squad of them. Well, <laughs> three of them well, come out of the board. Well, that's true, but no, actually, we need to work out if if it takes up a the transport spot. Well, that's it, that, that's what I was worried car. about because in um I remember in a in a not so recent FAQ, it was put out there that essentially what happens is uh, I think somebody was worried about jeep spam. So if you take a an allied willies and you give it a medium machine gun, that then takes up the uh, armored car slot in your list. And I remember thinking to myself, that's fucking stupid. Like, who is who is spamming Jeeps to the point that it annoyed somebody so much that they had to contact Warlord and get a ruling on that? I don't know. But if you had four or five of them running around... I would not give two fucks. Really? Yeah. I could not give any less of a shit because it's a soft skin. I'll fucking I'll sneeze at it. It'll blow up. I do, could not give any less of a shit. Like, if, if it was an armoured something and maybe it had something a little bit more nasty in there than a medium machine gun, yeah, I, okay, fair enough. I mean, we've had conversations about How many the, points are there? Do, they, do, you, oh, do you remember? Not, not much. Well, I, I think part of that came down to, um, you know, there's been discussion going around about uh, MMGs are poor value. Um, your MMG squad's, what, 50 points? Uh, it's 45 points for that same MMG on a mobile platform with six plus damage. Yeah, it's a soft skin. No, yeah. Um, You're right, because we are comparing it to the, the just like the, the pin, sorry, the fixed MMG team which are obviously overcosted. Um so it's hard to say. But yeah, I, I, I certainly wouldn't want to see these spammed. But you know, like taking one or two would be would be really cool in a list. Alright, hang on, hang on, hang on. So you can get a regular Jeep for twenty one points. With an MMG? Uh MMG will then cost you no hang on. Probably fifteen points extra. It's something like that. Hang on I'm ah that's in the transport section. Sorry. I'm this is great radio. I'm off a cry. Here we go. Jeep, no transport. It's in the armor car section. It's I'm um, I'm on easy army. The internet service here, she not so good. Uh, for fifteen points, so you get thirty six points for an MMG. That's pretty good. It's good, but it's not great. It's not game breaking. Um, You're right. Taking out the armor car slot there. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't see, don't I don't see the need for it. I like. I mean, if you want to run five jeeps with MMGs, I mean, shit. We're. I mean, have you ever come across anyone who's more, run more than one jeep? No, Unless because it's because Avery. because, it's because of because Lee of this because of this rule, right? Yeah, no. And Lee <laughs> Avery does not count. Lee runs a British Airborne list. I've run that same list. And if you run the Market Garden Theatre Selector, you can take three veteran Airborne recce jeeps. Now that is a specific example, and we've had this conversation where the uh, British Airborne list lacks AT, so you need to give it some bite in other areas. That's a really good place to give it some bite. But at the end of the day, here's the thing. With a Willys Jeep giving it a medium machine gun, uh, yeah, you know what? It's cheap. Yes, it kicks out five shots. doesn't have recce, and it's a soft skin. 
Um, Oh yeah, no, that's for a sure. no-brainer. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, and I think it's fine as is. If you could, like, even zero to two would be cool. But I reckon if you could spam it, like, without that rule in there, that like you could take five or six. I think that's I think that's too much. Well, I, I think we really? might start seeing a, a ax- German equivalent of that with the Market Garden book um, that uh, SS Recon. How many how many Kubel wagons can there. you take? Uh, lots, hey. but you can only take five man squads. All oh, okay, of your squads cool. have to be five men. Oh shit, really? Yeah. What do Kubel wagons do? It's a jeep. It's yeah, a German, it's a German, German jeep. jeep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Kubel. Kubel wagon. Yeah. What's the translation on that? Bucket car. Bucket car. There you go. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's. I love the way the Germans. They literally call it what it is, don't they? Yeah. Seems legit. <laughs> Scheisenhepen. Yeah. Was it? Was it Panzerfaust's tank fist? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go and fist me some tanks, motherfuckers. Um. All right. So. You're digging it. You're playing a lot of games. You've come off VBAL. We're about to go into Wolf. Any preparations for Wolf or are you, you good to go? Uh, not really. I just need to... I might have to paint a couple more riflemen just for my list, which we'll talk about soon. Sure. Yeah, we'll um, go over lists, yep. But, yeah, I'll probably do that next week um, when I've got a little bit of time. Plenty of time. We've got plenty of time. Yeah, for sure. Luckily, boys, I'm on annual leave when it comes around to Brad's event. <sighs> oh, baby. Uh, mate, I can't wait. I'm loving it. So, what have you been doing? Have you been... Uh, have you been doing much hobby? I know that you've been working on some terrain. So, at the at the time of the last podcast, I a Pershing had just arrived at my doorstep. Um, I did actually get that painted inside of a week. So when I left the podcast, I think I got home at like eleven thirty. I literally walked in, said hi to my fucking thrashed, tired wife, who was like on the couch. Just it was, it was very warm over here that night, and got home, and she was just flaked on the couch in front of the air conditioner watching American Ninja Warrior. And I'm like, hi, hey, wh- wh- where's the package? Where's the package? And she's, it's in the study. So I ran up there, put it together quickly, cleaned all the flash off. Those feels when you're more excited to find the, <laughs> <laughs> see your models and your wife. Yeah, but it was, that, that, that night did not go well for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ran up there, put the thing together and then took it outside and primed it. And the next night I got the base colors on and I think I gave it a wash. And then the third night I panel highlighted everything Running, uh, did the uh, chipping technique, mm. and then hit it with the, the um, hit it with a quick shade, and then I think I dull coated it Friday night. So I had a tank done inside a week, and in the time that I was also doing that, I finished doing the jungle table that I was creating, which and I was pretty. Are, and are you are you still sleeping on the couch? Oh mate, I've been sleeping on the couch since Lex was born. Um, that's that's not a joke either. I've actually <laughs> been sleeping on the couch since my son was born. Last night, I kid you not, was the first night I was back in the back in the big the back in the big bed. Um, so, um, basically because, uh, yeah, I, I had a, I, I, as I said on a previous podcast, I'm, you know, I, my wife and I, uh, welcomed our first into the world a little while ago. Um, little Lex, we call him Lex. So he's named, he's Alexander Donald. So he's named after my wife's grandfather and my grandfather. And, um, yeah, he's been fantastic. I mean, seriously, man, I, I didn't know what fatherhood would do to me and it's done good things. So I'm very, very happy with that. And, um, yeah, he's been – unfortunately, he's in this thing where he'll like go to sleep in his own bed and then get up and he'll want like a feed and then he won't settle again. So he's been sleeping in our bed and that seems to be a regular thing. So it made more sense for me being on the couch instead of rolling over in my sleep and killing him. So 
Uh, we seem to have gotten over that now, so I'm back in the big bed. Sounds good. Oh, God, that's scary. Back. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. rolling over on you in the I, middle I, of I the night. I'm still sleeping in the, in the racing mind. car. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I'll be probably be sleeping sleeping at your house uh, for BadgerCon anyway. So. Uh, you're, no, it's, well, I, I have a feeling we're going to be staying here, dude. I think we'll be yeah, crashing out your be. Yeah, That's cool. I reckon this is the place to do it because yeah. we'll podcast the night before. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. You know, I, I sleep in a race car. so You can car bed? Yeah. It's a sweet car bed? I sleep in a race car. Do you? <laughs> Can you get another person in there? Co-driver. Broom, broom. Yeah. Trying to go to sleep. Easy left. Easy right. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, I finished the jungle board for... Oh um, that was such a cool board. I've got to say, that was like... In I was the, so happy with that. I was, really, the, I was really stoked with how that came out. In the three games I played at, v, at um, V-Bell the other weekend, that was definitely my, my favorite board. What was your least favorite board? Stalingrad. Stalingrad, <laughs> which is awkward because I was using Russians. It, it's a difficult board and I put it in there because basically... To annoy people? Well, kind of. Like you kind of have to hey, put... You have to put a board in there that people don't like. You can't have every board... But like, I mean, there were... The desert board is is, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have a look at the Stalingrad board and we'll 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 I'll rejig it so it's actually a little bit more playable. But I don't think it's so bad. I don't mind playing on it. You and I played on it. We'll go over that a little bit later. But yeah. So if if anyone doesn't know about this Stalingrad board, um, basically it's got two or three three big buildings, doesn't it? Um, it's as many. It, Plus, and uh, mm. so the rest of, the rest of the board is mainly made up of craters, which like. It's modular. Yeah, it's modular, so it's, you kind of can use it as area terrain kind of thing. It was so made by heavy cover. It was made by Mike Parker from Battlefield Accessories. Mm, and don't get me wrong, it looks awesome. Oh, it does. Everybody who walks past, like we had a forty k event on the same weekend, and everyone walk, walks past, and everyone was looking at our tables. Everyone is very envious of our tables. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the problem with it, of course, is that it's just the movement. If you want to, it's move, a slow game. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to move through all these craters and stuff, if you're playing it as aerial terrain, Hang on, you can't a, run through it. It is a slow game. Having said that, you and I made it to turn six. Yeah, we did because you ran at me and I shot you off. Hell yeah! I, I think oh, the, that's, how, the, that's, how, that's how you meant to play the Gumby. The, the issue with it, um, did you play, play Stalingrad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The playability and movement wasn't such a. A, an issue it's trying to roll dice on it the oh, we, of cock dice we set up, we, yeah we, we set up a, uh, a cardboard box and we were just rolling into that but yeah it does you, you can't roll dice on it at all my suggestion would be like the thing is like if you use the all the craters and stuff and call that as open terrain or even like neg one when you're in it like rather than heavy cover soft soft, soft cover I, I mean I guess you could do that it's just, so, just so you, you go, can run through it but you need to add a couple of extra pieces um, it's to, difficult to actually because, you make like walls or something because it's modular it's really difficult oh yeah for sure because you kind of have to create it with the modular openings that are provided it's, it's it is a difficult board and what I might do is um, I'll go into this a little bit more when we talk about um, the next event that I'm running, which is uh, Conquest Europe, um, because the Russian board uh, is going to be a two a two v two Stalingrad board. But I will create that board in such a way that you are actually able to move vehicles around freely. You're able to move your men around freely. It will be. I'll actually look. I'll, I'll sit down with Mike Parker. We'll discuss what it is I want to achieve with that because I still want that to look like Stalingrad with bombed out buildings and bombed out factories and 
terrain and rubble everywhere, but I also want people to be able to be like, okay, I've got wheel vehicles, they're moving up the board. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Yeah. And it's just the way you classify the, the train, I guess. Well, as long the, as you can well, run through Well, here's a, the thing, is I said to all of you guys before you started, now as a TO, I did something I haven't done before. I basically said, look, when it comes to defining what terrain you're playing on, have a conversation with your opponent and work it out. Everyone there was a big boy. Everyone had the big boy britches on. Uh, work it out. Well, if, if you want to call that soft terrain, cool. You want to call it you know, hard cover, done. Rough terrain, I don't, I don't care. Just figure it out yourselves. And if you can't come to a decision, roll the dice. Absolutely. And I think it's a good way to do it. But oh, also, yeah. um, so it changes. Like someone will look at, for example, your jungle board and yeah. want to play it completely differently. So the way that Chris and I played in, in that jungle board. So I'll just, I'll just paint a quick picture of, of this board. You want to help me out, Tristan? Sure. But basically, um, it's just like lots of trees um, in, in, on, on bases, basically. Yeah. And it looks like it looks awesome. Um, I was pretty happy with how it all came together. Um, it's essentially it's a, it's just... a very dense board, isn't it? As well, well, it's... Yes. In like, a good way. I, I went overboard because I thought to myself, if you're playing in a jungle, like what, like if you were actually fighting in a jungle, what's what, what, what's what's other than the enemy? What is the single hardest thing you have to deal with? And it's line of sight. It's being able to kind of like see what you want to engage. So I built a table that kind of demonstrated that where there's there's larger feature terrain pieces. I think there's like three or four of those, and then there's a lot of smaller ones. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So Chris and I played, well, like we rocked up out there turn uh, so game one, and we said, oh, you know, this is gonna, this is a board that just just has lots of soft cover. We're going to play it that we can see through the train, but it's just going to be soft cover unless like there's a there's a few features that are like hard cover because they're rocks. Yep. So that that super contrasts to the way that Brad. I don't know who Brad played, but Brad played in the jungle. It. Lee Avery. So Brad and Lee must have decided when they got got to that board that each of the the terrain pieces yeah, block line, line of sight. sight. Yeah. So you can't actually I see would, through I it. I would not have done that. Absolutely not. I, because you were just you're going to end up with a very very slow game. It's it going to be a hard slog. It was, it was there's too many trees to to make that possible. But yeah, you can't. You there is no there is no one place that you could sit in that board where you could see from one side of the board to the other. And even if you set a, a spotter, because I had some, like, I, you know that archway that I built? Yeah. Yeah, even if you set a spotter on top of that archway, they're going to struggle to kind of see what's going on. And look, to be fair, my, my intention when I built that board was to make it difficult to play, but also fun because it would make you think. Like, I mean, seriously, how many boards do you see where it's a crossroads, it's got some bushes, it's a couple of houses, a couple of stone walls and a field? Go for it. Yawn. I've I've seen that board so many times. It look they look great, but I'm just I want something different. So that's my thing with boards now is I'm gonna because I've I've actually started thinking about how how I'm gonna create boards and I think the next one that I do and I'm I'm still sort of deciding how I'm gonna do this, but it'll be like some sort of um like a flak bunker. So it'll be a command bunker in the center. There'll be four zigzag slip trenches going out from each corner of the bunker which will go to a Flak 88 or a Flak Villing. There'll be a small car park. I say car park in the loosest possible sense. Uh, that'll have some um, half tracks in it. Uh, a friend of mine called Rick V has, uh, I think, three or four old, old, old metal black tree design half tracks, and they are horrendous. But I've, they'll make, they'll I've make got a, uh, a V1 you can have. They, oh, have you? Yeah. 
It's it's this weird thing. It, it was like this orky orc yeah, yeah, yeah. V V one. So it looks like it's you know, it's got rivets and shit all over. Hell yeah, done. It. But it's got a launch pad. It's a great Fuck big lump yeah. of resin. Yeah, I'm um, doing that. Then that's perfect. That's what V of the V one facility. Yeah. So, but I'm gonna do the whole thing. Um, I initially did all of the jungle terrain with just cutting out bits of MDF, gluing polystyrene to them, gap filler, covering it all with uh, texture paint. And just poking like you know trees and bushes and shit into it. Um, I then towards the end of it, I actually picked up from Bunnings, which is like Home Hardware or not Home Hardware, Home Depot. Is that the American Bunnings Home Depot? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not, yep. So I picked up. It's a sheet of. It's like um, solid foam insulation. It's like an orangey yellow color. Oh, that yeah, that's that shit's great. Oh uh, my god, you can sculpt it. Yeah, and it's it's quite hard. Carves easily. It's yeah. robust. Um, I picked up a sheet of this, so I, I figure if I get four sheets of that and four sheets of MDF and glue them all together, I've got a modular board, and I can cut slip trenches. I can cut all kinds of shit. Yeah, I've um, built a, a trench table out of that uh, that stuff in the past. Yeah, um, it 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 was last seen at uh, Games Lab so <laughs> upstairs. I think they threw it out because they just uh, left it there hey, forever. No, I think I played on that one time. Yeah, yeah it's got nice. all the like the puddles and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So the idea is I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and design this table and I don't think it'll make an appearance this year. I've already done my one table. I'm going to try and do... I might try and do another one if I get bored, but I've got enough to keep me busy. Do you have any more storage space? No. Well, I was going because to build a table for, for downstairs here. Um, so I just need to get a get a board. But oh, ideally up. what I want to do is have it reversible. I'll, I'll get you a board. So that one side <laughs> just is... Have some uh, of my terrain, says Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> like he has so much... Well, it's got That's to crazy. do. It's got to do two, two jobs. Um, it's got to work for both bolt action and for saga. So what saga? Uh, I thought he was going to say it's got to work for bolt action and like you know like home massage. Oh yeah. Are you running a little massage parlor in here? Hop up on the table, thanks. I oh, don't mind the minis. So what would you do? Like an old European yeah, town kind yeah. of thing. So I've I've got some. Um, uh, they're they're Viv's Tabula Rasa uh, village buildings, which I That's think we're going to see some of. No, no, no. He's got a, a line. Tabula Rasa was a desert yeah, range. No, no. It? He's got some um, old, ye oldy sort of huts Ooh. with the uh, half timber. Um, Brad's building some for Wolf, so we'll we'll see a bunch of those on a table. Um, so I got those. I've got the church there. Um, essentially, what, whatever I need to do, I need to make it work for a, um, a dark ages of, yeah, setting yeah, yeah, as sure. well. I've I've got some stuff. I might be able to well, do some do some tradey tradey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really getting the 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 big board to put, oh, yeah. put down. That's well, the, yeah. um, my in my personal experience, I would literally just get a sheet of MDF and cut it to. Uh, I mean, shit, I've got all the tools you would need. Mm. Like, dude, I I have all the tools you would need. Yeah, it's just, it's just getting it around without a car is a. Oh uh, hell yeah! No, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, man. It's I mean the jungle table. I kid you not. Did you see how many boxes I needed to put that in to get it to, to transport? Yeah, yeah, around? I packed it up. It was crazy. It was like, fucked. That's, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know how your wife allows you to store all this I've shit. Got, no, I've got I've got one room. You've seen <laughs> that room. I had to clean it out. I cleaned mm. it out on the weekend. And I threw out so much crap. Mm. I'm like, you know, old bits and pieces that I was keeping for. You know, oh, you know, it was back when I first started, and I was like, you might need it for a rainy day. <laughs> not as much a rainy day, but it was like I was keeping stuff because I was. It was when I was like first terrain building. And I would keep stuff for like, oh, you know, like I'll probably need this when I do like this board or this board. or And then I stopped doing terrain and then started doing models. And then all of a sudden I was left with all this shit. But I went through all my stuff on the weekend and I just threw a lot of crap out. And um, I got a lot, I mean, I chucked you on FaceTime and showed you my room. Mm. I can actually see the floor now. Like, it's incredible. That's impressive. It's very impressive. 
So nothing you threw out was obviously valuable. No. <laughs> because no. If, you, if it was, you'd have put it up on eBay or something. So. No, it's, I'm not like that. I would probably just give it to a friend and said, hey, oh, all this. that, yeah. Yeah. So, no, nah, nothing was uh, valuable. I didn't throw any models out or anything like that. It was all just um, bits and pieces that were maybe going to be used for terrain pieces, but, you know, just shit that I was never going to use. Mm. You know, I had it in the back of my head that, you know, this is a good idea, but, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've uh, finished that board, ran an event, and now I'm kind of looking. I cleaned up my study. Um, I'm just creating a display board for Operation Wolf, which is not next weekend, but the weekend after. So that's yeah, that's on the uh, that's on the that's on the the table at the moment that I'm just sort of putting together slowly. And then um, I've got to decide what army I want to paint next. Uh, my fins are completely done, and I'm. If anyone's interested in buying my fins, shoot me a PM via the Bacon Burgers Facebook page and we'll talk turkey. Uh, but yeah, I'm done with the fins. So um, my wife really wants me to paint up an army that I can actually sell. So unbeknownst to her, I've bought an LIDG force. <laughs> so that's got like two trucks, two Jeeps, uh, brain carrier and a fuck ton of troops. So I'm going to just chisel away that over the next couple of uh, months. But before I do that, I've got to finish Viv's British. Um, love you Viv can't wait to see you back at uh, events um, that's Viv from Knights of Dice I said to him quite, I, I painted up a German do you see the Germans that I did for Viv yeah yeah. I painted those up so quickly because I'd never painted Germans before and I was really excited I think I had them back to Viv in like, it was inside of a month and they were like they were really they were some of the best work I'd done to that at that point and Viv was like holy shit this is fucking incredible and he was loving it and then he said do you want to paint these British and I'm like yeah done I painted a lot of British by that stage and they've kind of been sitting in a box doing nothing for a while. So um, I've they're currently on my painting desk. I've now just literally just got to churn through there. It's just my biggest thing is I don't like doing base colours. It just irritates the living shit out of me. Once I get the wash on and start doing highlights, that's when it becomes interesting and I can sort of chisel away at it you know quite quickly, but got to get there first do you do you run like sort of assembly line batches how many do you how many do you work on at a time so generally what i'll do is i'll because it was uh i think it was a starter set the tanks already painted i painted up a cromwell for them that was done so quickly i can bang out a vehicle very very quickly if i've got the time if i had the time i reckon i could, I could do a tank and go to woe if i can get everything to dry properly a couple of hours hmm. um if it's got stowage on it, that that gets more, it's longer because of you know the nature of stowage. But um, generally, I, I set the army out, so it's I think it's like five eight-man squads: NCO with a submachine gun, light machine gun, uh, RT observer, three-man a uh, three-man artillery observer crew, three-man HQ, sniper with spotter. I think that might be it, but I'll just do a squad at a time. Yeah, just do eight men block all the colors in do another eight man block all the colors in. do another eight man block all the colors in and then when i get to the end of everything wash the whole army and then start with one squad highlights double highlights get them finished and then just run through the whole army like that and then flock so, so you, you don't get one squad finished and then no 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 it's it would be i don't know i i guess i just i, I do what i do because that just seems to be the way that it makes sense to me Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you why I happen to do it that way. It's just I've I've found that to you know to keep motivated, having finished one sc- and being able to look at one and go, yeah. this one's done. This is what all the rest of this is going to yeah, look like. This is like what I want to aim in for. A, in yeah, a I'm while, I'm that's a good motivator. Whereas yeah. looking at a large number of oh. half finished models can be a have bit you, of a grind. Have you seen my Russians? How many Russians I have? Yeah, yeah. You have? 
Yeah, well, uh, no, you told me about it. You've got a lot, basically. It's no, it's not a lot. It's a fuck lot. Like, it's just... The nature of Russian armies. Yeah, it really truly is. So, I think after the LIDG and after Viv's army's done, I'll paint up the Russians. And that will just be... That'll be an exercise in futility. But luckily, Brian has just painted some Russians, so I'm going to... Hit him up for his uh, his color combinations. Three colors and wash. <laughs> Three colors and a wash. The JD special. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's you, um. I, I, oh. I when I paint, I normally do probably six or seven guys, and I always find it, it it's always the hardest for me to start a new batch. You know, oh, oh yeah, six or seven. Starting so a new I'll, project is fucked. Yeah, no, but I mean, like the the. On, on the assembly line, I guess, like yeah. start a, a new six or seven dudes. So what I'll normally do is I'll, you know, like I'll start, you have to start obviously at some point, but like then once you're waiting for those six or seven dudes to dry, you start, um, you start doing, you know, like the base colors on someone else. And um, then like yeah. you start, I kind of get into that cycle where like there's nothing fully finished or like well, nothing at that, at That's that, kind that of stage the way that I do kind it. of thing. That's kind of the way that I do it because by the time... If I start washing stuff, I mean, the, the mm. washing, you got to wait for it to dry. You've got to give it, you know, 24 hours kind of thing. But after that, like if I'm doing highlights, if I do the first guy, the NCO with the submachine gun, and then I work my way through and then do the light machine gun and maybe the six to eight rifle. By the time I get to the last rifleman, the NCO is dry. He's mm. under lights. He's good to go. Second layer of highlights. And then... Yeah, it's getting them to the highlight stage. Once they're at the highlight stage where they're washed and sitting there, yes, then I will complete a whole squad, go through, complete a whole squad, go through, complete a whole squad. But I won't go through and complete a whole squad and then, you know, from from nothing. It, it I don't know, it just feels... It just... I don't know. I'm weird. But I, I guess maybe that's that's part of, you know, whether you buy an army and you've bought the whole army all at once where I've sort of put shit together piecemeal. Yeah. It's, it's been I, a squad I here and a squad there and built I'm, up over time. I made the mistake. I mean, you've, you see my Germans. Oh my God. Like it's fucked. I made the mistake. I mean, look, uh, I bought a heap of um, 148 stuff from Harry Turner. Um, I've got like three 148 headsets. I've got all the German big cats. I mean, all of them. I've got like, Half tracks, motorcycles. I've got shit that I haven't even put together. I've got two whirlwinds. I'm going to run a double a double whirlwind list at one stage. There, everyone will love you. Everyone will love me. Was it eight? Uh, can eight? I grudge you? Fuck yeah, you can. Fuck it. Sweet. I'm no, I'm, I'm I'm in for it. Um, but yeah, that. Oh, what have you done? You've ah! broken it. Breaking shit. He's breaking shit. Just fucking JL invites us into his house, you know, graciously puts us up and you just trash the place. It's okay, guys. It's a piece of plastic. Don't it you was, worry. It was just a, it was a, it's it's, it's a, the the box from buying uh, shit tons of washers from Bunnings. Oh, there you go. What? Base metal. Ah, uh, oh, there you go. Gentlemen, I feel we've spun our wheels for long enough. Let's talk about V-Bell. Let's fucking tear it to bits. Should we uh, do that in the next section? Do you, want to, do, you want to take a, you want to take a break, don't you? Well, is our pizza coming soon? Is that a thing? Yeah, pretty soon. It is. Okay, no worries. All right, look, um, we'll hit a break. Uh, during the break, we will uh, re-beer, uh, pizza up, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk some V-Bal, Op Wolf, and we're also going to touch on Badgicon. All right, so we will see you after this. See you, boys. Bye. Ha-ha, your mama! That's all i got. We're back. We've had pizza. We've had cider. I'm feeling pretty good. You feeling good? Yep. Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah. Oh, very full, very full. If I nod off, just poke me with something. I'll uh, I'll wake up. It's very warm in here. It is warm in here. It it's very, horrible it's in this room. A little bit stuffy. Yeah. I have a feeling that during the winter months, this place is going to be incredible. 
Yeah, it's nice here in winter. This I, I can't paint in this room during summer. No. You die in this room trying to paint in summer. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you'd end up... Yeah, it'd be horrible. You just find a shriveled mess on the floor. Yeah, it doesn't help that we're sitting next to that great big computer case with six fans pumping Wearing out. away, yeah. Absolutely. Hot air at us. Speaking of pumping out hot I don't want to talk about computer cases and air pumping because... Lockie said that he was going to pump some air a little while ago, and I'm still waiting for that to arrive. So let's oh, just just watch out; it'll happen. It will. All the windows will fog it, up, and I'll, it's yeah. building up. Well, having said that, I am a plumber, so I'm used to things that smell horrible. So JD is the one you got to worry about. Oh man, worry. yeah. You're right. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yep. All right, it. so we're going to cover. It's we're it's flapping our gums. It's all the cider. Um, we had an event. Was it last weekend? It was last weekend. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Feels no, like ages. Now, it does feel it. like ages ago. <laughs> no, it was the weekend. No, it, was, it wasn't last weekend. It was the weekend before. Because last weekend I was in Rochester. Oh yeah. yeah. There you go. That's how long ago it was. So we had an event. It was the uh, round one of the 2018 Victorian Bolt Action League season. Um, it was a 1300 point list event with an emphasis on heavy tanks. I've got two of the players here, gentlemen. How did we feel it went? Yeah, it was, I, I thought it was a great event um, down at fun? down the old House of War. Yeah, I had a, I had a blast running my Russians. Fantastic, good, um, good little tournament. What about you, JD? Yeah, I, I had a really good time. Um, yeah, felt like I had a good run all in all. All right, let's quickly. What'd you get in your? What did you have in the list? Uh, so I I was running Russians. I had a KV two, um, which was pretty cool. I had. Can uh, I before you go on? Yeah. Have you got any kill rings to put on that KV2? I think I blew up your bring carrier. That was it. You took a you took a KV2, you just killed a bring carrier. There's no seriously? Actually, I think I took off a unit of Nathan's uh what was he running? Americans. Nice one. Okay. But yeah, like it didn't kill much. That's didn't, for sure. didn't do a whole lot. Not for three hundred bloody points. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um yeah. I mean the, the points sink for the K V two is 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 and especially considering that you never get cover. It's huge. No. Well the thing is like it's got a big gun, but if it doesn't hit, then it's like, well, it yeah. may as well be a light howitzer. <laughs> exactly right. It might as well be uh, an anti tank rifle. Yeah, exactly. So what else do you have on the list? Look, I had just a lot of Russian dudes. Um I had a big SMG squad, I had a big naval squad, big rifle squad, plus an inexperienced rifle squad. The standard, the standard yeah, Russian inclusion. absolutely. Yeah, I had a couple of... Um, a BA-10. Had a BA-10 the, a, um, car, which was really cool. Medium howitzer, medium mortar, and a sniper. Yeah, yeah. And a flamethrower. And I uh, had a flamethrower, which I haven't used. I don't think I've ever used a man-pack flamethrower on itself before. I've how'd, used, how'd it go for you? Uh, in... One of my games did really well, and the other two not so well. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's that's that 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 to me sums up flamethrowers perfectly. In one of my games, it was really good, and the other two it did nothing. So, yeah. but it's fifty points. So, like, if it makes people if it makes people play differently, um, then you've probably already made your points back. Oh, it's psychological Just, advantage, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, so, and then to round out the list, I had two units of anti-tank hunter teams, oh, you did, yeah. which are the, the scouting dudes, um, two, two man veteran teams with um, SMGs and Panzerfaust, one so Panzerfaust on each. How much did these guys cost you? So they're 47 points. I, I, could, I think I could have found something better to put 47 points into. They seemed really, I don't know, just like. Two-man team, two-man vet team, submachine guns and a Panzerfaust. It's like if they had like a box of Panzerfaust with them, 
like they had a fuck ton of them or they had like, you know, some sort of anti-tank weapon like a looted Panzer Shrek. Yeah, I could probably justify spending that kind of money on a you know a couple of guys to sit out in no man's land and just take 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 bullshit. No, I but think I think they're really good. It's just um, the way you use them. So like sometimes I'll, I'll put them in a bad spot and they'll just die. But mm. in other games, they're super valuable. Fair enough. All right, JD, what'd you take? Uh, I took a tiger. The tiger. Yeah, the tiger, which was absolutely useless all day long. That's, yeah, that seems to be uh, the current. No, thing. no armor killed the. It did do one cool thing, though. It ran over a house and everybody in it. We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, squashed them flat. Um, used the same uh, two squads of Volks Grenadiers that I'm, I'm putting in a lot of lists these days. Um, had a seven-man squad of engineers with SMGs and a flamethrower in a truck. Uh, had a Nebelwerfer. How'd the, the Neb go? Oh, it, it worfed Neville. Um, did, it, did, did it actually <laughs> did it worf enemy troops? Uh, not really, no. Um, it it sniped out. It it hit this hu- enormous blob of uh, of guys and sniped out the officer from in the middle of it That's and nice. didn't touch the rest of them. So he must have been the most unlucky officer in in the world. It's really interesting when you talk about multiple launches. It's like there's this there's almost a stigma around them. Um, I can think of a uh, a veteran bolt action player who's a you know he's a he's a Victorian native who was actually pretty much told to... I think he submitted a list for CanCon years and years ago. It's before Pete West was you know, running it. And this guy submitted a list with something... I think it was like three or four Nebelwerfers. Um, ladies and gentlemen, they don't call him the Rocket Man for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Amph. But um, yeah, I think that Amph, that was one of his first events, one of his first lists. And I think he's a bit of an Orc player and he came across you know, trying to do the Orc thing and was sort of said, mm-hmm. mm, probably not do that. Don't, you know, don't be that guy. But I think if I went up against somebody with four Nebelwerfers, I mean, you need a lot of sixes. It's not, it's not all that and then some. It's like, well... You need line of sight as well. well yeah, no you spotters. You can't use a spotter. Yeah, no spotters. So you're kind of, you've got to put your dick out in the wind. Yeah. And no need, gun shields. No so gun they, shields, they no. They get popped off uh, by snipers pretty quick. How many crew are there? Four. four. Yeah, right. It's like a, it's a, it's a, like a medium howitzer. Wait, is it a team or an artillery? Is it artillery. Oh, artillery oh so the snipers wouldn't wear it too much. Though. No, but you can put pins on it and just start just chiseling people off of it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I went full cheese and took it inexperienced. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when, it needs a six that, anyway. <laughs> when that came through, I was like, "Oh, come on, mate, really?" I think you and I had a conversation, and we were like, "Oh, fuck it, you know what? He needs a six as well." That's it. I'm taking three inexperienced heavy mortars next time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just bum, to bum, show bum. you. Bum. Yeah, uh, I rate mortars above. Uh, how uh, above Nebelwerfers above multiple launches any day of the week? Well, I had a mortar as well. How'd that do? Um, that that did a bit better. That took out an artillery team in one shot. Nice. At one sp- one stage. Uh, I think it. Yeah, that that, that did okay. Yeah, uh, sweet. So I had a uh, air observer, which is something I don't usually take. Now that's a German air observer, so it doesn't get the extra swing that the Americans get. No, that's right. Did and it do anything? Nope. Uh, well, it did actually. It uh, it killed my there my officer. It came back on and, you, didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. And that one popped up, and you were like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah, yeah. And it's, I was all bunched up as yeah. well. I was just about to assault in the next turn. And oh no, yeah. that's horrible. Um, other than that, yeah, I had a seven man uh, veteran SS squad tooled up with. Um, Couple of Panzerfausts and three assault rifles, I think. That's not that's not overly heavy. No, that I was using that as a backline defense 
thing. So he, he's just that squad's just there to buff up uh, and support the uh, Vox Grenadiers if they need it. The idea was with this with the thirteen hundred points list is to give you guys enough points to sort of make a really fun, you know, stupid wacky list. You know, full of all the good toys you like to take, and then have three hundred points left over for a tank. So, do you both feel that you're able to do that? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a perfect um, point limit, I think, for for doing that, for taking some of the big tanks. As a German, um, you would have been able to take a big cat. Yeah, yeah, there's no, no well, problems I, with that. I finally got to see big tanks on the table because, I mean, boys, how often do we see it? Mm. How often does somebody take a tiger? How often, like, how often does he see a well, Pershing that, that was or a KB2? First, first time I'd actually given my tiger a run on the yeah, table. Yeah, well, I was hearing a lot of that. Um, the Gumby list that I ran was five. It was all reg. Uh, no, it wasn't all reg. No, there was a there was a little bit of veteran in there, but it wasn't. I don't think it was cheesy. No, nah, the the only time I've seen those kind of tanks out was the um, that tank wars event that we yeah, that we went to yeah, last year. Apart from that, like we, there's no reason you'd take these big there, tanks there was because one they're maybe just a year before. I remember I had the th- the three panthers and you had a I think, I think it was you the Churchill. No, maybe it wasn't. I've I've run a Churchill. Yeah. I, I went through a Vogue period where uh, my Churchill 6 Mark 7, it's the Churchill, which is the Armour 10 slow, but it's got the versatile, the 75mm gun, mm. which does plus 5, but also does D6 HE. So it's like a Sherman turret on a, on a you know with an extra armour point, but it's slow. But I always found the Churchill to be a fantastic tank. Mm. I've, I didn't lose it that frequently. Mm. Um, you know, And people would generally like try and have a shot of it, but then realise that it's Armour 10, it's not... It won me a couple of games, that tank. It's yeah, good. Yeah. I don't mind the church. But, um, yeah, so like I said, the Australian list was five squads of uh, ten man, yeah, five ten-man squads, NCO with a submachine gun and a light machine gun, eight rifles. Uh, there was a medium mortar with a spotter, uh, three-man artillery team, three-man HQ team, three-man veteran medic, two-man uh, vet sniper. Uh, there was a veteran frog... I took a Daimler Dingo, which is the open-topped uh, armored car with a light machine gun on it. That so was a piece of shit. <laughs> it fucking that thing. That thing was good. I had a lot. I had a lot of fun pushing that around because people people just ignore it, and then all of a sudden it's up in their grill, just putting down. Takes putting their baby and everything. Exactly fucking right. <laughs> a dingo, Rough. A, a Dingo <laughs> ate my commandos. And then I took a, uh, a brain carrier as well with a boy's anti-tank rifle. So uh, it was a lot of fun. But I'll just touch on it quickly. I did actually end up, um, I was the Gumby, the first game that I played was against Jack Norman. Big props to Jack because he was the one who took the vet king tiger and a reg tiger, four squads of inexperienced bullshit and two inexperienced officers. And um, I know he had a lot of fun, but he had low expectations going into that. Did any of you guys play Jack? Yeah, I played him in the in the last game. How'd you go? Um, yeah, well, I, I we finished after an hour. Um, it didn't didn't yeah. take long. Um, Did you kill his tank though? No, <laughs> no. Look, I was telling you before. I I was shooting at it all game with my tiger. I airstruck it. Um, I fired six Panzerfausts at it. Fucking hell! Just couldn't scratch it. Nah, Just couldn't hit the side of a barn wall with the. All my shit, but Weird, the uh, yeah the assault engineers just came in the side and that was that was pretty much. He uh, just didn't have the infantry to be able to hold people off. Um, I found that when I played the Gumby, I mean the Gumby is my interpretation of a Gumby because I haven't really played Gumbies before. My interpretation is to give my opponent a good hard game, 
not an impossible game, but I will play. I'll play to the. I won't play to the best of my ability, but I will definitely play well. Because if I feel if you hand someone an easy win, it's kind of cheating them. And like I, I played a Gumby against you, Lockie. Mm. Um, and I like I, I enjoyed our game. I felt that you. I saw a lot of chin scratching going on. What a do you mean? Of, well, you looked like you were having a hard time of it. Well, that yeah, I was f- trying to figure out how to beat you because you're like, shoot oh, at me. well, shoot uh, at me. That's uh, all you got to do. I'm going to run everything at you and just shoot at me. Exactly, but it's shooting it in the right way. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Because like we all know, you're you're a good infantry player. You had a lot of infantry. It doesn't matter what the well, rest 50, of the list is. Fifty warm bodies, mate. Fifty warm bodies. Exactly. That's a that's that's a lot of infantry. There's no tough fighters, by the way, and there's only five assault weapons for the entire. Uh, I even ran. Sorry, I tell a lie. My my HQ had uh, one guy had a pistol, one guy had a rifle, one guy had a submachine gun, um, and even my air observers, my air observer, all had three rifles. Oh, my national rule was rapid fire, so it was all about just putting out lots of rifle fire. Yeah, for sure. So I felt it was a pretty funky gumby list. Oh, for sure. But I mean, like. Oh, we'll talk about it in our game, but like if I like you gave me a good game, and but if I played it wrong, you still would have beaten me, even if like you weren't paying. Oh, you playing you super pulled serious. it out by the skin of your teeth. It was crazy. Well, in the end, it was super close. Oh, um, it was barely barely a, a dice in it, wasn't there? Yeah. Was it sec- no, so no, it was media engagement. It was it was kill points. Yeah, and media I think engagement. I, I beat you by two kill points, which was, oh, was what was needed to win. Yeah. If it was one less, it would have been a draw, right? Yeah. Anyway, we'll um, we'll get to that in just a little bit. How'd you go, JD? Your uh, games? Yeah. Well, what, what do you want to go through them one by one? Or? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Uh, Who did you play? Okay. Uh, I'm terrible with names, so you're going to have to forgive I'll me. I'll help you out. Um, th- so the first game, uh, the Americans with the Pershing. Uh, my brother Rob. No, 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 it wasn't. Uh, so it was down that that back oh, to the railway railway line table. Nathan Chullerworth? Yeah, I think so. New yeah. bloke, he didn't run a Pershing. Um, Sherman Jumbo, he ran yes, a Jumbo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in that that first one, uh, I I have this tournament curse. I I fuck up the first game that's, every that's time. That's because you keep calling them tournaments. They're events. Well, okay. <laughs> no. In this particular case, uh, that was down to missing the mission briefing, uh, being in the, the gentleman's facilities at the, at the time. Um, you so do I, have a bladder like a golf ball, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Enormous prostate. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I, I'd missed the mission briefing. I was sort of on the, the back foot, and uh, everything that could go wrong with that game for me really did, um, in the sense that I had misunderstood the mission briefing, um, about whether units not on the table were first wave rather than reserves. Sure. Um, so uh, that put me off, and I'd misheard my opponent saying that he was outflanking the units that were in reserve. So I had everything set up to deal with something coming in from the back, and I just got uh, caught with the pincher movement sure. uh, from the side, and then I managed to airstrike my uh, one unit that unit that was in a really good spot to, to really turn the game around, and they um, got airstrike. Hang on, Nathan Nathan was able to turn your airstrike back at you and he didn't put it on your tank. No, the tank was dead at the time. Oh, wow. Wow, you did have a bad game. I did have a bad so game. So Sherman yeah. Jumbo just outflank, ventilated outflank, Outflanked, got up wow. real close. and uh, Hang on, can I just ask, did you lose this game? Oh, yeah. Nathan Shuttleworth took a win off you in the first... Mm-hmm. Nathan, if you're listening, well done, buddy. I'm genuinely... I mean, Nathan, I'll, I'll touch on it quickly. Nathan actually won our best sports... Um, and well deserved as well. The kid is he's 
He's um he does it hard in some of his games because he takes really themey historical lists and he is a new player, so he's kind of finding his way. But yeah, to take a win off you, man, I mean that's 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 no slouch. Yeah, and he had the long tom as well, so that was a that was a thing. Hang that on I've... a minute, no, no, you played my brother Rob. If he had an M twenty six Pershing and a long tom, that's my brother. You sure? Did he have an air observer? No. Yeah, four, he did have four, an air observer. Four yeah. squads of infantry. Yeah, yeah, a truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played my brother. Yeah, okay. That that makes more sense. Nathan, right. we still love you. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you didn't beat JD. Yeah, no, I told you, you, yeah. So yeah, you played yeah. Rob. Yeah, yeah, it was an yeah. M twenty six Pershing, yeah. Long Tom, uh, artillery tractor that I subbed for a truck. Uh, yeah, yeah, you play, Yeah, the Long yeah. Tom. Yeah, Robin was the only person that had an M twenty six and a Long yeah. Tom. So the Long Long Tom didn't really do anything. We were trading shots with the Nebelwerfer back and <laughs> forth. He ranged in, and then I moved two inches. So that it you slimy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> As if you wouldn't know it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big target though. The long time. It is, and I sh- I really should have ignored it. Uh, I should have been nebble worfering at something else. You should but, have been worfing other nebbles. But the part of the reason I did target it actually is that it has such a big base, and that it's oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's easy to spread those six inch um, yeah. blast radius. I was talking to Robin post event, and he said to me, he's like, a couple of times your placement of the models actually on that base saved me because I've actually got, it's a five-man crew for the long Tom and I've got four men clustered pretty close together working, you know, loading, firing, you know, getting more shells. But there's one guy that I've put all the way out who's actually like the commander and the spotter who you can't get to him with a template. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you do, you're going to be able to wipe off four blokes. No worries. That's going to be hard. But then you've still got this one guy who's there by himself and it kind of, I think it saved him a couple of times. And I didn't do that. I did that pre-V2. I did that pre-templates. Mm. So I didn't do that to be like meta or it was literally just like it makes more sense to do it this way. Yeah. And I think I certainly noticed the change. Um, I haven't played a whole lot of games since V2 rolled out um, and I really had to get my head around the templates what a nerf to HE that is. That's it's so much harder to blast a squad off the board. Yeah. Somebody uh, when people was. say they fixed HE with templates, I don't believe it. You've just taken away the high and lows. Because I mean you look at something like a medium howitzer, they're pretty prevalent. You took one in your list, Lockie. It didn't uh, hit anything. But. It didn't hit anything, but <laughs> in V one, yeah, you could Oh, 2d6 HE. You could roll double sixes. And that was hard. You had to kind of look at your opponent in the face and sort of say, sorry, bro. And he'd be like, ah, it's all good. But alternatively, you could roll it and roll like a two or a three. And then all of a sudden, three hits. Okay, you were needing twos. Oh, there's a couple of ones. I've killed one guy. Whereas you've kind of removed that with templates and you've replaced the highs and lows with just an average. Well, I I think it's particularly in competitive play, better to have the average because having the the outliers, like the variance outliers isn't good. I find that having the, the, the dice was a truer representation of what was going on in the battlefield. How so? Because it's random. It's like it's like with with a template, you are you are choosing exactly where you want to drop that round to the millimeter. Sure. Like you actually get your template out and you you stand over the the troops, put your template down, and you maneuver it so exact. You know you're you're move, moving it exactly how you want. With a dice, it's up to fate as to where that shell lands. If I if I roll the dice and roll two, well shit, that you know it it exploded right near the edge of the squad, and those two guys bought it. Oh shit! I rolled, you know, like a like a nine. Well, that's right in the middle, and everybody, everyone caught some. It's it's the dice, in my opinion, is a truer representation of how it actually went. Whereas templates is like you're 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 being the hand of God. 
and you didn't have that in World War Two. There wasn't this thing where people could accurately direct. With, I mean, you could put a shell kind of where you wanted to put it, but down to the millimeter. Sorry, that's that's Gulf War shit. Like it didn't work that way. It does have some um, some interesting implications. Before though, we go any about- further, guys, I don't, I don't want to get into a yeah, fucking conversation we'll about templates. It. It's that that's a that's a that's a that's a deep 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 rabbit hole. So yeah. So anyway, and and then uh, I got outflanked by all the nasty stuff, and it just chewed up the Volks. Grenadiers. Robin, to to his credit, Robin's a good player. Yeah, he yeah. and he's playing Americans. So I think Robin's next list is he's actually going to run Chindits. So look forward to that. Mm. Veterans who can move and shoot with no penalty. M3 Lees. So the M3 Lee, arguably, if you talk to Brad, it's the best tank in the game. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he actually does with that list, and you know how competitive he makes it, because I believe. It may make a showing at uh, Operation Wolf. Mm-hmm. So see what happens. So second game. Uh, second game was on the uh, the infamous Stalingrad table. Oh yes. Um, once again, the name escapes me. What was uh, the army playing the Sikh army um, with the the two squads? Um, rapid fire national rule. Sikhs. Yeah. Who took Sikhs? Relatively new player. Oh, uh, Rob Deacon. Yeah. You play Rob Deacon. Yeah. yeah. Rob's a new player. Good to have you on board, Rob. Love it. So um, in that one, yeah, once as as often happens with uh, with me in the tournament, I fluff the first one and then really think about my strategy a lot more carefully. What he's saying is he goes to the toilet, he has a cry, mm-hmm. rings his mum, she tells yeah. him he's a special boy, and then he comes out and just curb stomps. Is that what happened? No, she gives him tactical uh, tactical, tactical advice. <laughs> <laughs> she does wear army boots. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> no. So with with this one, uh, we were playing the. We the love mission. you, Mrs. JD. All right. The, the, the mission with the three objectives. Um, I, I chose to be the defender on on, uh, on the Stalingrad table, Ooh. thinking you got to walk to me across all of that. That's shit. true. That's 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 actually a smart. That is a very smart decision on that table. Yes, agreed. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so I had the everything starting on the board, um, so that I didn't have that problem I had in the first one about my shit never coming on. Prep bombardment. Yeah, just there was so pins. much cover. A couple of pins. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I kept the engineers in reserve as a spoiler um, to outflank if in case they do get close. Sure. Um, a lot of shooting going back and forth, not really doing anything um, because there was so much cover on that, that table. Um, yeah, the tiger got immobilized, but, but that was all right. Um, and then it turned into a hand-to-hand fight with the engineers and the SS squad um, kind of holding off anybody from getting close enough. Sure. Um, so that was, that was a... You took a win draw? Yep. Yeah, pretty convincing win out of that. A line. win. You took a win on point defense. Yeah. My hat is off to you, sir, because it's difficult to pull a win on point defense. It wasn't until after I had a proper look at the mission pack because everyone's saying, what missions are we doing? What missions are we doing? And then I kind of looked at it. I'm like, hang on, I chose point defense. Why did I choose point defense? That's just a so I think in future now, whenever I run an event, you won't know what missions we're running. I won't tell you what missions they are. I'll tell you, you know, there's one kill point and maybe two objective based, but that'll be it. I won't actually tell you what they are because listening to the cast dice episode about where Brad interviewed Paul from um, Scotland, uh, it was an interesting thing that they brought up that they don't let you know. I think it's an old forty k thing, so you can't list an army for specific scenarios within within a mission. Yeah, but you I think... Can't, you it, can't build an army. You know, yeah, I think more. the idea, though, is that you have, you know, three scenarios that are different enough that 
if you gear, they don't if you tend gear to play the one. standard scenarios so much. There's a lot more custom missions. Yeah, I gotta, if, you gear, if you gear towards one of the three missions, then you, the army's not going to be as good in the other two. So if you yeah. you can gear as much as you want for that one mission, you'll like you'll win it. Mm. But the other two, you're going to be at a disadvantage. I got to like, be honest, I guess boys. That's the idea. I got to be honest. I'm pretty much. I think that I'm going to scrap. Most of the rulebook missions and go back to the uh, the ones that Brad's written, Kitty Hawk Down, Heartbreak Ridge. I totally bit before that. Um, we we're discussing before. Sectors is all right. I don't mind sectors. Yeah. That, that's a good one. But more, the problem with them, like, I don't know. I feel that all the rulebook missions are so badly written that they've got massive, like, they've it's got, convoluted. Yeah, they are. They're, they're massive paragraphs, you know, multiple paragraphs of, of each mission trying to detail very simple things. I think that if and someone from Warlord was sitting here with you right now, they would say, we're trying to explain it to the lowest common denominator. And you are not the lowest common denominator, Lockie. No, but I want, it, you, I want it to be simple. Yeah, what no, do you mean? we all want it to be simple, but at the end of the <laughs> day, what we, with simplicity becomes grey areas. Mm. Is they want to spell it out exactly the way they think it should be played. But I agree with you completely. I think that they are way too overcomplicated and convoluted. You could express the intention of your mission in a much more succinct and concise way than what they have currently provided us with. Yeah, absolutely. So I think custom missions would be a good way I'm, going I'm going to go back to them. Look, I, at the end of the day, everyone loves playing things like Heartbreak Ridge. Everyone loves playing Kitty Hawk Down. I mean, Brad's got three or four really good missions there. Fuck it, I'm going back to them. I mm. think they're great. So I think... Done, it's decided. It is. Bacon burger decision. Bang. All right, game three, jail. Have you got a gavel? Uh, all right. You got a gavel? Hang on. What's a gavel? It's the it's the judge's hammer. All oh, right. Can you can you can you cut in the, the law and order donk? I'm sure we can do that. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> all right. Uh, mission three, it w- it was the uh, King Tiger and Tiger. As the Jack Norman game. Yep. Yep. We love you, Jack. Um, keep, keep running shit like that. So it was meeting engagement, um, you know, just straight. Straight down now, having said that, meeting engagement is a kill point mission. Out of all the missions that he could have played, that would be the one where he, I think he could probably pull a win. Because if he'd been smart, he would have bought... Oh, but then again, you're on a Nebelwerfer. He, if he was smart... If it, if it, what, what table are you on? Uh, we're on the Bocage table. Bocage. So the first thing I would have done if I were him is I would have run my tanks up and engaged your tank and your Nebelwerfer. And I would have just kept my infantry back in a small knot mm-hmm. and put everything on ambush. And the minute I got mm-hmm. shot at, it goes down. Yep. Goes down, goes which, down. Which, which, which was what he, he, he did. Yeah, um, sure. So he rolled them up to the middle, up to that wall that was next to the road. So he had yep. cover from there. Good. He's got armor, armor 11 on one, armor 10 on the other. Um, shit, we put a lot of lead down range, but um, we, we couldn't, couldn't damage each other until no. the very last turn with the tanks. But there's that road there. So I had the engineers in the truck straight up the Flew road. Flew up the road, yep. Um, That's one of my favorite moves is last dice comes out. All right, here comes the truck all the way up, you know, driving mm-hmm. in as deep and as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. And then the party boys get out and literally just start pissing on everyone's yeah. phone. So they, they were in assault turn two. In the nicest possible way. Yep. So they were in assault turn two, uh, turn three, jumped over a wall, flamethrower to squad. Oh, it's um, nasty. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Volksgrenadiers actually put in a really good, good showing as well. Um, his, his, uh, Volkssturm upgraded. Um, oh, but, did they? Yeah. Which is something you don't see. He as did that against as, me. Yeah. It but, happens. But the tough fighters from all of those assault rifles. Yeah. Just ro- rolled right through. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I'm not going to say you had a hard list, but it was definitely a, a, it was a, it was a list that came to play. 
Yeah. Whereas his, it was a list that came to play in a completely different way. Yeah. If yeah. you catch my drift. Um, interesting things that came out of that. Um, because the King Jack, Tiger Jack has such Jack Norman's tears were those things that came out of that game. No, no, he he he, 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 no, he had very well. good grace. Yeah. Oh, he did did play it. He did play it as as well as could be hoped with the table. He, he went into the, the event expecting what happened. Yeah. So that that will that would have helped him. Um, one of the the interesting things that came out of it for me was the um, the size of the footprint of the King Tiger was absolutely perfect for throwing Nebelworth for shells at. I bet because you're you're scattering that six inch thing from a footprint that's already so big. Oh yeah, um, I was it's able like a to, building. Yeah, it's so like, I was yeah, able to roll for building. roll for those additional hits um, across quite a big big area. So my eyes have just dried out. <laughs> I'm not I'm not tired. Are you going to be all right to drive me home soon? Shut up. <laughs> As it happens, I have some drops here. No, I don't need drops. <laughs> I'm just going to need a drink of water soon. I'm just I'm a little bit I'm a little bit parched. I'm parched. It's all, the, it's all the alcohol I've been drinking. Mm. But yes, I will be fine to drive you home. Thanks, mate. Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, so that doesn't look like eye drops. That just looks like a bottle of Vallejo. What are you trying to do to me? What colour oh, is that? Is that matte varnish? Yeah. yeah matte yeah, varnish just, Everybody should varnish their eyes. Keep, <laughs> keep your me, eyes shiny. Hand me, hand me the testis dog. <laughs> what is going on? Um, all right, so three games. How did you, how did you do? Uh, one, one loss, two wins. One loss and two wins. So this is fascinating. It's because, yeah, one loss, two wins. I think the person who won was on a win and two draws. But it's been... I, I mean, I, I can't confirm that because I've got all the score sheets in front of me. But we'll go over the winners and losers when we come over, when we cover after we cover Lockie's games. But it was it was tight. It was... I don't want to say it. That's a bit rude. Um, this is the Bacon Burgers, but it's tighter than a nun's. So... It was tight. By the time we got to like um, top tables where there was only like a point between players, I've never seen such a close, like a, 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 a you know, a good close cluster like that. Um, Lockie, how'd you go? Uh, well, so my first game was against Chris Peck. He who shall now be known as the Cheese Lord. I, I look... I am going to be... I'm, I'm no, going to no, disagree. But, but, no, no, before you go let's, on, let, you go let's, on. No, no, let's talk they, about his uh, list. I've, no, I've got... Because we need him to give us lifts everywhere now. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, give us so we're going to keep him in the good graces. Chris Chris was one of the two players who did not... Well, three players, if you count the Gumby, who did not run an Armour 10 tank. Chris ran three Stuarts. Two of them were the MMG festooned Stuarts. He ran a Satan flame tank, Vets. Do you have an Air Observer? Uh, yes. He, did he? Okay. It it was a it was a, an optimized list, um, but no, I don't. No, he actually didn't know. Okay, didn't. Okay. No. It, he had a lot of trucks though, because it was an armor. Yeah, it had a few trucks. He had. I don't know. A, you know, sniper. Chris. Chris won. Chris won the gun. event. Uh, him. Uh, him. What's going on? What's going on in my mouth? Um, yeah, Chris and Mark Newman. Uh, both uh, scored exactly the same points, uh, both taking out first place, which was lucky because Mark ran a last levy list, which also picked up best painted, and uh, Chris ran the Americans. But yeah, Chris Chris had a... It was a list that maybe raised a couple of eyebrows, but not in a not in a in a, in a nasty way. And like it's it was fine. It was fine. I think he played it well. Chris is really coming into his own as a player. He's kind of deciding. He's he's learning what he likes to push around, and 
you know maybe what isn't quite up to his up to his uh, standard. But yeah, look, he, he played well on the day. Yeah, well, look, um, I th- I didn't think his list was too too bad. But we're playing sectors on your lovely jungle table for the first um, for the first game. You were, you you divergenized that board. Pardon? You divergenized that board. No one had played on that board before you. This is true. Pop this cherry. Um, jungle, and so there was a preliminary bombardment or whatever that came. You know, comes in first turn, puts pins on everything. Yeah. Generally annoys you. And normally, it normally it doesn't do anything, right? Normally, you're like, oh, you know, you might lose a guy here. If you if you're silly, you'll put a tank on the board and you you roll a six and he'll die. But apart from oh, that, you have to be unlucky to lose a tank to print bomb no, I mean, open, open top vehicle, yeah, maybe. But, but you still wouldn't. I would. I did. That's because you're silly. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost a brain carrier over it. Yeah, good. <laughs> anyway, my, oh, there's a six brain carrier because carries it's, because, it's a, because it's a single target. Like, but anyway. What happened to me? Here's a story time, kids. Turn one, my flamethrower team, he's copped like two pins, or it might have even been one pin, who knows, has Fubard because... Oh, I remember this, yeah. And then he turns around and flames my 130-point SMG team. <laughs> Kills the SMG team. Luckily, <laughs> I say luckily in quotation marks, oh God, the flamethrower team doesn't run out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> But like, holy shit! In fact, I think that flamethrower team as well. Let's go back to it. Had actually lost his his crewman guy, right? Yeah. So he was at he was so to roll to hit five. He, yeah, he had to roll like a five plus. Once he was pinned, he 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 lost his secondary dude. Mm. But you know, he hit hit my SMG team, took it off. Well, there you go. I'm 130 points down. This is going to go well. Uh. But you know, I've kind of moved up, moved up the board, kind of weaving in and out of the trees. My BA ten tank come, uh, BA ten armored car comes on the board from literally six inches away, as far as it can shoot. This medium anti tank gun in the corner of the board on ambush, Ouch. needing a six. Take it off. No way. Take off my BA ten. Cool. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that is, ladies and gentlemen, that is not fine. No, <laughs> the, no, no. the look on Lachlan's face says that's not fine. No, no, no. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, th- I thought I still had a chance and I moved my stuff up. That's the main thing though. I mean, in bold well, action, the, the, you should always think you still have a chance. Well, exactly. Because it's 1,300 points, it doesn't make it so bad as if it was 1,000. Um, Sorry, I'll just, I'll just interrupt. You should always think you have a chance unless you're running a veteran king tiger and a normal tiger. Then you probably don't have a chance. This is true. So I'm like, I'm kind of optimistic, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he, Chris has outflanked with two of his three Stuarts. And I did not realize this. He's written it down and everything. I must have not been paying attention as the uh, goldfish I am. It's the first game curse again. Exactly. I think it is. It must be a bacon burger curse. Yeah. I like it. So he outflanks with one of his Stuarts and the, the Satan. Starts flame throwing shit, like oh, it's <laughs> just, bad. Those are two tanks you don't want to come. You don't want coming on from. I mean, thank God they can't come on from your board edge because that's just that's fucking horrible. It was bad. Um, my hat, my howitzer, and my mortar are sitting there just getting flamed to death by his his tank. It was bad. Um, I I came close to getting a draw because because it came down to the sectors. I I needed one more turn, but we didn't. Unfortunately, we didn't finish the game. Um. 
I don't. I'm not sure if I could have won, but I would have at least had a chance. Yeah, that's that's always the thing, and it? it's just that's my the biggest bane as a TO, and you'll you'll find this when you TO bolt action events is trying to get people to finish, because as soon as you say half an hour left, everyone looks up and it like 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 it's my fault, like it's something I've done. It's like no, you don't understand. I mean, you, like you guys have had a long time to play this game. It you have 30 minutes left, and then. Like a couple of times I had to come down hard on people and say, right, you need to put dice down now because you're like, you know, you're 10 minutes over. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it sucks, but it's just a reality. It, 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 the it game is. takes a, can take a long time, to, particularly when it's the first game and you're, you're reading your scenario because it's really convoluted and you don't actually know what's going on. Yeah. So going back to that bit. Anyway, yeah. so I lost against Chris, which was a shame. Game two, I played against Nathan Shuttleworth with his, with his Americans. Now, this is the actual Nathan, not Robin. Not not phone so Nathan. So he had, what was it's it really? Nathan. The Jumbo Sherman or something. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, Jumbo Sherman. Um, but it was basically a bunch of just, I think it was mostly regular troops. Wasn't it was it? a pretty, it was a vanilla list. Very, it was, um, it I've got a, a lot of, I, look, Nathan's, Nathan's a, a good dude. He's, he's very new to the scene. Um, and I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to have him. It's fantastic. Um, and he's still sort of picking out what he wants to take. I know that he was going to be running Germans for a while. I know maybe that sort of changed a bit, but no, he um, he told me he's um, going to start building a Russian army, or he Russians. might even have a Russian army. Oh, there you go. That he's because he wants to sell his American list. Uh, but anyway, it was it was a fun game. Um, he's put his entire army because it was point defense, right? So I was attacking. Yep. He put his entire army on the board, so the entire army copped the property bombardment. Yep. So everything was bogged down. I've just come on first turn. Everything, push it all up, move it, move it, weave through the building, kind of. What table? Uh, it was the, it was like the old European town kind of thing. Um, it was on the back table. With oh, the there one, was, so there's like four kind of ruins the in train the yard. With yeah, the, the train yard. yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's yeah. four ruined buildings kind of off to the side, which I can, which you can just weave your infantry in yeah. and out, um, take, take cover but move at full speed, which I t- I really took advantage of, and basically just overwhelmed him. I like I had I had one good turn where my first lieutenant got two squads to move up at the same time. So the flamethrower team came up, flamed a squad of his dudes, killed them. And the other, I might, might have been my SMG squad, just came in, assaulted something and took it off. And then from there, it was all downhill for Nathan. So I really felt for him because I think it was it was kind of a tough game for him. Oh, look, but, I guarantee you, Nathan Shuttleworth is a damn fine player and he's going to look at that particular game. He'll learn lessons from that. And I'll tell you, he's going to come back stronger. Yeah, absolutely. No, he he saw he, he you, saw you his better, mistakes. You get better by playing people that are better than you. Exactly. You and don't he, sandbag it. Don't sandbag it. Well, I don't know if I'm better, but he's <laughs> he certainly he certainly realised what he'd done wrong, and he knew his list wasn't optimised. Um, whereas mine was a bit more optimised. I wouldn't call yours optimised though. It wasn't like it was teaming with. Apart oh, from the KV two, it, it was pretty good. It was just the KV two, which was dead weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we but that or a KV one. I would maybe no KV one's more expensive though. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's armored all round. Mm, which that'd be yeah, pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was a good game. And then the third game was I played yours truly. Yeah, it was good fun. Um, it played the Gumby. So with the Gumby, normally people use the Gumby, and you will just play the lowest ranked player. Uh, but I thought. It was. It wasn't a competitive list that I was running, but I felt that I wasn't. I was. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna just hand my opponents an easy victory. 
um, because I feel that if they've paid the money, then they've paid the money for a good game and I'm, that's what exactly what I'm going to give them. So I actually played the Gumby and actually assigned myself points as a regular player. So by the middle of the day, I actually ended up middle of the pack and I wasn't trying overly hard to win, but I also wasn't, ha- like I said, I wasn't handing people easy wins. I wasn't losing. Um, but yeah, we played on the Stalingrad table. Um, I ran 1,300 points of Australian straight at you. And, um, yeah, and I proceeded to shoot them off. It was, it was oh, fun. You, no, you, you make it sound as if you didn't lose a thing. <laughs> no, I, I lost quite a bit. No, but, <laughs> so the problem is, so we kind of alluded to it before, but so Tristan's army, Australian army, wasn't, you know, like it wasn't like it's, ba- it's a pretty basic army, but the thing is we're playing um, kill points. Yeah. And all of his units are quite big and it, it takes, takes a lot to actually get a kill point. It takes a lot to get 10 men off a board. I mean, oh. short of flame or HE, you kind of have to go and put the hard yards in and get your get your you know, get your hands dirty. Absolutely, and you have a couple of small squads at the back, you know, the support elements, but you still got to get to them. Whereas my Russian list, you've got the you know those two two veteran AT teams, which are you know they probably I probably they they shouldn't have gone up front. No, I would have just hit them behind a building. All your small stuff, I would have just hit it so I couldn't see it. Then you're wasting points. Oh yeah, you're you're right. It's killing those dice. You got to you got to keep me from killing dice, and those things are way too tempting for a sniper for squads. I mean, you know, if you, if, if I hit you, I mean, like I think my rifleman, what were they? It was like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. It was like fourteen. I think I was kicking out like fourteen or fifteen shots. Like if you throw enough shit at a wall, something will stick, and if you shoot enough firepower at something. Even six on sixes, like you're rolling 14, 15 dice, something is going to happen. Like, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen every time, but you, I don't know, man, those two small squads, all your small shit, your flamethrower, that would have all, if it were me, it would have been hidden behind a building and I would have sent all my infantry out to do the hard yards. Or, yeah, but then you're playing with half an army. It's just, it's hard. Yeah, but it's not really half an army because they're because only small it's squads. Because it's just the, the nation, oh... It's it's quite well, a you, bit, quite you, a bit you, of points. You're gonna no, but I mean for like those two those two dice. That's a hundred points. What the two anti tank guys? Yeah, fifty yeah, points a, each. What in a thirteen in a thirteen hundred point game? Who yep. gives a shit? Plus, plus the flamethrower plus flamethrower. No, no, I might have gone a bit far on that one. I would have I would have I would have used that, but plus, kept it away from a sniper. Plus my LT. Plus yeah, yeah. Anyway, what what kind of Russian general worries about keeping these these exactly. guys alive? You just, just intelligent them. ones. <laughs> <Heard> <laughs> them you just you just push it forward. Have right? you seen enemy at the gates? First man has a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> the second man has the ammo. When the, when the man with the rifle is killed, the second man picks it up and shoots and that's yeah that's what i did I and i just i, I, I put that, it all man. out there and it, look it came close oh look you won it's it a good game it was I a did. really good game yeah and i think at one stage there i thought i was going to sneak a drawer out of you and then you kind of turned the taps on and then took a couple i think another dice off of me and it just it sealed the win for you it was nice yeah exactly um i don't yeah it was it was a fun game i had a lot of fun playing that game i played jack norman uh the two tiger list uh that was a lot of fun I lost my brain carrier to the prep bombard. I st- I, everything, I think all of my games, anytime I could, everything would start on the board. I was literally like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Shoot it. Um, uh, I pulled a draw with Jack um, simply because I killed off all his infantry because he had none. And then his two tanks I couldn't do a thing with because my <laughs> my uh, uh, my universal carrier with the, with the boys' anti-tank rifle, which... Can't actually kill anything, but I mean, 10, 9, 8, 7. Yeah, if I got point blank up the ass of a tiger, I could maybe immobilize it. Maybe, maybe set it on fire. It's a, it's a 
It's, it's an it's outfit. A, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a big if. Um, my, he ventilated my frog within the first round. I had nothing else. Uh, my, my artillery observer, um, I dropped artillery on something and uh, it came back. I think I rolled a one, but it ended up going somewhere where it actually did more damage to him. Just put pins down, so it wasn't it wasn't overly, but it was a fun game. Uh, second game I played Lee Avery. We played in the desert, so we had British Airborne v um, Brits in the desert. So um, I took out his Sherman Jumbo with my uh, frog, and then held on to two objectives for grim life. Uh, and he just couldn't take. He took one, but not two off of me, so that uh, equates to a draw. And the third game was lucky, and we've covered that. So it was a good event um, overall. Everyone had a great time. We ended up with 11 players on the day. So with me, it was 12. We had a couple pull out. Pedro had to tap out and also Rich Anir. We lost Rich Anir, unfortunately, which is a shame. Um, prize support, off the hook. Th- big thank you to House of War. I think at some stage, I'm going to sit down with um, Alan from House of War and we're going to have a chat. Um, that Big thanks to War and Peace Games. Ian and John, those guys are fantastic. Uh, Combat Company, first providing us with some foreground um, scenery to give away. Uh, one of them, which ended up in uh, JD's hands. Congrats! Yeah, yeah, that was for, for. I got a ruined house for ruining a house. There you go. Well, that was I had I had two awards, so I have one award that was uh, the person who ran a house over and killed a unit inside a house, and the you got a, a little trophy, and you also got a ruined house, and then I also had a KV one slash two from Warlord, which was the person who ran into a house and the house wins. <laughs> did anybody cop? No, nobody no? did it. No, I think if they did it, they were too embarrassed. So I was like, ah, okay. So that was the purple heart, was it? That was the purple heart. Yeah. You got forlorn hope, so it was the outside chance, and then uh, yeah, we got the purple heart. So, um, but there wasn't even enough buildings on all the tables. Oh, listen, for, for I the, knew for I was, rule. You, he's been bristling, waiting for this opportunity to complain. <laughs> no, so I'm hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This, this on. guy, oh, you know, like whoever kills, destroys a building first, blah blah, blah wins this thing. Well, you only had buildings on like one table or Bullshit, two tables. I had buildings on at least half of them. And it, to be honest, to be honest, I didn't expect to give that award out. I thought it was going to be at least maybe round two. At the end of round two, start of round three before somebody tweaked. It's just. Jail went for it. Fuck nuts no, over wait, here. Just hang, went nuts. I just thought I was going to kill the red mist. <laughs> hang on a sec. Did, you didn't collude with Robin, did you? Like, it's like, oh, get get that, put that unit in the building. No, because so Robin wanted it as well. No, Robin, Robin was keen for it. He was going to run his Pershing into buildings. Yeah, yeah. And we, we were both near that building with our tanks. So yeah. I thought, well, I can try and go through that building to get <laughs> to his tank. I like the way you think so. <laughs> oh, wait, so did you drive through it? Yeah, yeah, ran the building. So yeah, the view, the vehicle has to be outside of nine inches. So you had to perform a run order, mm. crash into the building. If it's a timber building, you roll two d six, and then that's the damage value that the building is putting out. For a brick building, it's three d six, and then the player with the tank then rolls a dice, adds that to their armor. If it's more than the three dice combined, tank wins. If it's not, the tank loses. Right. Okay. So cool. it's pretty easy to do. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I don't. We don't see it nearly often. This was the, this was the only. This is my ulterior motive to running big tanks. Um, so yeah. Um, so the winners on the day we had Chris Peck and Mark Newman. So Mark picked up uh, first place as well as Chris. They both got exactly the same points. Uh, it was a very near run thing because I think I think you actually ended up coming third or fourth, old boy. Did I? Yeah, I, I think Robin, I Robin, Robin placed pretty highly as well. Everyone, I, know I had I had two wins and a loss. So yeah, so same you did, as JL. Yeah, you did well. Everyone did well. Um, 
so yeah, essentially we uh, yeah Chris and Mark Newman uh, came first respectively for best allied best axis. Uh, Mark also picked up best painted. So it's about time. Um, that last levy list is just gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's really really beautifully done. Fantastic display board. You know, uh, Mark's actually themed it uh, around uh, a German unit that retreated through a graveyard. So all of his guys are peeking out from behind gravestones. He's got the pan- he didn't run it on the day, but he's actually got the panther term sitting there. But he ran. Um, what do you have? The is it the Jag- so it's, no? It's a uh, Jag yeah, Panzer? Jag Panzer four, but the L seventy one. So it's got the super heavy AT gun. Yeah. On it, armor ten on the front. Yeah, um, it's nuts. Nine on the sides, and then he also ran the Charby. Yep, the flamethrower, the flamethrower Charby, and then just a heap of like Hitler Youth, Volksturm, just some bits and pieces. It was a really, it was a, look, it was a fantastic theme list. Um, I was really, I was super happy for Mark because he's been, he's struggled with bolt action uh, in the sense of like he comes from a chain of command historical background, so now that he's actually got his head around. This is not a simulator. This is just bolt action. The movie. He's actually starting to understand the mechanic of the game, and he, he's doing really well. So good on him. Um, and yeah, congrats for picking up best painted. Now, in the last episode, we did touch on the fact that Battlefield Accessories donated a light arc to the uh, to the prize pool. Now, somebody here, Jail, um, said that he wanted that, and I'm like, well, it goes to best painted. Mark actually picked it up, and he already owns one. So, mate, you ended up with a light arc from courtesy of Mr. Newman. Yes, uh, very many thanks, Mark, for that. That's uh, going to whack the second light strip in that and uh, it's going to be gangbusters up oh, here. Seriously, man, you're going to love it. You're yeah. absolutely going to love it. When, uh, when it cools down up here enough so that you know, I can <laughs> wear clothes while I paint, um, that'll That's be just not an brilliant. image I needed. Not an image <laughs> I needed. I'm, I'm sitting in this chair as well. Oh, no. So um, the other two awards that went out, first one was Best Sports. Um, that, uh, that one went to Nathan Shuttleworth. But I've got to be, be honest, he only won by one vote. Yeah, I don't know how that works because he got like four votes and he only played three people. So evidently people were talking to him and going, oh, he's a nice guy, which he is. He's a nice Did guy. Did he vote for himself? I don't believe he would. He's not that kind of guy. <laughs> Although your vote came in. With your name and your handwriting, Lockie. Is that Very suspicious. Very suspicious. No, it wouldn't have been me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's out there forging Fake your hands. news! <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got the best bolt action. It's got the best bolt action. Believe me, you love it. <laughs> um, no, the person who came in second behind you was Garrett. So congrats, Garrett. That was fantastic work, mate. Well done. Um, Garrett ran um, uh, the Germans. He's back on the German train. Uh, he's running lists now that I think are more in keeping with what we used to see from Garrett. Um, before he went all LIDG and Italian, you know, we're seeing like half tracks and, you know, Goliaths and all kinds of crazy shit. So that was good. I'm just upset that neither one of you guys played him because I would have liked to have known how that list actually sort of, you know, how it all went together. Um, but yeah, Nathan Shuttleworth picked up best, um, best sports. So yeah, well done, mate. Keep it up. And um, the Hannah Swag Award. Now, um, Hannah Swag, for those who don't know, is awarded to the player who does the historical diligence on their list, does the research, models up, you know, exactly what was there, paints it in, you know, historically accurate colours. They, they basically go above and beyond making sure that the army they put on the table on the day is what was actually there on the day, back in the day. Now, um, initially, Mark Newman was another was he he was I was really feeling Mark's list because all the shit that he had was was there. Um 
But then a then a cowboy sauntered in the door, with a with a thick Boston accent, and uh, yeah, it was Brad Morin. Brad ran the Order Sahariana um, and basically ran it as it was run. Um, it was a very very interesting list. It was very beautifully painted. He was actually he scored. He <laughs> Mark won best painted by a vote. Brad was second. Uh, Brad won Hannah Swag. Technically by a vote because the only vote was mine, but yeah, Mark. Yeah, they they ran second to each other in their respective categories. But yeah, Brad won Hannah Swags. I was really happy for him. Um, fantastic list, and I know they had a, a blast playing, which was really it was really important for me to you know kind of make sure that Brad had a good time. I, my all my players have a good time, but you know it's, it was good to see Brad kind of back in the saddle, um, playing in a very non-competitive way, but you know just playing for fun, which is something that's I think is is what we need. As I like you know I like people having fun when they play. So you have fun when you play, you're more likely to come back. I like to uh, not play for fun. You know, you're not a fun player? I like to drink the tears of my enemies. <laughs> how much, how much, how many, how many tears did you drink that weekend, Loggy? I drank your tears. <laughs> I was running the gumbulas, mate. There were no tears. I was just I was upset you didn't finish me off by turn three so I can get you more drinks. Well, this is true. This is very true. It was a bit hot that day, wasn't it? It was warm, yeah. I got rid of the I I I did sweaty in that hole. It was. It wasn't CanCon sweaty, but it was definitely sweaty. I'd, I'd certainly wish I wore my shorts. So I was there in my black jeans and boots just going, oh, oh that was a mistake. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to tell you this. I was actually talking to, before, the, before we recorded the last episode, uh, I don't know whether you're going to get it, whether you'll get a kick out of this or whether you're going to be offended, but I'm going to go for it anyway. So I was talking to Rob and um, he said, what are you up to tonight? I said, he said, do you want to catch up? I'm like, oh, I can't catch up. I'm podcasting. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, Beckenberger's on podcasting. He's like, who are you recording with? And I'm like, you're getting jealous? He's like, no, who are you recording with? I'm like, oh, Lachlan. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. Sorry, Lockie. I know you don't like me called Lachlan. Sorry. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's all good. So I'm recording with Lockie. He's like, oh, yeah, cool, nice. He said, who else are you recording with? I'm like, oh, JD. And he's like, JD, JD. Is he that guy that looks like Lemmy? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> As it happens, part of that is because I have a Panzercore hat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> and gonna I was just gonna rub I think he'd be chuffed with that. Yeah, he's the guy that looks like Lemmy. It's minus the warts, but that's Yeah, minus that's the a- warts. Well <laughs> So yeah, um now I think Rob Rob had a good Rob had a good day. Um it was a, it was it was interesting just listening to like sort of how people how people went and all the rest of it. It was um it was good. I don't think anybody had a really bad game, which was really important. Um, as long as everyone has fun, then the real winner is bolt action. Um, but I think that uh, I'm hoping that during this episode, I'm pretty sure in the next segment, we're hopefully going to be talking to Jamie Tranter um, from Infamous JT. And Rob's going to be on to have a chat with me and JD to Jamie about uh, the Kickstarter that he just ran. So it'll be good to hear Robin back on the airwaves. Don't worry, boys. He's not coming back full time. It's all good. Don't replace me. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, not yet. They will not replace us. They won't. No, 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 no. <laughs> no it's, at the end of the day, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this quickly. We do actually have, but Garrett and Rob are going to be back from time to time. But there are two, three, there's three other bacon burgers um, that are coming on. On They're like permanent part time. They're casuals. They're on the casual roster. Um, the ring ins. The, the ring ins. We've got the full time roster here, but we've also got. Um, there is, uh, we call him the Admiral, Damien Hansen. Damo, we miss you. Damo actually recorded what we like to call the lost episode. 
So Lockie, Damo, and I actually. There was two of them actually. Well, no. The, oh no! Wait, the he was, was just you and me. Yeah, because yep, yep. yeah, Damo was. No, he, he was, was there for one of them. He was there for one of them. We do actually have a lost episode, and eventually I may beg JD to cut it together because we literally recorded it straight to an iPhone. It's the quality is not great. Don't do it. It's 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 it, it's stale, it's but it's funny. Uh, come on, it's I I thought it was pretty funny. And I might I might not. I don't know. We'll see. But um, we've also got Jacob Lotz from Sweden who's going to be on every so often uh, talking conversions and just have generally having a chat. As Jacob's just a really solid guy. Um, when he comes out next, you guys will get the chance to meet Jacob. He's really good. And the other bacon burger rounding out the list is uh, Dennis Berwick from Tasmania. Um, Dennis is a prolific terrain maker. I met him at CanCon a couple of years ago. And um, it's just an all-round solid dude. Is is in my opinion, is the best terrain maker in Australia. And that is saying something because we have the likes of Joseph Simone and Ben Ryan in this country. And those two guys from the company at Dice Club up in Sydney, I, I mean, some of their stuff is just is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. But then I look at Dennis's stuff and I'm like, holy shit, that's on a whole other level. It's, yeah. Well, I'm hoping to catch up with Dennis for the um, Conquest Europe event that I'm running a bit later in the year. But anyway, so rounding that out, gents, Op Wolf, it's two weeks away. How are we feeling? I'm really keen for it. It's going to be uh, it's 26 players run by the old man Brad Morham. It's it's incredible. Um, 26 at Good Games in Melbourne. Yeah, 26. I honestly don't. I don't think I didn't I, know there was 26 bolt action players in Melbourne. No, well, I, I don't. Well, think Harry Turner's flying in from fucking. I've, Queens, I've never been to an event in bolt action that big. Unless I've never played at CanCon. You haven't never played a CanCon? No, I've always played other games. Uh, so we, you've been to CanCon, but you haven't played... Oh, I've, I've been... Yeah, I've played a CanCon I've, I've never times. been to CanCon. You're joking. No, well, Can, yeah. CanCon always fell at round about the same time as Arcanicon here in sure, Melbourne. Sure, sure. Um, so I'd usually be at that. Um, it also falls these days, uh, the time when I'm travelling for work. Sure. Unfortunately. Well, hopefully next year... <laughs> I'm putting it out now. Hopefully, we can get a road trip going. Yeah, I'll be keen for next year for sure. Um, I will tell the missus that we're taking the Triton away from the weekend. We'll take the baby seat out of the back of it, pack it full of booze. I'll sit in the baby seat. It's fine. You fit in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put him in a onesie. You'd be all right. Fuck, man. That'd be a long trip. It's going to be real hot as well. Like this aircon in the year. The last time that we did, the, um, the last time that uh, Garrett, Rob, and I did a road trip was for CanCon a couple of years back. And on the way back, um, it was pretty funny actually. We we drove, I think it was like 250 kilometers on a flat tire. Um, and eventually like Garrett was like, what's that smell? Why does it smell like smoke? And we looked out and I was like, holy shit. So we pulled over. The tire was just fucking shredded. Um, I was pretty tired. That's why I was driving on a fucked up tire. But um, yeah, for some strange reason, my missus had taken the spare cha- the spare tire change kit out of the car and not thought to replace it. So I sat in the middle of nowhere. I rang my wife. I was furious. I'm like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm in the. I'm in like a fucking Yarrawonga or some shit." No, Just sorry, I'm Glen Rowan. I was yes. outside Glen Rowan. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't in. I wasn't in Yass. It wasn't in your ass. In my ass. <laughs> no, it was fucked up. And then, um, yeah, we had to get the RACV out to fucking help us. It was really embarrassing. The guy showed up. I'm like, "All right, dude, I can change a fucking tire. I don't have a kit. All right, it's don't don't look at me like that." But um, yeah, definitely road trip next year because we're going to take Lockie to the uh, War Memorial because that's just, it's a pilgrimage. You got to do that. It's fucking incredible. Look, I'll go to the War Memorial if, if you come to Mooseheads with me. Come to what? Mooseheads. It's it like, sounds, that sounds Canadian. I'm in. No, no, no. Oh, it's, it's like the one nightclub 
in Canberra. So it's not moose knuckle. It's it's moose, <laughs> moose, <laughs> moose heads. I've got a moose knuckle. You what have to moose come. knuckle. It's so good. I've got some very tragic memories. You do realize that the both there. of us are like nearly hitting forty. It's that's gonna fine. be tragic if we go to a nightclub. That, that's we're fine. married. As yeah, well. we're married four exactly. year olds. We're married four year old metalheads. Yeah, we're just gonna sit in, in the a, corner in a club full of drunk public servants in Canberra. Yeah, it'd be great. Actually, you know, you know, now that you say it's like it, three. I'm actually kind of down for Last that. time I was there, it was three dollar gin and tonics, and if that doesn't draw you in, I don't know I what don't, will. Well, I mean, well, if the beers were well priced, I'm, I'm in. Don't you drink do gins? Oh, bourbons or anything? I don't do Vodka. spirits that frequently, man. Uh, they fuck me up. I know it's gonna maybe people are gonna, like no, it's it's an occasional thing. You know what? Canadian Club and Dry. That's that's my jam. I'm sure you could get cheap ones of that. Anyway, last time I was there, do you know, do you, do you know Davy Dury Smith? Oh, Dave of War. Dave of War, yeah. Last time he was there, we were both pretty... Ask Dave, ask Dave about the grapefruit trick one time. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't worry. No, last no, time we were there, we were very drunk, both on the dance floor. He was just whipping people with his chain on his belt, <laughs> just like tearing it up. It was pretty It was pretty tragic. I thought you said he was whipping with something that was something else. Like, yeah, Dave would do that. I, Dave would fucking do that. I hope it was his chain. But look, we, so stayed at the, we stayed at the same hotel, but in different rooms. But basically, sure, I... Sure. Different rooms in inverted No, like commas. different apartment you're things. Your whips yeah. and chains, Basically, yeah. I didn't make it back to mine because I, I he had to drag me home in in a tank cab. I passed out, passed out on it on his couch, like in his apartment. It was so tragic. So that guy, that could be you guys. You could save my life. A moose heads. That's true. That's true. We could go to moose heads, and um, we could definitely do that. No, that uh, was a, that was a bit of a segue. Or we so could have a good time somewhere. Come in here, Lockie. Oh, no. Fucking Dave. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's a really, really bad uh, audio gag. Um, yeah, so, no, Dave's a, Dave's a, he's, Dave moved to Queensland, didn't he? He is. He's working up at the University of Brisbane up there. Oh, we miss him. We miss Dave down here. He's fantastic. He's good quality, really good sense of humour. I love Dave. Oh, who doesn't? He's one of those. And you can be getting absolutely like panzerfausted by Dave. And he's just such a nice guy. You don't even mind. Like I got, I got given the the jury Smith treatment one time at a bolt action event where I grudged him, and it was around about the time that I was running air observers and medium howitzers and all that sort of shit. It was V one, and I played against Garrett, and I'd come across this weird, this weird set of circumstances where playing against Garrett and his LIDG is certain units I knew would come on and fuck me up, and one of them was his LIDG Jeep. It was quite expensive, but it was it put out so much firepower. It was kind of hard. it was wrecky as well. V one. I figured that if I just sat the air observer back that he wouldn't then bring it on because I would then put an airstrike on something. But I had this weird thing where I won a game against Garrett. Now, that doesn't sound all that impressive, but I've been playing Garrett for about 12 months and I I hadn't taken a win off of him. It was really... It was like every time we played, I would sort of maybe get close, maybe pull a draw like, you know, once every software. I'd never clearly win a game. But I finally won a game. I'm driving home from Garrett's place, you know, you know, windows down you know wind is whipping through my hair big smile on my face i'm thinking i've come across it i've got the you know, there's the magic fucking formula this one keep the air observer there yada 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 blah 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 blah. uh tried that on against dave and dave just rolled through me fucking four tank four japanese tankettes and a shitload of infantry it was like a zerg swarm it was shit <laughs> i was sort of sitting there and like every time like dave's rolling dice he's like that's that's dead I'm like, yeah thanks dave yeah that's dead as well yeah cheers dave 
and you got fucked up. Lucky is a good bloke, or else he'd probably just well, want to punch like, him in the it, face. Any, anybody else, you'd be like, this is just a really unpleasant game. But Dave is just, it's like, yeah, it's just fun. You have a laugh. You have a, he's, he's just a really good opponent. He's very, very good at rolling dice, though. Very he's smart, very, dude. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, anyway. Let's oh, stop sucking Dick's, uh, Dave's he, dick for a while. Oh, what do you on? mean? No, no, no. Um, so, <laughs> so opera, Operation Wolf. Yeah, so uh, Wolf. This, will be, you, this will be my fir- the first proper outing of the, of the New Guinea Aussies, which I've spoken about a couple of times. Which is really exciting. So the the event's nine hundred points, which is a bit smaller than. It's a the, weird points value. Oh, I like it um, because I it's a little bit. Like it. It's weird. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's a little bit smaller points, so the the games might go, go a little bit quicker In as V-Bow, well. We t- we generally list between like a thousand to twelve hundred. Like yeah, thirteen hundred yeah. was an outlier, but generally we don't drop it below a thousand unless it's a de-escalation game or an escalation. Yeah, for sure. So what are you taking? So I've got um, second lieutenant. Yep. Inexperienced. Got, yeah. I oh, know. No, regular. <laughs> regular. I'm not that kind of guy. He's not, he's so not this, this entire list is regular. Apart from I've got one veteran commando unit, eight yep. men. I've got uh, three units of jungle division, eight men. They're regular, of course. I've got a unit of scouting puplons. Um, what do they do? So they, well, they scout, they advance, advance deploy, I guess. In, yep. the, in the first turn, they can... They they treat rough ground as open, which can be useful. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You played these guys against me, didn't you? Mm, yeah, yeah that's a cool list. So I, it's a cool entry. Sorry, cool entry. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing is, they've only got one SMG and the rest are rifles. So there's seven men. So we'll see how effective they are. But they they scout. They they do some cool stuff. Uh, I've got yeah, just a sniper, the light short howitzer, a mortar. Machine gun, and I'm running, yeah, the frog, which is the flamethrower v- variant of the Matilda. But it's slow. It is slow. But what I will be doing, my plan is that I will be ambushing, no, no, ambushing, um, outflanking. outflanking with the frog and the Hopefully commandos. Hopefully, this episode doesn't come out until after the event and he hasn't just, like, you know, showed us his cards. But I hope I don't play you. But you, you say that at the start of the game anyway, right? The, yeah, you got to nominate outflank, but. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I hope I don't end up playing you. And it's not because I think your list is cheesy. It's not cheesy in the slightest. It's just that your list has the like. I think it has the capability to fuck my list up. I hope so. Do you want a grudge? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, but yeah, so that's eleven dice. I think it's. I think it's a well balanced list in terms of it's got it's got the tools. It's probably lacking a little bit of anti tank. Um, apart from the frog, that. but that needs to get really close. That's the part. I I ran the frog at the. The, you've got to get so close, and when it when it's close, it's devastating. But it's it's closing the distance with something that can shoot you at least, at least twice by, by by the time you get to it. Oh yeah, so it's really it's it's. We'll see, but I guess because it's nine hundred points, I'm not expecting too too many tanks. Like there there wouldn't be many that are. I'm taking more a Pershing. You'll take a Pershing. Oh, really? 900 points? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Craziness. You might, you might see a few Stuarts, maybe three Stuarts if Chris Chris Peck's playing. Let's calm down on Chris. He's, <laughs> he might take five of them. Um, <laughs> I don't think... I, look, Brad hasn't allowed armoured of our armoured list, so that's that's definitely not happening. But, cool. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard a whole lot about the other lists. Um, Brad showed me one where he thought, you know, what do you think of this? And I kind of told him and, you know, we then came to an agreement and he was like, yeah, I've told him to resub, but... Um, because it's aimed more at new players, I think Brad's kind of dialing it back a bit. Uh, can I share my list? Go for it, mate. Yeah, all good. Uh, Reg, second lieutenant. Uh, it's two 
uh, eight-man veteran paratrooper squads. So five submachine guns, three rifles, they're stubborn, uh, two regular glider squads, seven men, NCO with a submachine gun and a BAR with five rifles. Uh, medium mortar, no spotter, sniper um, with a, the um, spotter with a submachine gun, bazooka, M8 Greyhound with no, um, no HMG. The M3105 HMC, which is just the Armour 7 open-topped uh, half-track with a 105 howitzer in the back. And a Dodge three-quarter ton truck with a pintle mount uh, medium machine gun. So the majority of the list is regular. Hang on a sec. It's an airborne list. Back up. Throw it into reverse. You've got an Armour 7 vehicle with a 105mm howitzer, which yep. is what? Heavy? Medium. Medium. How many points is this? 900. How many points is the vehicle? The vehicle. It's not a lot. <laughs> uh, that the, sounds pretty good. The M3105 heavy motor carriage is 120 points. My One of my veteran infantry squads is more expensive than my vehicle. That's really scary. It's Armour 7 open topped. It's not great. It has one shot. It doesn't have any multiple weapon systems. It's literally just if that shot misses, that's it for the day. That's it till the next turn. So having said that, I'll be very, very upfront and honest. I'm not expecting this list to do all that well. I think it'll do okay. It'll hold its own. But winning this event is not my focus one iota. Um, I want to win the painting award. Therefore, I've taken the units that I believe will win me that. And the one oh, that's fair enough. The 105 is a unit that I've only just recently painted up. Um, it was made out of a Warlord uh, plastic half-track that I got from, I think, Aaron Cattle. And also a uh, 105 howitzer that I also got from Aaron. I scratch built it with some crew that I had lying around. And yeah, I just love the way that it looks. Um, I've got the uh, Dodge truck that you guys have seen, the uh, made in Detroit Dodge truck with all the stowage on it. Um, I'm currently building a um, display board for all that. At the end of the day, guys, I don't really give a fuck if I come dead last. Um, my sole focus is to roll up there and look if I can win best painted out of 26 people I'll be stoked I really will I'll be absolutely thrilled but people are bringing the heat so let's see what happens someone's got a light arc so he might he might take it away from me yeah someone's also got an army that's largely stripped in bare metal at the moment <laughs> you got two weeks you'll be fine come yeah, on no, got if, two you, if you were patch you'd have this done by tomorrow afternoon yeah uh, unfortunately I'm not so I, I won't um <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, so part of part of my list is really, uh, I'm holding off submitting the list until the very last minute um, because. Oh come on, man! What are you taking? No, nah, d- just because it depends what I can get painted. Okay, in, yeah, that, gotcha. in that time, um, I'll I'll pull out all the stops and have the uh, two Volksgrenadier squads ready for that. So that sort of forms a bit of a back backbone for it. Yep. Um, I've got the assault engineers in the um, lovely autumn camo, yep, so I'll lovely, take them. Lovely. Tossing up between uh, taking the STU H forty two, the stew. We don't the see stew. The stew too we don't. Anymore. We don't. We used to see them all the time, but the the stew, the stew, and the the puma. That used mm-hmm. to be the that used to be the hot. That used cheese. to be the shit. Well, I'm sort of tossing up between between the two. Um, Thinking though that the stew is such good value, and I Take don't two eight rads. Take yeah, eight rads. Just do it. Just own it. I don't think we'll see uh, too many tanks, so I'm not all that worried about uh, anti-tank capacity. I've I've got that in um, Panzerfausts and other odds and ends. Um, so it'll be some combination of that. The the usual shit you see me take. Sure. Um, cav. Uh, I haven't I haven't run the cav for a long time now. Not since V two. 
I might almost do it just for the hell of it. And they're, they're nicely painted. You so. won't be there. I think... I don't believe that you will be the only person with cavalry if you decide to do that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah we've got some Polish lancers running around, don't we? I've heard rumours that there's a, there's a Polish lancers floating around. Yeah. Like I they said, still get their two attacks. The I don't know what the deal is. We'll have to check that in the new errata. They've yeah, got, well, I was uh, I was going the, through it this afternoon. Yeah, the errata uh, does actually explain that. So there are a couple of changes. Bear with us with the errata because the errata does actually cover a lot of the V1 shit as well. So if I do start ranting about shit that's been errated for you know two or three years uh just bear just bear with me just just ignore me maybe turn off tune into i don't know bbc world service mm. deutsche Welle. you listen to deutsche Welle, don't you Loki? uh no really <laughs> okay all right i thought he'd be right out with deutsche Welle. radio africa yeah let's move on this has become really really weird um <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, it's just like that, rambling, that rambling, here. rambling, yeah, rambling. Yeah. I think I need water. Um, so, Op Wolf, uh, I don't believe that Brad has, Brad hasn't released the missions. No. He's just told us that it's going to be a kill point mission and two objective based missions. Um, yeah, it should be really interesting. And 26 players, Hari Turner's flying down from uh, Queensland. Uh, he's making the move down here at some stage very soon. We look forward to welcoming Harry to, uh, Hari to our. Uh, our Melbourne community. Uh, it's going to be great to have him here. Um, and yeah, it's 26 players. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, it's crazy. I, I can't wait. I really can't wait. It's going to be really, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. And I think, um, so I asked, uh, yeah, Brad, if he's doing anything this uh, this weekend and he's like, oh, I'm just making lots of train, man. Like, yeah, he's got so much. You gotta say it right. I'm like, lots of terrain. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's better. It's that not great I mean, though. <laughs> well, well, because the point, like, so he's got 26 people. That's 13 tables he's got to cover. Are you, you, you're supplying a couple of tables, right? I'm taking the jungle table. Mark is supplying the bocage table, and I think that I was going to put together like a. Um, I think Mark's also going to do like a ruined city kind of table mm. so i mean the jungle table takes up but enough still, that's, room that's only a few tables so that's three. He's, he's got a lot of t- he's got a lot of terrain but like i don't know how he fits it into his house because it's a small apartment yeah exactly i don't know well anyway unless, uh, he, so, unless so, it's unless he doesn't actually live in an apartment maybe the apartment is the terrain mm. maybe brad is living in wargaming terrain this is it could look that that downsizing movie looked really tempting. We could <laughs> we could live in Stalingrad. True, Everyone yeah, wants yeah, exactly to live right. in Stalingrad. Everyone does. They? No, I'm going to go and live in the jungle. No, I love that jungle. <laughs> oh dear. No, it's a big effort by Brad, who's um, will be. Supp- <laughs> oh my god, will be supplying quite a bit of terrain for this event. I'm I'm really really happy. I love our events at House of War, but I'm happy that this one's central because I don't like going out to Ringwood. That's it is the one drawback about House of War. Um, I like it because I live out that side of town. Um, I understand that people sort of maybe they don't they don't bitch or complain, but it is like one of those things like ah, oh, it would be better if I didn't have to go to Ringwood. But at the end of the day, fuck yes, because it's a great venue. Oh, and for sure. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, a bar like that's it, that's that's the selling point. Like I can push soldiers around and drink, and just chill the fuck out and it's it's just great it really and they, is and they carry a fantastic range of shit I was, I oh was God, really yeah, right? interested to uh, look at some hey, of the, about the toys busts or, toys the, or beers well both actually the beer selection beer selection was very good. good I reckon they get a couple of taps in there I'm yeah. moving in yeah yeah I'm moving in but no, I, I was looking through the um, the books that they're, they're stocking now and they yeah, have a shop copy of each, which is really good so it is very look, very good yeah look through it um, some, some great just displayed 
pieces. You want to go? You guys want to keep an eye on them because they are actually um, getting towards being able to print out battle mats. Mm. So I am Riordan, the guy who owns it. There's Riordan and Deb, and then there's uh, Galen and Alan who work there. I was talking to Riordan a little while ago, and he's mad keen into his 3D printing. Um, you know, loves to you know do like you know resin casting and stuff like that. But the next big thing they're getting into is actually getting the printer that will allow them to print out battle mats. Fuck, dude! The minute they do battle mats, that's it. It's game over for me. I might as well just file the divorce papers and just tell Nikki it's been a good run. <laughs> I'll be I'll, seriously. I'll be getting like at least two or three battle mats. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to be able to get them from you know the cigar box mats and shit like mm. that, but they they very pricey. They are. I was looking at some the other day and thinking, you know, one hundred and fifty like, bucks for yeah, a, and especially the ones that actually already have like terrain features on them because then it locks you in, especially mm. like city fight things because like I've got a I've got a um, a city fight mat. You guys have seen that one, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But it locks you into the road system. You can't deviate from that. And it's cool. It's, it looks great. But it's just like, well, we know exactly where all the roads are going to be and that's kind of it. And mm. you can't really do too much about that. But mm. what are you going to do? But yeah, the minute they get onto that, I'll be, I'll be all over that like a fat kid on a cupcake. Um, so the last one that I'm going to touch on very, very quickly. I know it's a while out, but it's one that you, the three of us, are going to be jumping in the car for. We're going to Badgercon. Yeah, yeah. When's that? June? Yeah, Queen's birthday weekend. So that's the. Actually, you know what? I think that is the weekend after all my assignment, my final assignments are due. So, baby, let's go. I thought you were going to pull out. Then I was literally going to fucking hit you with a microphone. No, no, no. I was no. going to like pistol whip you. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> it's the weekend after it's all due. I'm like so, JD, hold him down. I'll yep, be, that's it. I'll, 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 I'll need to wet my whistle a little bit. Oh, we'll be in a Bendigo, man. So basically, uh, Badger is uh, Bendigo and Northern District Gaming Association. Um, it is a thousand point uh, event, four games, I believe. So that should be interesting. It is going to run late. That's a big day. That is a big day. Like three games. Well, no, it gets bigger because enough. we're going to have to. We're going to be sleeping here the night, so you and I are going to be spooning in the study. It's going to be great. Oh, you're going to roll over and kill me, aren't you? <laughs> I don't like in the middle of the night, like, like a like a seal. You know, <laughs> they, they do that. It's like a seal on a mouse. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to crash here the night. Uh, get up early because uh, Bendigo is about two hours north of Melbourne. So it's not a big drive for us. Um, not when you consider like fucking like what CanCon, eight hours. You got a Moab, that's like that's 12 in the car. That's why I just, I just will not drive to Moab. Fly to Moab, absolutely, but not drive. Driving is crazy. Um, but yeah, we're going to uh, drive out to BadgerCon. Uh, I think it's being run by a guy called uh, Gus Sepinick. Um, Gus, fantastic guy. We see him down here every, every so often. He um, normally brings his little boy down, I think, Enan. Um, they run really cool, I think, British lists and Russian lists. But yeah, they're going to run, Badger are going to run an event and um, 1,000 points. I've put my list in already because I'm... So keen. <laughs> uh, not so much keen. I just knew exactly what I wanted to run. Um, it was pretty stand... It was pretty similar to what I was going to run, uh, what I am going to run at Opwolf. Uh, just I'm gonna suck. Americans, veteran. Uh. It is Americans. Well, it's like I said. It's I, I I don't have anything else painted up at the moment, but it's 999 points. Ah, come on, you sloop. Who's a shit? Uh, so reg second lieutenant. Uh, exactly the same. Two squads of vet paratroopers, air force forward observer. Two squads of uh, gliders. Medium mortar, sniper, bazooka, medium artillery with spotter, the M3105, two trucks with a two with pintle mount MMGs. Now, again, 
I'm not expecting to win. I'm literally just taking that to win the painting award. That's why I'm taking... I mean, normally I would not take an M3 105 and a medium howitzer in the same list. It's two medium howitzers is completely redundant. I don't believe it's... Like, why take two medium howitzers, especially in two different platforms like that? Because it's good. Eh. Medium howitzer good. It, how did your medium howitzer go on the weekend? I killed a couple of things, but... Not really all that good, did it? Let's be honest. How did the long tom do? Not all that good. How did the KV2 go? Not all that good. It's one-shot weapons, man. Like, if you want to win bolt action, yeah. Like, if you had a medium howitzer that could fire, like, six shots all at once, yeah, that'd be great. Roll six dice. You're fucked. Mm. But it's one dice, and oftentimes you'll need, like, a three, four, five, six. Six on six. You're not going to hit much. Depends. It also depends on the board. Like, I find with my medium howitzer and the Russians, if you get in a good spot... And people have to run up that lane. It, like it comes it, once they're not in cover, or you don't have to start trying to range in. If you're hitting them on a three or a four, because it's got such a big range, mm. then that's when it becomes super good. And yeah. w- all it takes is one hit, and you'll you'll just oh yeah, no no you you take you off do. an infantry squad. I mean, I feel I don't know, maybe I'm I'm gonna have a chat with a couple of people in the Melbourne community about this list that I'm running because it is two medium howitzers. It does have an American Air Observer. I don't feel the infantry's got any hard teeth to it at all. The support options are not. I think open. I think it's pretty good, but anyway. You reckon? You reckon? Yeah. AT. It's seriously like my AT is a bazooka and an air observer. That's, that's it. That's good and two medium out. Oh, an air observer. You say an air observer is good against armor. It is right. Roll it one. And that's, that's American. You get two, two goes at it. Yeah, two swings to fucking kick yourself in the dick. All right, mate. All right. I'll play a game against you. We'll see how it goes. Then yeah. you'll be like, yeah, there's a shit list. Well done. Now you roll over miles, he's I bet. I don't know. I reckon you will. Now let's play a game. Well, we'll play a game. Well, you and I got to play a game at some stage. Yeah, we? we do. We've got to get that uh, bold shit happening. And also play a game. Yes, that's right. Out <laughs> 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 running the streets of Elwood, battling my bulge. Yeah, hot oh, dude. It's fucking post-Christmas. So I've got to get my, <laughs> get my shit under control. Um, yeah. yeah, we've been talking about that for a while now. We're going to find some time to actually sit down, write lists and play a game. But yeah, we will eventually do a, a proper battle report about that game when we finally get around to it. Anyway, guys, what do you say we hit a break? Um, hopefully, hopefully, we can slip in the uh, infamous JT interview after the break. And then after that, we'll come back, have a quick check of the new errata, um, check out all your cheesy options, and then we'll knock it on the head. What do you say? Cool. Let's we'll do Sounds it. Sounds good. All right. See you after this. Welcome back to the Bacon Burgers. Uh, we've we've had a, we've had a, we've hit a, techni- a technical snafu. Jail, what's what's happened? Uh, Windows has happened. Windows, uh, much Windows like happened. bolt action happens. Uh, Windows has uh, rolled double, snake eyes. Snake eyes. And, uh, done a few yeah. well. We rolled double sixes, right? Yeah. Oh my yep. god! Hey, yep. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> he's back. I just had to make a correction there. That's all. Uh, Rob's back in the house. Um, so. The original idea that we had was this segment was going to we were going to talk to uh, Jamie Tranter from uh, Infamous JT uh, about his uh, Warsaw Uprising Kickstarter that went oh so well. Uh, Jamie's had some family issues, uh, so we're going to bump that interview. It is coming up. It is, we will eventually get him on, I promise, because I'm I'm really hankering to talk to Jamie. But we've had Operation Wolf, and um, boys, how are we feeling about it? Good. Good. <laughs> Are you, are you yeah. sure? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely so. Pregnant pauses. Oh my god, have you, have you missed them? <laughs> so we had Op Wolf, which was uh, Brad's event, 900 points on uh, Sunday. Sunday events, by the way, 
kiss my ass. I hate Sunday events, but it's an, an event's an event. And if I don't have to organize an event, then it's a good event. So I, I know, right? I had uni at 9 a.m. on oh, Monday. It sucks, so right? So tough. It's why I like those Saturday events. You wake up Sunday morning, you're like, I feel like ass, but I can be like, okay, I can just relax, have a cup of tea. Yeah, man. I've, I've got fucking rehearsal all day on Saturday. So, oh, um, brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, it's it's no rest for the wicked on a, on a event weekend. Mm, I'm hearing you. No, I loved Operation Wolf. I thought it was a great time. That was, it was, I had a lot of fun. So hats, well done well done to Brad. Yeah, hats off to Brad. He did a great job running it. Oh, uh, segue. Hats off to Robble Double Ding Dong. Well. Pulling first place. Yeah, it's for the first time ever. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> well, it's post-event, so I'm not entirely That's certain it's a spoiler. Um, so, Rob. Yes. You came first. A bit of a surprise. I actually didn't even realize you were in the... I was sitting next to you when they were calling out the uh, first, second, third... I didn't actually know that you were on three wins because I didn't care enough about how your day was going to ask you. No. <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, as soon as you said Rob, I'm like, what, Rob Deacon? Rob Deacon. Uh, it's Rob. It's yeah. actually Rob. Yeah, it was a surprise. So talk us through your list because you took something new. I did. I, um, well, I'm sort of, I took a bit of a hiatus from Bolt Action for about, well, how long? Six to 12 months? It was it was not that long. Well, six months, less than six months. You were playing events last year, and I was playing DAC mostly with my own yep. army. And then, um, and then I said to my brother Tristan a few months ago, oh, "I'm thinking of coming back, and I really like the idea of a Chindit force. I like jungle with British. Like it was just really, I like the romantic idea of that. Because it was originally kind of you were Australians, maybe." No, it was, it was always Chindits? It was Chindits. Like okay. Burma was what I was interested in. And then my, my partner, she's from Yunnan, which is southern China, that same, like it's just her her house from from, from sort of where I, my army is based off is like a five-hour drive. That's amazing. Um, so it was just like, oh, this is really cool and I can sort of share that with her family. And so that was where that inspiration came from. And then you said to me, oh, I've got an Australian force. You could easily just proxy it and jerry-rig it. And, yeah. Uh, one thing led to another, and you ended up giving me your, uh, your your army. That well, not your army, but yeah, it's the community army. So yeah. you've got that for a little while. Uh, you're going to sort of run that, and um, you bought yourself. Uh, well, I mean, I'll let you talk talk us through the list. Yes. Uh, so really, the army is based on a concept that it's it's loosely based on the Battle of Imphal, which is. Um, a battle that occurred in 1944. It's actually really interesting if anyone's sort of interested in the Eastern Theatre. It was the last push by the Japanese infantry to um, the Japanese army to really um, create an offensive and, and push into India. That was the idea. And cool. if, if you look at Imphal on a map, it is basically the Indian subcontinent. You're not talking about like Thailand or, or central Burma. It's right on the edge. And then in today's world, in our today, in, in today's world, it's actually in India. And the intent was to create an offensive line and then drive into India and, and kick the British out of Asia, basically. Because you have to bear in mind that by this point of 1944, obviously the Brits were being kicked out of British Malaya, Singapore. They weren't in China. So the idea was that they would launch this offensive, take the British out of Burma, and it failed um, because, in because stupendous the, fashion. Because the Chindits were having none of that. It actually wasn't really the Chindits. It was the it was the Commonwealth forces, but the Chindits were there. Sure. Um, and and then I had an M three Lee in the list as well. Let's talk about that because I've not seen an M three Lee in a list yet. No. Um, in Melbourne, uh, he's actually got his list. Look at it. He just pulls it out of nowhere. I do. I've got to write it write it in case I don't forget anything. There you go. All right. So um, what do you got? 
so starting the list with a <laughs> it's going everywhere it's going it's, horribly it's already it's not gone well uh, starting the list with my command which was a inexperienced second LT with a bro Go I on. smell Stilton <laughs> What's Small the matter with an experienced commander? <laughs> there were plenty of inexperienced commanders, and the, and the honest the honest truth here was that I spoke with you, and I asked you, "Do I need a tow for my artillery?" And you said, "I'm pretty sure you do." <laughs> yeah. So in order to fit it in, I had to bump I had to bump him down to inexperienced, unfortunately. However, mm. I will say in my defence that the Chindits were notorious for bad leaders. Okay. Uh, uh, Operation Longcloth comes to mind, which was the first attempt by the Loincloth. Did one of them like uh, stab himself in the neck? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like a veteran thing to do. <laughs> o- Operation Longcloth was 1942, I believe, and it was the first actual attempt by the Chindits to launch an operation. Um, so anybody who doesn't know anything about the Chindits, can I just give them like a yeah, two-minute yeah, yeah, explanation? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you guys tell okay me with that? I don't know much actually. No, me neither. I'm looking forward to this. So the Chindits actually came out of um, a previous concept and the, uh, the the sort of brainchild of it was a guy named Archibald Wavell was his name. and That's very British. I know, it is very British. And um, Archie Waver. And, and he was actually the Middle East, the commander for the British forces in the Middle East and he fought in Ethiopia, Sudan, and this is sort of, we're talking about the Italians in Ethiopia, that was the that was the specific... Um, arena of battle that he was involved in and they had a force there called the Gideon Force and they were quite similar to the Chindits so they were doing sort of penetration patrols and reconnaissance and sabotage missions leaving Bibles in people's hotel rooms (laughs) I knew he was going to go there I can't help it Uh, and and really that the, the concept of that was to disrupt the Italian lines behind behind enemy lines break the railroads blow up their bridges, take their supplies, and really disrupt them so they couldn't actually launch Basically just rustle their jimmies. Yeah, that's right. And um, and he took that concept, and when he was relieved of his command after the successful operations there, he was redesignated to the Indian command. Uh, he sort of brought that idea with him and thought, well, maybe this could work in Burma. Maybe we could use a similar concept in the jungle. Um, and uh, what he did is he went to a man... Name Ode Wingate was his name, and he was the founder of the Chindit Force. And he said, I, I'm thinking of an idea like this, a, penetra- a long-range penetration group that can get behind the Japanese and, and fuck shit up. Um, so he spent two months... I bet you'd use those exact words yeah, as well. Yeah, he said, and fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> so he spent two months behind enemy lines and observing the Japanese and, and observing the landscape and the geography, and he said, okay, this is my idea. And it was the idea of the Chindits. So the, the, the word Chindit has no relationship to any of that. It's a Burmese word or an anglified Burmese word, uh, chinthi, which is, it's like the, this dragon animal that is at the front of Burmese temples that protect them from evil spirits. But the, Bur- the British pronounced it chindit. So if you look at a Burmese badge, it's just a picture of this dragon and they wear it sort of on their sleeve. So uh, he formed this concept in 1942. Their first operation was, well, their first major operation was Operation Longcloth, which was an attempt by uh, Wingate to sort of prove these ideas worked by going behind enemy lines, disrupting the Japanese, and it was a horrible failure. Well, yeah, it was it was really bad. A lot of casualties, high attrition. So how many how many guys went over and how many guys came back? I I don't know the exact numbers, but it was atrocious. Like like most of the men didn't make it back. Wow. And um and you know there was horror stories that men were sort of shot because they just couldn't carry them. You know they're leaving men behind because they just 
they just couldn't they couldn't take them so it was a very sad story but but from a propaganda perspective they were very successful yeah and this sort of harks back to the commandos and the LRDG and all these sort of um, fancy sexy stories that were coming back to the British and they liked these stories about oh um, everyone likes propaganda the everyone plucky likes, Brits getting yeah. behind the behind the enemy and, and really fucking stuff up so Churchill liked him I uh, liked liked the idea of the chindits and the people liked the idea of the chindits and that was the only that was the real saving grace was that what kept him alive but during this initial time the command and the sort of headquarters were very inexperienced they were still playing with the ideas so in that respect I believe my inexperienced commander is justified no I'll okay I'll pay it you don't have to but anyway Cheddar. yeah there you go um, so the remainder of the army I'll do this bit more a bit quickly uh, quicker uh, four squads of Chindits, nine men each, just with rifles. Veterans. Yep. National uh, rule was rapid fire. Yep. Uh, the other, the other rule. Um... Oh well, they got the special rules, which is fire and maneuver, and behind enemy lines. And so they're then, basically like British Americans. Yeah, you pay you pay an extra two points for those rules, I believe. No, really? Yes. Yeah, you don't. You get it for free. Oh no, I thought you might pay a point, but I mean, they uh, are pretty tasty. Lucky, I think your math's pretty good. Nine men for 135 points. So, what would that be? 15 points each? I failed maths. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so you did some good division downstairs. Many, I was like, oh, it's actually... How many, how many points? How many points? 135 points for nine men. So, I think that comes to 15 points each. It is. Actually, yeah, yeah that sounds right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think, I think that's right. That sounds good. Uh, then the free artillery observer. Yeah. Um, Which you uh, didn't run as an artillery observer per se. Well, like... It, um, in, in visual terms, I used a Hawker Hurricane. Because yeah. that's... During the Battle of Infall, they had Hawker Hurricanes rather than, you know, they weren't really known for forward artillery, mm. from what I've read. So I got um, an easy model, not 172 scale model online, which is um, painted up in the Indian squadron colours. Yeah. Which I thought looked epic. So I got that. Um, a boy's anti-tank rifle, a Bofors gun, which is a heavy auto cannon, an M3 Lee, and a mule. Um, so just for veteran, the veterancy, the mule was veteran. The M3 Lee was <laughs> veteran mule. Yeah, well, it's only six points. <laughs> How many of them can you take? I'm really interested to know. Mule like, army. Are you feeling a mule army? Because oh, I'm yeah. feeling a mule Hang army. Hang on a sec. Like six points. It'll for kick a you in the ass. Ah. Well, it's only four points for an experienced one, so well, you, you can oh, take well, like you twenty well, of them. Four points for a dice. Why not take ten of them? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> well, I mean, right. Like, you can take ten, just twenty, but like Lockie's got a fifty points. order dice list. <laughs> it's a fucking. It's a farmyard. <laughs> you never. Lose. Yeah, having said that, the, like you know, that British player is just going to look. Well, he's got no roster to put all those horses. They're all yeah. fucking coming on. Uh, so the best is down, down, down. Everything is staying off the boards till turn five. Uh, so uh, M3 Lee was regular. Both his gum was. Uh, before you go on, you run us through the M3 Lee because um, some people may not know. I'll just finish this because I was halfway through. Both his gum was regular. Boys anti tank rifle was regular, and that's it, I believe. So it's ten order dice. Um, the M3 Lee. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with the tank, um, it's an Armour 9 tank with uh, a hull-mounted medium anti-tank gun, a Coppola MMG. Um, the medium anti-tank gun in the hull actually also functions as a light howitzer. That's tasty. And the light, light anti-tank gun in the turret as well. So yes. three yeah. weapon systems, potentially three yes. different targets. Well, the thing is, the thing that's nice is it's two of those weapon systems are brutally effective against armour. Mm-hmm. You got a plus five gun and a plus four gun, and as Lachlan found out, 
if you know that Lee kind of gets around behind you, like it gives you, it doubles your chances to be able to, you know, ping an armor. And now, do, do you take a penalty the same way that, for example, some of the um, uh, French tanks that have the multiple weapon systems? No, it's for, not a, it's not a, a one-man yeah. turret. So for trying to calculate, uh, there's so much shit going on inside that that hull all at yeah. once that it's it's becoming confused. Yeah, you're probably right. No, there's an abundance. There's an abundance of cheese sandwiches getting around. So <laughs> if, if anyone's aware of that, it's a it's a quote that someone. But it it, it does have easily catch fire, weak sides. Yeah, it's vulnerable. Riveted construction. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You you shoot it on the side with it with a medium AT gun. It'll probably. Are you kidding, dude? If you shoot it on the knives and seven six five, yeah, you shoot it on the side with a the a HMG can take this out. Mm. Yeah. Like it's it's well, a glass it matches, hammer, yeah. yeah. And then of course, if it catches fire, then it's D three pins rather yeah. than just the single pin for the fear roll. So mm. it's it's not. Look, um, it's a tough list. The um the rapid fire combined with the moot fire maneuver is was massively effective. The fact that you pay no penalty for doing that six inch advance order, mm. then you get to fire without a move and shoot penalty, and then on yeah. top of that. You basically get what what equates to like a free light machine gun in your squad. Well, that's that's, that's dependent on how many blokes you have in your squad. I mean, you went for nine men squads specifically to you to capitalize on the you know that every every three men you get an extra rifle shot. Yeah. So instead of putting out nine shots, you're putting 12. out twelve. So it's tasty, but the yeah. minute you start dropping guys, those shots start to drop off. Yeah, you lose one guy, you're, no, you're now just doing 10 shots. Yeah. Um, so it's not... So that, that wouldn't have worked anywhere near as well at regulars. No. So the, the ability to um, not take those casualties, mm. to keep that yeah. um, uh, that fire rate up is really important. To exactly right, works. yeah. Rapid fire, I think we were, having this com- we were having this conversation, is that rapid fire and I think up and at them, the two best British rules that you've got, whereas, like, Vengeance is a bit, eh. And tough as boots. I thought about that, but but then I sort of, um, I was thinking, well, in a, in a game of bolt action, I'm probably going to give at least 30 or 40 fire or advance orders. Mm. How many assault orders am I going to give? Well, it's the same Maybe as something like, like... Two or three? It's yeah. the same as blood-curdling yep. uh, blood charge. Yep. So your enemy does not get to shoot at you on the way in. Very situational. Vengeance, very situational. But extra and three or four dice? Yeah, I mean, you, everyone shoots. Squad. It's as simple as that. Everyone shoots. And if you don't load your squads up with assault weapons, it's gravy. Yeah. And it worked. It was very effective. And I'm, I'm not generally a, a player that takes veteran armies. I mean, I don't think I've ever taken a veteran army. No, you're ever. very inexperienced. Or, or just regular. Or reg, I just yeah. take regular. So, like, I mean, I have played a couple of Soviet armies with just waves of Strathbart and inexperienced <laughs> riflemen and it's fun but the other thing I've noticed is it just gets annoying having to like cart around 60 infantry oh, whereas veteran army it's like well I'm just bringing this box and I'll just take you can get your whole army in two trays up. it's so good yeah. but but I mean veteran now armies are just epic. Now, you, now you know my secret why is that veteran yeah. armies <laughs> exactly less, right. models less work so yeah look it's a really um, it was a very effective army I played both Lucky and Jail in this room. We're going to get to that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I um, have you got any questions or I don't know. What no, I was just interested to sort of uh, hear your thoughts because I mean, I, I'm a very veteran oriented player hmm. and you are not. I was just keen to kind of get your reflections on, you know, how that actually went for you going, you know, making that jump. Well, did, did, nine you, men. Um, did you cop any, uh, any lists that were really hitting that Lee with... Super heavy or heavy 
uh, AT fire. Well, the two list, there's two of them in this room. Yeah, so I don't think we know that, of you had it. Neither like of us did. So the we'll answer is no. One game. Uh, the the first person I played was Matt, and he was a new player, and um, he didn't know what hit him, did he? he no, no, it's, it a was, it's a joke. It's a joke. I got a minor victory, and in fact, we thought it was a draw when we first finished. That's we were like, true. It's a dr- it's a draw because his tanks in the middle. But wait a minute, tanks can't capture objectives. It's actually a minor victory for me. So, for all intents and purposes, that felt like a draw. My first game. What did he What did he have? Uh, he had a uh, German list, so oh, yeah. a Panzer. Um, it wasn't an N; it was a J. I think similar to the one you had, Armor Nine uh, with a, a plus, three, a three. Mark sorry, three. okay, yeah. And um, he had a Pioneer squad, I believe, with a couple of um, a couple of regulars and a, a veteran squad. It was very generic. Mid-war German list. Well, the, the the reason that I ask that is I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about uh, how you feel that list would have performed had the lead been stripped out early in the game and you hadn't had that fire support um, coming from it. You know, do, Not, yeah. do you feel that was like the the real linchpin of the the list, or that the Bofors could have subbed in for that at a pinch, or how do you feel that could have gone? Uh, I don't think it would have done well at all. So I think really the the the, the Lee is the thing that holds everything together, the glue of the army. It's a glass hammer, though. It, it absolutely is. But uh, at 900 points, my suspicion was that people are going to take light AT. That was my thing. I'm like, well, so it's got a, it's got a fighting chance. I didn't think anyone was going to take a heavy a heavy tank. Because the, the, the M3 Lee Mark One is 220 points at regular, Yeah. which is not a huge point sink. Well, it's quite big. I mean, it's yeah. more than a T34, for instance. But I mean, a, a 1250 list... Yeah, that it, would be really tasty. Uh, at 1250, I don't think it would have survived. Like you don't JL's saying, absolutely not. Someone would take along a T34 and he would eat it, it'd take it for, for breakfast. Mm. It would just completely... Um, it, I mean, the vulnerable is just the the biggest weakness. Armor 7 on the sides. Yeah, you got to be careful with <laughs> it's it. It's just like a light... You know, that's just not going to survive. Mm. Yeah, particularly with one good AT element, you can kind of face the front armor against it. But yep. like if, you've, if it's from multiple sources, you're going to get flank shots and yep. die. Yep. But at 900 points, the, the lists were small enough. Most people had 10 to 11 auto dice. Yeah. Um, so it performed well. It didn't get knocked out all, um, all event. That said, the game that I have with Lockie, you didn't even really try to take it out. I think you just tried to ignore it. I didn't have anything to take it out. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. And then uh, and in the first game, uh, it, it we only had about two exchanges and then it did... We missed each other. All right, we'll just we'll, we'll hit on it quickly with you guys. So, Lockie and uh, Rob, you guys played each other round two. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, the 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 second mission where myself and Rob played was a hybrid mission. Um, so you had kill points um, to get victory points. Yeah, totally. Um, and you also got uh, victory points for getting into your opponent's uh, deployment zone, which was only six inches um, wide. So it wasn't a very big zone, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there's no outflank um, or forward deployment. Um, so if you're going for that um, for that deployment kill points, uh, sorry, deployment uh, victory points, it's going to be really tough to get there. Um, so I I use my Australians and Rob used his Chindit. So it was quite an interesting match in what was kind of like a European board, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I think it was what like <laughs> Poland. I think it's meant to yeah, be Poland was it? or France or something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, so Poland's it was like cool. it was like there was a crossroads in the middle of the board with um roads. Yeah, roads going off to either side. Um, with a bunch of buildings around, mm-hmm. just like walls and sh- and shit like um. 
I don't know. Mostly soft yeah. cover, and then there was sort of like a U shape um, on enclave for each side where they had like a stone wall protecting them. So mm. I don't know if you remember that 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 part of it, but it was sort of like each of us had a stone wall that sort of um, protected a, a small pocket from mm. where we deployed. So from my side, I was deploying there because I'm like, it's the only hard cover on the board. Everywhere yeah. else was just fences and roads, yeah. like Lucky said. Yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting map. Um, so basically, we both started bringing stuff on the board. Um, oh, what happened, Rob? Um, <laughs> uh, it, I mean, the first couple of turns were quite quiet. Um, so it was mostly just um, most of us deploying from the center of the board. Uh, Lucky had mostly regulars with a squad of commandos and native irregulars is that right yeah yeah so i think i would have covered this uh covered my list earlier in the in the podcast cool um but But yeah yeah i think yeah there wasn't much going on in the first couple of turns because we're kind of too far away from each other um i think my howitzer was just trying to range in in on your veterans i think that it did end up raging in in the by by turn two yep but i just couldn't with veteran i just couldn't um and then going down every turn yeah i just couldn't kill any dudes um so you've deployed your bofa's gun on the side as well um so on, on a flank which like basically covers the board yep um so I brought up my Matilda frog um, straight up the board um, on the um, on the road, mm-hmm. and uh, I've kind of hit it behind a building so you can't take flank shots at it. Yeah. And on the other side of the board, with with the uh, on the road, you've put your Lee. Yeah. So you've we've kind of just stood off. Unfortunately. <laughs> My flamethrower's twelve-inch range is not not. There's <laughs> no good uh, against your um, your ranged anti-tank cap- capabilities. Luckily for me, you can actually, <laughs> actually hit. You can actually hit my Matilda. No, I kept rolling nice. ones and twos. I was like, okay, the light anti-tank gun, and that's a one. And then the medium anti-tank gun, that's a two. And that's wretched. Did that for two turns, I, I think. think I think three had, turns. I think you had an anti-tank rifle that uh, put a pin on. Yes, one um, pin on the Matilda, but yeah, obviously couldn't hurt it. But my plan was basically to um, to br- to push up the center, uh, basically ha- serve as a distraction, and then I sent two squads of jungle division up the up the right up my right right flank where the mm. Bofa's gun was on your side, yeah, um, to try and basically put pressure on you there and see if I could get into your deployment zone at the end. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was the plan. <laughs> It was a good plan because I think uh, with only four squads, I really spread my force thin. I put one of them on the far right in a building, which basically they did almost nothing for the whole game. And then the two other squads I had, um, the three other squads I had, I put them in that sort of stone enclave to protect them. And my strategy from the very beginning was, well, right, I've got the rifles with the rapid fire. I'll just hold back. Um, Lockie has a lot more submachine guns and sort of assaulty squads. So really, the um, the idea I had was, well, I'll just play to my advantage, which was keep him at range, try and wear him out by the time he got to me, um, and uh, and then and then obviously the M three Lee was just there to provide support. I I unfortunately had to put my tank on before yours, so I used that to take a shot at your mortar, and I hit. I remember well, that. Well, I mean, he had a flame tank, so it's not as if he's going to be able to roast your turn one, is it? They say that, but we were on a road, remember, and I didn't realize that it yeah, was a slow, slow tank. Yeah, slow tank. 
So I was like, well, I don't want to advance it forward yeah. to the center of the board. But, I, but I've moved up 24 inches or close to it in the first turn to put myself in a good position. So basically it meant that I was taking front shots from your lee, but yep. your bofers couldn't shoot me. No. Um, and where all your infantry was, you couldn't move up without the risking getting flamed. Yeah. Um, it was well and I was, done. I was very happy with where it was um, as it allowed the rest of my infantry to move up and all your... Your veteran squads, they weren't in any danger, but they were all, basically, they, they were forced to go down from my artillery. They, were, they couldn't go forward because of my, um, tank. because of the tank. So I was, I was happy. I thought, I thought I was in a good position. Um, and I think I kind of, I think it all fell, um, fell down for me once your, uh, once your artillery strike came down. Mm. Now I put a lot of pins on my Matilda and my commandos yeah. and probably my Papuan squad, which yeah. were quite close. I kind of spread the rest out from where you put the strike. So yeah. the strike didn't come in first turn, the first try, did it? No, you no, rolled it didn't. a two or a three. Yeah. And then I moved the pin off his tank and into the center of the robe, which was about six inches ahead of it, thinking, well, if he has to move his tank forward to flame my infantry, he's going to have to put it right on that mm. marker. Because uh, it's a slow tank, I, I realised. Um, and, yeah, I guess... I think, Lockie, you were probably just playing under the assumption that it wouldn't come in. That was what you were trying. I guess because you didn't... I couldn't see your decisions being impacted by where I put that artillery strike. You weren't trying to avoid it. I couldn't see. Or you just... No, I don't know. I think I had the option of either staying where I was, or going back or going forward. I chose to go forward. I, it was probably the wrong mistake. Uh, sorry, the, the wrong choice. See, so even end. if you s- stood still, if he's moved it six inches and it comes in, he gets D6 plus six inches. Uh, sorry, six inches yeah, plus you're hitting D6. me. Mm. He's going to get you. Yeah. So And then I then I rally the next turn or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's probably the the the, the um, what I should have done. But because the scenario, even though I think you know, like you're getting victory points for getting the deployment zone, and I was trying to push forward to do that, um, basically to put pressure on you so I could get my my guys up the right flank. Um, that was my plan. I, sh- I like I just shouldn't have done that because obviously you're getting kill points um, as well. So I don't think you really had a choice though because there was no outflank possibility, and and a lot of your force was made up of like submachine guns, so you really couldn't do anything. Um, fully effective without getting close. So, yeah, I, think but I didn't t- need to throw. I didn't need to throw units away. No, because, because like if you, for example, if you trade a unit so you can push something up to get in a good position to take the like the the actual objective or whatever. Yeah. Um. Like you, you, you still you haven't actually gained anything. You're yeah. In the same spot. Um. Yeah. You still like. I think it's just better to kill people in that. Um, <laughs> in, in, in that mission, no, no, I think it is. Yeah. It's like you, you lose more squads going forward, trying to get take the take the deployment zone than you do. Um, I made that same mistake in in uh, in in the game that I played with that that scenario. Uh, I went three dice down in turn one. Mm. Um, thought, well, I'm not going to be able to realistically kill a lot of veteran squads. I might be able to make make it across the table with. Uh, a few units. Sadly, that wasn't to be. But the mm. the the logic is sound in, yes. in theory. 
But then you lose you lose more squads going in um, to the defensive fire. So it's kind of a little bit of a trap that way. Yeah. Um, I think, but like, the, I really liked our game, Rob, and I thought um, it was really close until the end. My, it was fucking tense, and I was mm. like, by the end of it, I'm like, holy shit, if I didn't succeed in just one or two assaults, like you said at the end, like, you would have, it would oh, have been was, at least was, a draw and yeah. you might have won. Well, yeah, it was there, was like, that, there was that, um, if you, I, failed a, you failed a leadership check. So I, I failed a command check um, to, for, my com, for my commandos um, to charge your buffer's gun. Which was which, in my deployment. Which right? was in your deployment, yeah. um, which was out of, out of your buffer's arc, so you couldn't, sh- so you couldn't actually shoot me yeah. um, on the way in. I think I must have had one, one or maybe two pins. Um, I failed that check. Yeah, two. So that... So I had two, so I needed an eight, but that's fine. Um, I mean, that happens. But what that meant was is that your boffers could then shoot my um, my regular squad, which was right in front of it. Um, it hit it, took them, took them off, um, which meant that instead of ha- now instead of having your boffers gun destroyed and two two of my two points to you. In your, and well, so it's three. three points really yeah. in your deployment zone. Well, it's a four-point um, swing because I would have lost the bofers. You would have yeah. had two in the deployment. So that's yeah, three points. A three-point swing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that was quite massive. And on, on the other side of the board, my regulars charged your your veterans. Yeah. Um, it was probably like it's a pretty dicey combat. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Um, like I've got the SMGs, but you've got veteran. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it didn't go my way, but so I think. For, for for a game that was very close for most of the way through, mm. um, I think that la- that final turn just um, really hurt me. Mm, I'd agree with that. And I, I think, um, sorry, Tris. The, I was um, say I came along right at the end of this. Seemed like a very tense game. Um, the other thing I was quite surprised about was well, the Bofors gun is just in like I don't know if people know about them very much or if they use them, but they are insanely good. Plus three penetration, but the range is seventy two inches. So you're getting plus three penetration out to 36, which basically means it's more effect- or it's as effective as a light anti-tank gun at range, mm-hmm. and you're getting two shots. So I, I thought that was just incredible. That, that that's yeah. I anyway. think it's really good because as soon as you get two shots with something rather than one, like obviously your chances yeah, double, double of up. actually getting a hit. Yeah, yeah double up. And the, the the light HE on that as well for bunched up squads. Yeah, um, it was only one inch template, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but there's two of them, and if it catches oh, your sure, squad yeah. when they're all up bunched together, together, you can hit four people potentially. Does it? Yeah. And plus one pen, so it's yeah, it's pretty good. Definitely does damage. I really liked it. How many points is the buffers? I think it's sixty points for a regular. Sixty points. That's so good. Yeah, so it's very effective. Sixty points. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody's looking for a good sort of support weapon. Try the bofers if you're British. The pain in the ass of the bofers though is: Do you need a toe? Did we just do we? I don't think you do. I don't. I could. I looked at the the rule book and I was like, "Well, six points for a (laughs) mule." Well, you you had it. Yeah, you had it anyway. But doesn't it? So I thought it was heavy artillery. Yeah. No, but it is a heavy artillery. No, it's not. Wait, what? What is? It's a. um, It's a heavy auto cannon. Yeah, it's a heavy heavy. auto cannon. Well, it's not heavy artillery though. Well, but it's artillery and it's heavy. Yeah, that's what we're getting. Heavy anti-tank gun, heavy auto cannon, heavy howitzer. But that's fine. You just want to use your damn. You would have used your mule to bring it on. I did. Yeah, mule. I did use the mule. I used it in JL's game because I had to move it after Six he ranged points, in baby. on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's a really good. I mean, the only thing that sucks about the mule if it has to do an order check if it's got pins on it and you roll um the same value like a one one, oh, sorry, a two two or a three three or four four, it automatically fails the check. 
because it's stubborn. That's the idea. Not, <laughs> not the not the good stubborn, the bad stubborn. Like I'm not doing anything. So oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, but it was an intense, in, in, insanely tense and close game. Um, and I would have to say, out of the, all the three games, it was the closest. And um, Lockie's deployment was ingenious. Um, the way he put down his mortar and his light howitzer, he basically just enveloped me. I couldn't really. There was only one particular spot I could put the the the, the, the heavy auto cannon where it couldn't be seen by the light howitzer. Um, but but he almost had the entire map observed without any forward observers. Yeah. So at the start of the game, you say, "Oh, what? You don't have any spotters?" Yeah. Um, Look, I don't believe in spotters. I never take them. If you, <laughs> honestly, if you deploy right, you don't need to spend the ten, extra 10 points on them. But yeah. that's, that's just me. Yeah but, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but how nice is it to have a house and park your medium howitzer behind a house and pop the spotter somewhere so you don't have to put them in danger? But if you, sniper, if you get shot by the sniper, then your mortars can't yeah, see Yeah, but at least you still haven't lost the dice. Yeah. I just shrugged, but you can't see that, guys. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> listener. Yeah. Uh, well, um, he, he, he deployed them really... Well, I was like, okay, well, this he's, is... been, he's been honing his craft against me, yeah. so I mean, you've been, I've been going to use the punching bag. And I think the, uh, the, the the big moment that happened besides the artillery strike was his mortar ranged in onto my Lee and put three pins on, I think. Yeah. And then I passed an order check, and then with two pins, I was able to take out his Matilda. So for the entirety of my first one and a half. Uh, first one and a half games I did nothing with the M3 Lee like mm. I mean like we say it's great but in my first game it did nothing and in my second game um, it was doing nothing until I had two pins on me and it just decided alright well I'll roll a five now I was like oh fuck about time yeah so it was like you say it, was, it had two pins but it was point blank it was point blank the rear armor so yes. it's like he did move pardon he moved I had to move it oh, to I get to, to point to blank. Get the, yeah, right. Yeah. So two went to a three. So it was a four, five. five. So you rolled a five. It wasn't like a yeah. popped a three out of nowhere. Like. No. Oh, it's funny with armor. Like sometimes, yeah, you can shoot things all day and you just never kill anything. Mm. And then like you just have that one lucky shot. Yeah. And it just takes something off. Well, um, in in my third game, I very near. I came so close to killing a KV one with a medium mortar. So I got the hit mm. on top armor. It's armor eight. And plus three, plus two, medium mortar. Oh, medium mortar. So medium mortar. So it's only plus two. So I match on a six. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, KV two is ten armor. Ten. Yeah, yeah. So you get plus nine, two. Nine, eight. You get plus seven. Plus so it's seven. You wouldn't be able to penetrate. Don't you get plus two on no, it's top? Plus, plus one. one. Oh, it's plus one. Yeah. Right, you need to contact your uh, opponent. If you won that game, I'm going to be reporting you You're to the V-Bell community every time. Oh, I, <laughs> I thought you got plus two to hit on top no. armor, isn't it? No. No. I thought, I thought top armor was rear armor. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm. Yeah, it's a plunging. Well, pl- yeah, it's plus one. I'll be yeah. checking that. But, but when I'm... it plunges, does it count as side armor or rear top. armor? If it's top, a plunging charm is top armor. armor. Yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah, does top one. armor the same as rear? No, or it's side? not. No, it's 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 the same as side. So I always always I was under the impression that it was oh, okay. Well, I rolled a six, set the thing on fire. Cool, but you couldn't have. Set but it I couldn't have. Yeah. So I mean, like it didn't change the outcome of the game. I wiped all his infantry off anyway, but. It was still a cool moment. Cool. But, um, yeah, I'll be looking into that. Uh, it was a new guy called James, so sorry, dude. I'm, uh... <laughs> but don't, don't, you can still put a lot of pins on it Yeah. with, with, um, with the medium health. So if you start ranging in... Well, that's what I was trying to do with the, the, the M3. My M3105 is horrendous. In fact, I've taken it out of my Badgicon list and I'm going to take a Hellcat instead. <laughs> oh, fuck, no, I, I'm... I'm the one o the HM the one oh five the M three one oh five I love the way it looks but it is an absolute shit fest yeah 
it's like yeah it's a mobile medium it's a glass hammer uh yeah totally it's yeah anyway um so yeah good game guys well Mm. done but the game i really want to talk about is the game the fucking comedy of errors (laughs) (laughs) sexy lemmy is coming (laughs) (laughs) i've walked over and i said how's it going boys and jl just looks up at you going I just got face raped. <laughs> he did say that. I remember the word face raped. I was like, that's a bit strong. And I looked really down and I was like, wait, no, this is pretty it is, bad. There, there, is a, yeah. there is a rape going on at the yeah. moment. Oh, I'm very sorry. Man. It was like something out of Alien. This this list just face jumped on no, no, my no, face. Dude, it was so it something was... on Monty fucking Python. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was just, it was like one of the carry-on yeah, films. Yeah, that was the thing about how not to be seen. <laughs> yeah. Please stand up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I think at one stage we'll get into the game properly but at one stage there point blank with a light howitzer you shot a chindit squad uh, you got three hits and it was really nice and you know all of a sudden it was like holy shit you could actually like kind of take the squad out and then rolls three ones it was just wretched. Like you, you came so close to flipping the table. I saw, I saw this little vein in your forehead go off. I was like, shit. He, I might actually have might to like tackle him before he. Like, fuse yeah. might break. <laughs> yeah, I saw oh. that as well. Oh was... yeah, that I could, I could feel the, 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 the. the Wait, that the... was my light howitzer against your infantry as well, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had a lot of howitzer hits against my infantry. They guys, took a lot. You guys just don't, don't care about. No, AG. no, they, they either just go down or they just fucking wear it. So yeah. It was yeah, wretched. You, so, you, had, you guys had a game. I'll, I'll give it to you. You took a really hard loss, but you took it well. He had, did. So, what happened? Well, okay. It, a lot of it was um, partially. Uh, I I took a took a knife to a gunfight. Um, you took a chocolate eclair to a gunfight. Yeah, yeah, I really did. Um, so it was it was a all all regular. Uh, there was one one veteran unit in the in the whole army. Which what was nationality? The, Sorry, Germans. Yep, yep, yep. Early war Germans. So th- this was my first go at playing an early war list. Um, I've always played late war, tooled up, grenadiers, um, box grenadiers, Panzerfausts, assault rifles, all the cool shit. All the toys. Uh, this time it was, no, you've got rifles. Maybe one guy has a Strom pistol. And uh, that's, that. that's what you got. Panzer three. Panzer three h so the medium uh, AT gun version of the Panzer III. Is so it Armour 8 or Armour 9? Uh, 9. 9 so it's a medium tank? It's medium tank, it's yep. 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 Medium tank, medium gun. Um, yeah, that, that that did fuck all all day, but still, nonetheless. Did you do a sniper? Yeah, the sniper. Um, three squads, um, seven men each. One, one had eight and an LMG. Otherwise, it was just all rifles, one SMG in each each squad um really themed around uh 15 miles from moscow you know just when everything starts to turn to shit yeah <laughs> everyone's general. riding high until yeah. general winter comes exactly right and your display tray i was like oh, admiring with the um nice. the statue with the snow i was like oh, okay that yeah. that the, the extra mile you definitely yeah, it was really yeah. good um, but yeah, really what I, I took this because I thought it's a good opportunity to have a go at early war in potentially a sort of softer environment. Um, you know, and I, I didn't want to take anything that would really spoil anyone's day, particularly if they were a, a new player to the scene. I, I thought, okay, we'll, we'll, uh, try and go easy on everyone. Um, but partially I shot myself in the foot, uh, in, in our game, um, we were doing the sort of deployment dance about 
who can hold off the longest about putting the important shit down. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and eventually um, the dice just, just uh, didn't come out of the bag in my favour, which meant that I did what my... on The table had a, a road kind of going down the middle and my idea was, all right, deploy on the road, run the truck straight up, Full disembark out of, the, right? out of the truck with the Pioneers... And I would have been in um, SMG and flamethrower range of a couple of your squads yep. there. And um, this was Heartbreak Ridge as well, sorry, just to explain for the audience. So there was three objectives, your defending objective, your opponent's objective in the middle one. You got three points for capturing the opponent's, two points for the middle and one for keeping your own. Yeah. And the middle objective was right in the center of that middle road that you mm. went down. So you not only went to capture that objective, I'm assuming, but you were also attempting to get to my artillery and, and fuck up my back line. That was the idea. Yeah. Well, re really what I was aiming to do, so uh, the, the units that I deployed, first of all, were uh, the mortar and the light artillery. Um, and the aim of that was to try and range in the mortar as quickly as possible and whittle down the, that squad that you had on your back line with the, the light AT uh, and hopefully get the pioneers into combat with them as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, because there was that cover over there that uh, potentially could have shielded me from the uh, tank that I knew was kind of probably going to come on around there yeah. um, and whatever would be coming down that, that road. Um, so you I, had like a crater on... In, you had your objective in the middle of a, a crater. Of, a lot of hills. It looked kind of like a donut, like a big yeah. donut, and in the middle of the donut was your yeah. your artillery and your mortar, and you were using that as a sort of bunker, and, really. Yeah. And my, my idea was, because I knew that you had those two squads on outflank, uh, was that I would direct as much fire as I could on that squad that was holding your objective, uh, which might make you rethink what you do with your outflanking squad if it takes a lot of casualties. Yeah. And that as we come up to turn three, when the outflank starts to happen, um, by that stage, in a perfect world, there would have been um, an eight-man regular squad in hardcover on ambush. ambush. Yeah. And that that um, light howitzer would have turned around and been on ambush waiting for you. And had the flank protected. Yeah. 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 Um, well, eventually I brought the tank on on that side as well, just to ideally try and buffer that. Uh, which was, in retrospect, a mistake. Um, and over on the other side, I had the um, uh, Kubel wagon with the MMG, um, seven-man seven squad, and the sniper team and an LMG team trying to push towards your objective. Um, uh, yeah, that all just sort of uh, fell apart. Mm. Um, it was really what the all getting those five pins on the the engineers in turn one was was horrific. Um, I've never actually lost a squad to pinning <laughs> before. I've never seen that happen. Uh, normally, I've seen more men die than, uh, MV, than that happen. In, in V one, it happens a lot less. Uh, sorry, in V two, it happens a lot less. Losing a, a unit to pinning because normally, if people receive a shitload of pins in a turn, they'll rally them off and then get going again. Mm -hmm. But I felt that I, I certainly couldn't try and rally because they were still inside the truck. With five um, pins. With five pins. Yeah. They've got to get out of that truck or they're dead, mate. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the really difficult thing about how that played out was I wasn't so worried about the pins. It was just the order of the dice because I was in assault range. I could assault, shed all those pins. And even with only four guys left, they were no, four so veterans. So you with, shed one pin? Yeah. When, yeah. When you when you okay, true, yeah, yeah. but yeah. 
but the, it still gets you moving again. Yeah, yeah, you get, it gets yeah, you yeah. moving, and once they're in assault, they shed all their pens. No, no, they don't no. anymore. No, V two, they don't. But the point is, once you get into and, assault. Oh, now, oh, so oh, here we go. Mm. Tristan's cheating, trying to take out medium mortars with KB ones. He's cheating with his pins. Where's you know? No, he never what, did it. Where's his? Oh, he, he did. Trust he me. Never, he, did. he never. He never did it. He's keeping keep <laughs> it real trust quiet me. right now. Trust me. Trust me. It never happened. It no, never, no, never no, got to that. No, he played two other people. <laughs> oh, because how many units did you shoot at the engineers? Well, it was the tank with its multiple weapon systems. So that's it, three oh. weapon systems there. The anti-tank rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus two pen. I mean, come on, against yeah. veterans, that's yeah. that's pretty pretty good. That's killing with an inexperienced, sure. Then the two rifle squads, so the Chindits were able, the ones that were holding my objective were able to shoot at them at range, and then I had the other squad that he was looking at taking out um, that were on the road, moving up to the middle objective, and then my forward artillery observer. But I think there was a few mistakes. I mean, one was definitely your tank putting it in that far corner because mm. then I just saw that and go, well, that's really your only anti-tank capability mm-hmm. and I'll just deploy my tank on the other mm. side. And, yeah. and and that was basically all I needed to do. My flank was, my sort of objective was then protected and it was also um, able to sort of wipe off the pioneers and, and, mm-hmm. and allow my infantry to move up and capture the middle objective. It, it, it was something I, I struggled with, with all day, I think, um, trying to get the tempo of... When does the tank come on, and who can hold out the longest, pulling those mm. dice out of the bag, to put to bring on the tank in a position where it's not exposed? Because um, I, I, the last game before I played you, I did the opposite. I brought on the tank very aggressively. Straight away, somebody bought on their tank, um, <laughs> facing it straight away, um, popped it one shot. Uh, it was like okay, I'm not risking that happening again. Because I did, yeah, I think what you should like you should be doing is uh, the tank should be coming on d- certainly in the last dice. That's just so you know where you where, that. where yeah perfect mm. information about mm-hmm. the board state. You know yeah. where stuff is. Yeah. Obviously, like if they've bunched up all your dice yeah. early on in the you can the always thing. you can always yeah, tell yeah. the very new players because they'll get the first or second dice and you go, "Oh, my tank's coming on," and you kind of want to look at them and say, "And what is it going to shoot at, dude?" Like, it's you a also tank. see that you've got like a medium or heavy howitzer. There's no point in bringing your tank on first, second dice. You also see the new players are the ones who, you know, you do something like shoot at them. They go, oh, I'm going to shoot back. It's like, well, it that does. score's not doing anything for yeah. the next 12 turns. Well, it's not mm-hmm. going to do anything for the next turn. So mm-hmm. maybe focus on something else for yeah. now. Yeah, that's right. But we, um, we, I yeah. got a great uh, get. The first game was, was against a new player. And uh, to see somebody else with that expression on their face of, that's what roads do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they get you places, yeah. Hey, can we just take a second just to point out, uh, Brad's uh, event, Op Wolf, actually attracted the largest number of players for a bolt action event in history. Uh, Brad got in twenty in 24. Yeah, sorry, I should pretty cap out. Yeah, for the, for the, for the Melbourne scene. Yeah, I think I think Cancun 24 still. 24 players? 24 players, yeah. I believe. That so, was a great turnout. Oh, my yeah. God, wasn't it? And, hey, kudos, big shout out. I've forgotten your name, I'm very sorry, but there's another player who's playing the Finns. So oh, that's nice. That, that's Pip. Pip, all right. So Pip is now uh, he's 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 now picked up the uh, picked up the mantle, yeah. And I'm getting rid of my fins. So Good for you. yeah, absolutely. I can pick up the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. Can, would you say that you're finished? 
Get out. All right, see you boys. I'm out. <laughs> I had a we, good run. Episode and a half. We, we will not have a continuation. No! Of this. Out as well. Everyone, Rob and I are going to go finish recording this outside. Yeah. Call Garrett. Get him down here. Yeah, absolutely. But he's, had, he's got no relevant experience recently with uh, playing. Oh, no, no, we played at. Um, yeah, yeah, your event. Yeah, Garrett. Operation heavy. heavy. Yeah, that was good fun. Yeah. But uh, I'd be interested uh, to know, Jail, so in terms of the, um, the list uh, that I took, so the tank was the biggest. Um, well, the, the the tank, the tank, yes. Um, in retrospect, though, I think it was the difficulty of killing your vets with rifle with regular rifle fire. Yeah, you don't kill vets uh, with with shooting no, at them. No, like you might be like if you 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 put ten shots into a veteran squad, you'll be lucky. Like on an average, you get five hits. You get two casualties. Mm-hmm. That's that's and yeah. that's an average. And particularly with your advantages to move and fire. Yeah, um, and your terrible rolls. Yes, the, well that. There, it was a combination. Was I don't think actually, like I played particularly well. I think I just got so lucky. Like, and and you were so unlucky. Like the fucking, there was like times where you just weren't even bringing stuff on because you're failing oh, you order checks. No, and... there's some. Um, your your tank had one pin, mm. and failed an order check, backed up, and then failed another order check, backed up. It was like, yeah, come on, man. Like, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, you were rolling really high on your order checks, really low on your kills. It was it was just it was a comedy. Yeah, it was, it was it was a complete shit show that um the i think the idea of how to play on that table was fairly sound that mm-hmm. um if i really pushed you in the first turn yeah using that road uh it might have really influenced the way that you you um played your reserves and yep. and see played. see me personally given that it was heartbreak ridge you've got three objectives and i said this to some of the new guys on the weekend it's like you need to like as soon as the objectives go down you need to decide what it is you're going to try and achieve so um, in the first game, which was uh, Crossfire, which was five objectives, I'd already decided that I was going to hold my two and go for the middle one. Now, it didn't... It's exactly what I did. Well, yeah, that's well, kind of what you think about. You're like, oh, I'm going to try and do that. You know, that'll be, what was that, a minor victory? Mm-hmm. That would be a minor victory condition. Yeah. I ended up, uh, because my opponent left one of his completely behind, I contested one of his and I had two clear. I ended up with a regular victory. But you need to well, as soon as those those as soon as those objective markers go down, you need to look at the terrain, look at the positions, and decide what it is that you're going to do. Mm. If I'd been in your position playing Heartbreak Ridge against Rob, I would have thought right. I'm keeping mine. I'm going for the center, and that is mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be designed towards making sure that I give him a hard, hard time getting that middle one and make sure that I put a fucking <laughs> porcupine around it because he's got no big HE. Mm. And that's something I want to point out about Rob's list is anyone's like, oh, it's fucking veteran heavy. Uh, you do have the forward artillery observer which can put down a heavy howitzer. And, and that did, that did, did. cause a, a big problem because yeah. the unit that was supposed to be waiting in ambush didn't get to their ambush position because yes. they got pinned out by did the... You, did you artillery. hit anything with the artillery observer all weekend? Yes. Yes, one one thing, right? Was Me. it the squad and you went down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I rolled a one on the artillery check on the... Uh, like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, well, we roll to see if it's a random direction. So you roll the order dice mm-hmm. and it pointed just into his back corner um, and we rolled the 3d6 and it was a very low roll. I think you rolled like a seven mm-hmm. or an eight. Three ones if we know JL. And then yeah. with the D6 plus six, I rolled high. And once again, it was just bad luck for Jail because then I was still hitting his tank. I was still hitting. Um, and I think that was probably your only, like your biggest mistake was 
putting everything in one basket right in mm. view of my artillery observer, you must have forgot he was there. Yeah, it, it didn't. It honestly really didn't occur to me that much that the artillery observer. He was and, watching it all going, yeah, oh, this is going to be yeah. good. But had, had oh. they been in position, mm. had they been where they needed to be to be waiting for your outflank, yeah. I wouldn't have minded so much about no. that. It was just trying to get them there. Um, in retrospect, I would have been better off starting off with that squad in situ, ready and waiting, mm-hmm. and just taking whatever comes and bringing the mortar squad on yeah. or something. Yeah, you wait that one turn, but what the hell. Um, yeah, I, I, had, I had hoped really that uh, I'd just have something waiting, a, a warm welcome uh, <laughs> waiting for them when, for the they, when they come on. And I was interested to ask, um, I, I, I forgot to ask on the day, was there a reason you didn't choose to do any outflank for your uh, infantry? Uh, it was the road. Um, I, I thought I, I'm better served to try and do the hopscotch thing of a uh, advance on the road. Yep. 24 um, inches. Yeah, advance yep. out of the thing, and then I'm going to be in SMG and flamethrower range in potentially yep. turn one. If it had been... So I went, went uh, hard in turn one and yeah i gambled on that absolutely yeah. because i think if that had have paid off um i could have really lost. would have would have changed the way that you thought about what you were doing and made oh, you definitely. stay in your back corner therefore giving me um two objectives that that you would have had to had, contest over had to come back for and yep. that, those two squads two or three squads that were pushing up from the other side of the board could have then turned around and gone for the center objective yeah yep. i would have done that as well if, if the if that had have paid off the pioneer squad if you had have got to that center point and then run out into the my back line which is what i'm assuming you were trying to do my thought process would be okay i've just got to bring one of those squads back just one on outflank and then i'll bring the other one in you know closer to my board edge and try and um help i would have had no choice mm-hmm. but unfortunately the tank came on and that yep. was sort of the the, the start of the yeah. The hell. So you, you would yeah, have been, basically, you're, you're quite correct. I would have been much better served having them outflanking on foot, um, because they could have at least gone down half those hits. Yeah, um, been a much more difficult target to hit than a great big uh, truck. I don't know, man. I think that given your list and given your given what you had, I think my fir- well, not my first turn, but I would have definitely driven the truck up that middle of the road. As soon as it got to the middle, it would have pulled a U. It would have pulled a, like a ninety degree to create a barrier. Mm. troops would have then got out and either nipped into that house they would have gone somewhere they would have gone somewhere mm. out of sight and then there would have been another squad running up behind that house mm. to to support them well but there was a squad in up behind that house um and i kept them in cover they, they were there for three turns just yeah, lurk, lurking around, around shoot up I well, there was no no other way to yeah, know, to do it by that stage it's difficult yeah. but yeah i feel that um yeah, if it were me and I were playing Robin, which is a veteran army, I would have looked at Lee and thought, right, mm. that's a, definitely a threat. I need to address that somehow. And he was very clever in how he addressed that mm-hmm. in that sense that you put your tank down, fuck it, mine's going on the other side of the mm-hmm. board. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I think it was a no-brainer because I was like, well, there's no anti-tank on this side of the board, can't see anything. Mm. Um, and and that, that was the, the great down, the downfall of that list was once the... Um, the tank is either pinned out or in a in a difficult spot. It's ineffective. There's no Panzerfaust. There's no. Th- yep. There is no other response um, mm. to to you that. You can't stuff. even get a Panzer Shrek. No. Yeah. Got a Sturmpistol. <laughs> and, uh, that's it. Plus three, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
and you have to be within six inches. Yeah, it's um, what? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, and it's like 20 points. Or? Man, early war is playing on hard mode. It is hard oh, mode. It is, yeah, it's definitely hard mode. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I think I, I, more, more than anything, it was just good luck, especially in that last game. Like we said with Lockies, it was that was a really close game, and, and it could have turned at any point. Um, with JLs, it was bad. It was, a, it was sort of just bad luck and good luck for me. Um, and then my first game, um, yeah, it was miraculous more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky. Um, in terms of the army, I mean, I, I, I think obviously veterans, I'm, I've come out of this thinking, yeah, they're fucking good. <laughs> like, they, they definitely are. Oh, yeah. Um, you know this from playing me. Veterans are really tough to kill. But it's playing them and now sort of, well, I pass all my order checks now. Yeah. And they don't die in yeah. assault. So I think, um, like, uh, I've played a lot of different game systems. And I think Bolt Action is one of them. One of the only ones that I know of that I've played that um, it's not easy to reduce variance. So in bold action, I find that you can do like multiple things right. You can get yourself, you know, a tank or whatever in the right position, then you miss or you, you, you know, you do do whatever. And apart from just having bucket loads of SMGs or something like that, it's really hard to to reduce variance. Except with veterans, veterans really help that because their their leadership is higher. They're um, they're harder to kill in combat, you know, which is a very like in, in hand to hand combat. Um, they're, they're they're just so much harder to kill. Where variance is everything. If you lose by one, you lose everything. Mm. And you know, with veterans, um, I mean, tough fighter helps, but you know, if you get a bad roll, you do against yeah. veterans. I mean, you lose how, many, how many times have you lost like an entire squad because you know you're rolling against you know veterans? And you just roll that one five or six, and you're like, I had all these guys swinging, and one, and then he goes and that's it. And you might have rolled like three fours, and mm. like, well, this is not bad rolling; it's just no. not good enough. Yeah, and it's it's just every every pip of um, that that makes veterans better over regulars, mm. you know. Um, and that's why so, I think so inexperience should be cheaper. That was like I think inexperience should be six points because you're getting that move and shoot, or that that shooting penalty as well. See, I think that veteran inexperience shouldn't get access to any of the um, national rules. What? Like, <laughs> well, they're already bad enough. Are you going to make yeah. them cheaper? <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. For Robin's, no, for for what Robin's proposing, I think you strip all the national rules off them. I don't. I, I, I don't think, necessarily. No, no agree British. With that. No British inexperience don't get the national rule. They don't get rapid fire. They don't get any of that. How, how are you going to do Hitler's buzzsaw though? It comes from the gun. Doesn't matter what kind of pleb shoots it. It still exactly. Out of, Doesn't no, but that pleb may be. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. But I, I guess the, like, I'm always going to um, liken it back to Americans. It's like my Amer- American inexperience list was extremely good, and inexperienced Americans are extremely good. Yes, because they don't that, get the move. They don't. That moving and shooting penalty negates the is, neg one. It, exactly right. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, holy crap, I don't need to worry about this that much. And, you know, you can still be... A, they still die in threes. They still die in threes, but at the end of the day, you can and still... And their leadership, yeah. to start off with. But you also get the situation Are they where, green? No. 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 Um, you get the situation where you can be a very mobile, shooty army. Um, yeah, they're not as good as regs, but I'll tell you what, you can get more of them. Inex- mm. Look, inexperienced lists can be very good, but they mm. can also be very bad. Veteran lists can only be very good. I disagree. They can be bad. They can be bad because you do pay a points premium and you can end up in a situation where you are bringing... It's like you're bringing an extremely big gun to a, to a gunfight, but your gun's only got one bullet, whereas the other guy's got 50. 
And like the, the point I'm trying to make is that with veterans, you don't get a lot of them. And if you take that one stray medium mortar shot, if you take... But it depends um, if you want to load up your list with toys. But if you take a list like Rob's list, which has four units of nine veterans... Mm-hmm. I mean that that looks that doesn't like it's it's that's it's misleading yeah it's, but it's misleading as well right so you look that on paper and you're like no, oh God, yeah no. well then you you need to play veterans more and understand that like if I played Robin I would have played Robin like he would have so been, would you have resub would you have ever considered to resub that no, list absolutely not because, but four units of nine chindits no, no wouldn't have given a shit well, well there he you go base, I'm saying base. it's misleading because I think they're I actually think they're just so good and I don't think that should be a resub. That's not my point, but I'm just saying that. I was like, going to say because there's no way that's a reason. Well, I'm, I'm going to put I'm in a, a, an al- alternative viewpoint to that. Um, I would have been much less concerned playing that list, veterancy aside, with the late war tools that, oh, yeah. that can yeah. can strip off that 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 shit a lot quicker. Yeah, um, and maybe uh, maybe another set of dice. I mean, just well, quietly. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're reporting to the straff bank. <laughs> now, those dice have been good to me over the years. They're all right. We're just, uh, we're just, we're just going through a rough yeah, patch. Yeah, um, But the ability to mitigate for shitty rolls, um, regular troops maybe not passing their tests all the time, mm. when you've got good support weapons, um, that's a lot more forgiving environment to be playing in than going... Everything is man portable, no Panzerfausts, all all of mm. that sort of stuff. Um, you know, the the number of um vehicle mounted medium howitzers, light howitzers that you can take in a later war um list compared to an early one. Uh you you have that ability to come back from from that a lot more easily than uh I don't know where my side is gone. It's disappeared. No. It's gone. So I just left me. Sorry. It's up there, isn't it? No, it's empty. It's Rob's. No. Right. Yeah, no, look, I just think that um, as experienced players, people should be um, wary about the amount, of, the amount of veterans that they take um, well, and be self-limiting because I, I just think they are so good um, yeah, compared it, to the rest, the rest of the army. It's the same. It's, but no, you can say the same about anything in the sense that um, it depends on what's in the rest of the list. Now, if he'd taken a man-packed flamethrower and a medium howitzer and some other nasty shit, I would have raised an eyebrow and gone, mate, you need to send that back in because it's cheddar. But he took a Bofors. Like, the heavy Bofors was good, man. No, 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 no. No gun shield. All you need to do is range in on that thing with fucking mortars and that's it. That thing's going away. It's fucking off really quick. Well, easy order to take out. He's got a mule. Well, that's a fucking rifle shot. Because you kill the thing on a three plus. But it might just catch fire. <laughs> and it's riveted. <laughs> riveted construction. But the point I'm trying to make is that you end up in this situation where um, it's. I don't. I don't believe that his list is nasty. I don't believe it's OP. I understand it's a tough list, but at the end of the day, he's paid a premium cost for those rules. Fifteen points per model. Uh, four squads of nine men. That's a fuckload of infantry. And as such, he's taken... It's a good tank, don't get me wrong, but it is a glass hammer. Yeah, you And it's take, 220 points. It's more than uh, a yeah. Yeah. 234. In, it's inexperienced. Uh, the inexperienced leader, you, you made a good case for that. Um, I'll pay it. I, I, would, I would sort of um, think twice about running a, all veteran troops with an inexperienced leader, but that's... 
you know, I play Eastern Front Germans. It's a very different context yeah. out there. Um, you know, spe- speaking of, of veterans, I, it was interesting today. I, I picked up the Market Garden book, and they did finally fix the issue about you can play an SS list without needing to have everybody veteran. There you go. Um, which has been a little bit of a, a, a gripe of mine for a long time. Those, the, those weekly letters to Alessio, they finally paid yeah. off, have they? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the one that I sent him that was ticking. Yeah. ASIO, uh... <laughs> if you're listening, he's at... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he lives at this yeah, he, address. He lives at such and such address. Um, insert Brad's address here. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I agree with you 100%. JL, with regards to the inexperienced commander, I'm like, yeah, in a perfect world, he should have been veteran. The problem was I had 900 points. Mm-hmm. I needed the I I needed the four squads. He needed the win. He needed the win. It, it seemed to me like ridiculous to have. But if those squads were seven men rather than nine, no, what, what thing, impact though. would that have had? It would rapid have, fire. Yeah, the rapid fire was the thing. So that was why they needed to be nine men. Well, they didn't need to be, but I wanted mm-hmm. them to be, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was the reason the mule was veteran because it was like, well, I could have just taken a regular mule, um, but saves up two points. But I was like one point over. I'm like, oh my fucking god! And then I heard I needed the toe, so I was like, all right, well, I've got to get rid of the regular commander. So I gave him a man, made him inexperienced, and got the toe. So uh, now that I know I didn't need that, it would have been regular. Which you know, for when I run it in the future, I won't be using the mule. Um, the other thing about veteran armies is that you are always kill on the dice count it's something that I've found at tournaments where I'm like oh I've got my four squads of vets and I've got a vet chaffee or whatever you roll up and then you say to the guy you know at a thousand points oh, how many dice you got oh, I got 15 oh, I got 8 mm-hmm. yeah. you get fucked on the dice count all of a sudden it's like it's it, it, the bolt action has this weird way and I'm not saying it happens all the time I'm not, I'm not saying it's absolutely perfect but it has a weird way of punishing you for taking veteran heavy lists. Yeah, Is so that, I mean, well, I, 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 I had one veteran squad. I had eleven dice, and Rob had ten dice. Ten. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, like. Yeah, but again, you had some very tasty shit in your list. I you did. A, yeah. Yeah. So you, it just you, didn't come into play. I mean, the native irregulars they couldn't forward deploy. Right. It's more um, like the toys. You just had a lot more toys than he did. Yeah. I, I think the, the the issue about being fucked on the dice is. Um, it's a turn one thing, mm. really. Like it's exacerbated in turn one because you're doing the dance of the sugar plum fairies, trying to go who's going to get the tank out yeah, first in line of sight. Yeah, you know, I've I've been really considering going. All right, in future, I'm going to keep the tank in reserve. Yeah, but I'm going to take field police units that buff up their chance to come on. in yeah. next turn. Hopefully, my opponent has bought see, that on by so then. What, what, what if just take Americans? Uh, they're 30 points. Um, they give plus one to reserve for vehicles, so you're not paying that penalty for um, trying to roll a vehicle out of reserve. So they have to be alive for that rule to be kicking? They have to be in reserve for that rule to be that's kicking. That's right. Oh, they're directing traffic. Wow, that's they, a they have to be rule. off the board. Yeah. Whoever yep. came up with that rule, cool rule. I that like that. Good. Now, there's two versions of that. For 30 points, you get three inexperienced field police, yeah. So you've got an, a dice for 30 points, same as a medic. Not bad. Um, but it does give you some some odds about uh, getting your reserves in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another unit called the Feld, Feldjäger Corps, who are like super hardcore field police, all toting SMGs and assault rifles and veterans who do the same shit. Um, but you can potentially go, all right, yep, uh, outflank, my, guys come, my tank comes on first, it gets buffed by them, 
and then they can come on in our flank as well and start fucking shit up. Um, There's some some maybe gamey shit um, lurking around in the Bulge book and in the uh, Market Garden book about uh, interesting shit you can do with the Germans Mm -hmm. um, that isn't immediately obvious. Evil, um, though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they do. <laughs> it's what they do. Yeah. Well, rest assured, because my next army will be uh, fluffy as all fuck, because I'm taking home guard with my next army. Bullshit, the OP as fuck. Yeah. Like, Lots Smith, of old men. Smith guns, black art bombards. Oh, yeah. they, but they don't like it up them. Yeah, they don't like it I've actually got the um, I've actually got the dad's army truck on order oh, and the BBC um, van the, as well. Yeah, uh, was it the Jones but Jones the butcher truck? Yeah, I've got the J Jones butcher, and <laughs> you know they turned it. Lockie is just looking at us like we're idiots. Yeah, <laughs> you not seen dad's army? No, no, of course oh, not. Wow. So I've actually I'm gonna. You need to watch it. It's really etch good. the um, you know when the J Jones butcher when they turned it into an armored personnel yes, carrier. Yes. So I'm gonna put open the- <laughs> out aim. Fire! Scratch build that shit. Let's do it. Were, were, oh, yeah. you, were you tempted to do it ain't half hot, mum, with the chindits? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> good. That is fantastic. But um, the other thing I really want to do is get um, a couple of tanks. So I want to get a TOG tank. You need the TOG but one. But there's no one who sells them. The TOG 1 I'm talking about, not the TOG yeah. 2, which has got the hull mount. But You're going to have to bring that thing on. It's going to have to come on and then do a 90 degree turn straight away. Yeah, because it's it? massive. I think yeah. it's 11 inches or something like what that. What you should consider doing is New Zealand Home Guard. Have you seen that? Yes, that the corrugated, corrugated iron tank. <laughs> I forget what that's called. Have you seen that? No! Oh, I need this it's in my fun. life. Yeah, I forget what it's called. The, the guy had to lie down on a mattress inside this no. thing to fire the machine it's gun. It's a with corrugated iron and, and a machine gun corrugated iron on it yeah, yeah. you know bro we need some tanks see although <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll head it down my dad will my dad will knock something up he's got an old tractor out the back yeah. <laughs> you run that with with Battalions scary blighters scary blighters in a, like, a, like an armoured tractor that's fantastic <laughs> yeah alright um, I'll go over it very quickly uh, I had three <laughs> games uh, all three of them were fantastic um, uh, had a lot of fun I hate Polish lances. Just putting it out there hard right now. Um, still, but still you know pretty good against Polish lances? Flamethrower tanks. Yes. I'll pay that. <laughs> Unfortunately, when all three of your vehicles are either soft-skinned or Armour 7 open-topped, uh, you just get absolutely... You played the poles as well? Yeah, I did. Round one. I got... uh, put a draw. Okay. Yeah, I did not pull a draw. Uh, I conceded at turn four when he had just assaulted everything off the board. See, yeah. it just annoys me again. It's like, well, I mean, Polish Lancers should be one of those units that's only three points a model and is really ineffective. It's like, yeah, take them as a joke. But this idea that this they're actually good and people fear them, it's like oh they God. were horrendously ineffectual. So, just, just... Well, we, we had this conversation on, on the phone the other night and I was saying, look, that's very contextual because um, a closed-top uh, heavy-armoured unit or even that... that uh, what what were we saying? The the old STUH forty two and Puma mm. and assault rifles guys yeah. is gonna go through that like like a dose of salts, like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, it's the pain in the ass is is like it like my and I will forever be really really uh, suspicious of anybody who tries to downplay their list before I play it. Uh, oh no! Oh, you've got an airborne shooty army. Oh, I'm, I'm in so much trouble. Oh, you're gonna kick me off the board so quickly, and then it's like a Polish tidal wave that just cleaned me up. <laughs> it was like, it was like watching that gas explosion in Tianjin. Was it Tian? Tianjin. Oh, Tianjin. Yeah. Tianjin, well, yeah. Um, watching the yeah that it was like it was it was like but I don't a, know what's a, happening a right now. A borscht flavored one. Oh, it was yeah. fucked. It was absolutely fucked. I couldn't. 
there was nothing I could do. I was, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Um, he played that army extremely well. But, you know, a, a different board. Um, they can't go into houses. What are they going to do? True, but it, the, do? Medium house, uh, the medium house. <laughs> I never thought of that. They're like Daleks. They can't go up the stairs. They can't go upstairs. Um, medium, the medium house he had would have made short work of any house that I went into. That is um, Yeah, look, look on, a, on a different board, maybe where he didn't like, we were playing on a desert board. He had a lot of open space to run around. Maybe that would have changed things a bit, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, think, think about yeah. the, the Auto-Sahariana list we were talking about yeah. the, the other week that... Um, certainly Brad's comments were uh, it completely fell apart when there wasn't room to, to run it around yeah true, um, true on a much denser board than you you had that list yeah. is not really all that yeah if, if, I, I, sorry I just had the sorry. image in my head of the Austin Powers with the uh, the, the yeah, car yeah, backing the car up going forward to yeah. trying to get out <laughs> I think that um, I think that if I like, I think somebody uh, I can't remember who said it to me but if I played the, those polls on say Stalingrad that would have been a very different game yeah, because I could, just, I could have just sat back and just absolutely poleaxed him as he came towards me. Is that he poleaxed you with he, literal poleaxes? With poleaxes. <laughs> poleaxes. Poles with axes. <laughs> did, he, did he outflank against you? No, didn't need to. Oh, no, it was the second, the second, second mission. Second so, mission. Could, so, so yeah, the medium so, yeah. howitzer, light mortar, two seven-man squads of veteran Polish lancers, three, I think, ten-man squads of poles. There was a medium machine gun. Uh, a marksman, which is a Polish low man sniper, uh, an ATR, a lieutenant, and there was a thing that he called a tankette. It, it was a cricket. He called it a cricket. Mm. It was a plus two. It was a little auto cannon. I love that tank. That was yeah. so cool. It looked good. I, the, I liked um, it. It was the army that picked up uh, best painted. Apparently, picked me by a vote. Uh, I was furious. Just <laughs> I was not. I was not happy. Well, uh, I, I, I gave him my vote too. Because oh. it was beautiful. Oh, God. <laughs> and I just did it to see the look on your face. You no. fucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a novelty fan. Oh, I was just like, oh, my God, the fucking betrayal. <laughs> it had flags and, and oh. horses. I thought it was a really cool army. It was yeah. good. Um, yeah. Now, the little tank here, he used against me um, really well. He kind of just put on a fl- um, put on a flank and just rolled up the board. And with my very minimal anti-tank, considering he ranged in on my howitzer of turn one and took it off the board. He did the same thing to me. Very, how it's very a, rough. Yeah. Now, let, let's just talk a little bit about how the rules for po- Polish Lancers, because I'm not quite clear on this. And oh, I I'll used clear, to, I used to run a cav, oh, at least they, several squads of... If they of, charge something, they take it off. That's basically their That's rule, it. That, right? is the rule. that is the rule. <laughs> so they, they have two attacks, two, two attacks and each. tough fighter. Yeah. So they're they get, stacking the two on top yeah, of so each other. Yeah, so they can essentially get four attacks per... Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, each man. That's horrific. Oh, it's horrible. So he and rolled. The, the he, he rolled fourteen oh, dice fuck. against me, and then he rerolls his hits. Yeah. Like you can't win any assault. You literally you can't win a fucking thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I had two eight man veteran squads, five submachine guns, three rifles, and they got. I think I, I was able to kill four of them before they got to me, and the. Well, you're th- still not going to win. And the you? three that made it to me still killed me. Yeah. Well, I had an eight man squad. It was three lancers against five, eight veterans, and he still won. I yeah. think that's pretty unlucky, though. That's not unlucky. That's Lancers. Yeah. Like, that's uh, six six, six hits, and he's re-rolling hits. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the open, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked. See, I still... So, uh, the, the thing is that they, they didn't lose their cool shit when every other cavalry unit got... Yeah. Expanded. Yeah. Well, no, they yeah. used, so it, used, oh, to sorry, be, it yeah. used to be three attacks, didn't it? Yeah, it used um, to be three, three attacks. Three attacks. Yeah, now, Tough fighter wasn't And now it's four. Thing. Now it's essentially four. Yeah, well, but my, everybody else four. only gets one, but they get tough fighters. Yeah, so my SS cav are better off thought of as 
mounted infantry, which is really what they what they yeah. were, um, mounted riflemen. Trying to use them in assault is is really not that. I don't want to take it away. Like, Muddy played it really well, and he's a really good opponent, and he's a, a really good addition to the Melbourne scene. So I'm look, I was I was happy to play him. You just had rotten luck. Uh, in the yeah, I did. Game. You know, I, I had rotten luck, and I had a very talented opponent. So. Yeah. Um, am I salty about the Lancers? Yeah, I am, but I've been salty about Cavalry since we first started recording, so I'm. it's not a new thing. Uh, and then my third game was against a Russian player called James. He's a new guy. I think I, I think it was like his sixth or seventh game. Um, yeah, it was just it was a bit of fun. We just sort of threw some dice around. I think we finished in like an hour and a bit. We, we went through it pretty quickly. Um, when you're sinking a massive amount of points into a KV1... Uh, you're not going to be hanging around too long. Like, he didn't have a whole lot. Um, his objective, he sat a sniper and his inexperienced squad on it. Um, That's not going to stick no, around it's long. not going to stick around at all. Uh, he made a run at my squad, uh, my objective with a an, um, an NKVD squad. It was like a 10-man NKVD squad inside a truck. Um, I got lucky and blew it up with a, my, my own truck's machine gun. Mm. And then he was on one side of a hill, I was on another, and I basically sent a re- I sent two regular squads over the top of the hill to kind of clean him off. And luckily, I didn't need to clean them off too much. But yeah, that tank, armor ten all round. You can't get rid of it. So tell us about the uh, the other list, which was the one that we both played with the buffalo and the veteran Chaffee and uh, the yeah. So we Marines. had a Marines. Yeah, we. I played a. You know, did green. you see? Did you see his uh, the the objective? The, yeah, the it objective. was beautiful. That it was, was. he. So we were deciding it was um we had to get five objectives going. Uh this is a guy I don't think has played before. I think he's read the rules a lot, but he's never actually played. He came along yeah, with the so Marine Army. Tra- train of command and um uh squad leader player. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. Much so, more hardcore historical games background than Yeah, but not maybe most not, of us. not not overly historically accurate. Mm. Uh we had I think three <laughs> three eight man squads of marines tooled up with bars and pistols. Flamethrower. Uh, there, yeah, there was a flamethrower on one of them. Shotguns. There was some shotguns in there. He just every time he came up and started shooting at me, he was like, "All right, here's the bars. All right, here's, here's the, the rifles. Shotguns. Here's the shotguns. Here's the submachine." I was like, "How many fucking guns have you got in this squad?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, three of them. Oh look out! No, it's down. It'd be all right. So yeah, uh, we had three of those squads. He had a veteran chaffy. Um, oh, careful! Are we good? Yeah, we're all good. All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he had a veteran chaffy. Um, there was a, I think a veteran. Buffalo? He had an LVT Buffalo with three um, um, MMGs. There was a Jeep or something in there. There was a Jeep well. in the, and then there was a sniper, and mm-hmm. I can't, and then there was a land mattress. Yeah. Which I kind of looked at it and like as he was bringing everything out, all his objectives looked great. His paint job was really good, and then he's like, "Oh, I've got a veteran chaffee," and I'm like, "Veteran chaffee in a marine list? I don't think they ran those, did they?" And, I'm, I'm, and then all of a sudden he says, "Oh, and I've also got a land mattress," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, fair enough. So it's not historical at all. Fair enough. Okay, all good." So we started playing. He made the mistake of uh, deploying his LVT pretty. It was because the deployment was on a horizontal line. He actually deployed his LVT within twelve. It was close to twelve inches of my deployment zone. Um, and turn two, one of the first things I bought on was my Greyhound that pulled right up behind it, and just put a light AT round straight through the back of it and just. I, I just had so, against that list. I had such a horrific first turn that um, I lost my tank first shot. Oh god! Um, the land mattress killed my sniper and maybe the mortar team. Um, 
pretty much all the shit that could. We're gonna we're gonna organize an event for you, mate, where you have a good time. All right, because you had a bad event. No, you no, did. I always have a good time. It's always good. But uh, uh, it 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 was with that mission. Um, it was by that stage impossible to what, kill you, that what, stuff. What mission that was you... the kill point. Oh, breaker. Yeah, yeah breaker. Sure. Um, so I thought the only way I can do it is to make just a mad dash across the um, across the board. Sure. And hopefully keep away from that stuff. But yeah. uh, I couldn't kill his chaffy. No. I tried. I I gave it the absolute nines. And Recon, gyro stabilizers. Yeah. It's mm. it's he um the he couldn't quite get the thing that um I pulled up behind a house with my my M three, and I shot at him. And it was a little hen house kind of thing, so it obscured most of my vehicle because it was quite. It was a a foreground. It was a pigsty, a foreground pigsty. So I pulled up behind it. You know, you played on that board. Yeah, we played yeah. on that board. So I had my entire thing, and it was pointed lengthways at him. So if he'd looked at it, he would have literally just seen the very top of my half track and the gun looking at him. And I said, "I'm going to shoot you." He said, "All right, that's a hard cover penalty." I said, "No." Because I'm up hard against this. This is my cover. I'm looking at you, yeah. and I can see you entirely. He then went to shoot me, and then I said, "Well, I'm actually behind hardcover." And there was a lot of instances of stuff like that where we, we kind of butted heads, and the rule book was consulted heavily. And and you have to probably take into consideration he's probably playing multiple other game systems, absolutely, and he's yeah. trying to interpret it, and they're probably different for yeah, those. Absolutely, I don't absolutely. play Chain of Command. Like, but... He was he was fine. He um he you know after a while we just we we, we kind of fell into a bit of a groove, and it was fine. But um yeah. We had a we had a really good game. It was, uh, it was fun. I think that that was um, the first game that I played against uh, a, a very new player. It was quite an enjoyable game because I said to him before we started, "These are the rules that I think we're going to come up on on this table." Yeah. Before we start, let's make a note of what page number they're on. Yeah. Have a read over it. Just that's a really good check idea. this, check really good this idea. before we start because I think this is going to come up. Yeah. Um, and we'll just put a little bookmark in the book yeah. at, on these pages. So if we need to check it, we're not mm. getting so think, flustered and going back and forth. I think Brad, I don't know whether he followed the example that, um, that I put down at uh, Heavy, but at, at Operation Heavy, I basically said to all of you guys, have a conversation with your opponent before the game starts. I'm not going to tell you what anything is. If you want to declare buildings and ruins and hardcover and softcover mm. and blocking lines, make it up with your opponent. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation, yeah. shake Lockheed your hands. And I did that. JL yeah. and I did that. Just... And I think it's a good thing to do. Like I was talking to, I mean, I think Lockie, even you might have said that. You know, mm-hmm. I should determine the TO should determine what it is before we go. Oh no, I don't think anyone no. should. I no, you're, no, it was the it, no, no, then it wasn't you. Um, Somebody was. I was talking to someone about it, and they said you, you know, no, no, the TO should definitely. Look at it and fill out a you know write a, a paragraph and tell her like fuck that. Stalingrad's the only one that I think that that yes. would come into play. I know I might do that for Stalin because the, here's yeah. the here's the pain in the ass. Everyone likes the way it looks, but you should come yeah. up with some consistent rules that are balanced rather than yeah. go leave it to the players who go oh well that yeah. that's open ground. Well that might not actually well, be a good outcome no, because well, for, there's look, a few frankly, things that you might just when you're starting the game you might just let it go and go oh yeah whatever. And you realise, oh shit! I've just really shot myself in the foot by, by doing it that no, way. That, yeah. But the, the entire point of that, I guess, is that at the start of the game, um, you make everything clear, so you don't get halfway through the game and think, oh, I, um, this is. I thought this was hard cover, and your opponents say, oh, I thought it was light cover, 
or you know vice versa. If you if you say it all at the start of the game, whether or not it is hard or light cover, it's so you don't get to the mid game and be like, and then and get that, confusion. That's where that, that problem is, and that also comes down to players as well. And the, 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 I'm I'm, I'm going to say this in a broad general sense. Um, it this didn't come into play at uh, Wolf so much because we didn't award uh, kill points. But if you are playing the kill point system, and this ties into having a conversation with your opponent before your game starts, if you are running, say that one of the kill points is to destroy your unit, your your enemy's most expensive unit, or keeping yours alive, that's something you need to determine with your opponent before the first dice is even rolled. The point, because I'm hearing that come up a little bit now. Oh, we got to the end and we weren't sure which you know he was saying his most expensive is still alive and mm. yada 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 you need to have the conversation before you well, start rolling well I mean that shouldn't be a problem obviously unless there's two units that are the, the same amount of well that's points. that's happening a lot yeah so that's obviously up to the players at the start yeah. of the game well, you like, just roll the dice yeah. at the end say four five six I got it one two three no you shouldn't have to do that because then you're relying on a, like on a, luck like, yeah, yeah it's I an it. outcome yeah, yeah. And I could no have, for sure you shouldn't yeah. have to do it yeah, yeah. Like, that should be at the start but it also I think that should be the onus on the owning player because it's not it might not be clear to the um, to the opponent that there's two two squads of the same value uh, does that, that make sense no, so if, if also, it, so yeah, the, the, so so the owner, so the owner should say, "Hey, look, I've got two squads that are the the high definitely or two, or two the player who owns the yeah. list should bring that up. And yeah, say, and they yeah. should say, "Oh, and then so which one are you? So do, is it the 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 attacker the, or the defender who chooses um, which ones the the they're technically most expensive. Defender, I think, is generally the uh, they pick table sides or no. Uh, so I mean, no, he's saying who so should decide. So if you've got two tanks, so that it's the same. Who decides which one? Oh, counts the, the, as the owner. The owner should owner. decide. Yeah, yeah. so the it's guy up, running it. So it's like, oh, well, this is my it's, command. It's, tank it's up to or... the owner. So I think, like, re- realistically, I think if the owner stuffs that up and doesn't doesn't say and gets the end, oh well, actually, exactly. Um, right. Then I think, you should I think, say, well, I destroyed it. Then yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you've got to bear in mind though. I, I don't know if it's like this for you guys, but the by the end of game three on a three day uh, three game we're all caught three, a three day bender. Yeah, um, I forget all about Tiger Fear. I forget Tiger Jam. All of this this stuff that that could influence it um, yeah. because your feet hurt, you're tired, you're hungry. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. But at the end of the day, if, if if that is if that is a thing. Then at the end of it, if you do yeah. happen to have two units that are of the same points value, say two mm-hmm. squads, and you haven't declared them, then you need to accept the fact that this is coming down to a dice roll. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I played an I played an event last year where I could have won that event if I had at the end of it pushed it and said my opponent did not declare the most expensive unit. He had two tanks that were worth the same points. I destroyed one of them, and at the at the end of at the end of the game, it was a dead draw, and I'm talking mm-hmm. a fucking dead draw. He then said, "Oh no! By the way, you didn't kill my most expensive tank. This is the it's this one over here that's still alive." Oof, now I could have got the TO is... over and said, "Hang on a minute, what's you know? Let's roll a dice." Well, you should but, have got the TO though. No, nah, but then I'm that guy. What You're if? That what, guy. No, 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 no. But what if I win? If <laughs> yeah, I win, I lucky. If I win, if I roll that dice and I win, I'm the guy that won that event because I got a TO involved and I rolled a dice. Yeah, but in your scenario, he's that guy who I'd fucked rather, you over. Yeah, but the thing is, I'd rather he be that guy than I be that guy. No, but you're riding a wrong. You're not necessarily doing something to win. You, was, you rightly deserved to have had that opportunity to win the game. He took that away from you. You're just riding the imbalance. You're not yeah, I, You're not being cheesy. He's been the one who's yeah, at fault. Totally, I totally agree with Rob. I think, I, think, I think you should have at least called a TO. You know, like and, yeah, I, and I, the, the thing is, I've spoken to the TO since then and said, should you know? And he said, yeah, I, I kind of wish he had got me over because I would have, I would have made a, di- I would have pulled the dice roll. 
But yeah, like I said, then, you know, what if I do win? What if I win that event? And it was a pretty big win. event. What happens yeah, next? Then, you yeah, get but, signed on to a big deal. You have to yeah, move to no, America. But, the yeah, family. All <laughs> <laughs> Life's changing. So like move to Poland. <laughs> <laughs> some what would happen if I robbed? What would happen if I robbed the quickie money? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the horrible thing is, is like all of a sudden I'm that guy that I didn't win an event because I straight up won it. I won it because. You but know, who else would know about that? No, I guarantee if I could know, no, some people would know about it because well, the people who know talk about, about it now. I was talking about my podcast. <laughs> I haven't mentioned any names. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's. I think that's got to go. That that's got to be an onus that's got to go onto the place. Is if you do have, if you do have um, shit that's worth you know equal points, tying in with the conversation that you should have about cover and buildings and yada yada yada. Have a, have a decent conversation with it. And the other thing I'll mention very quickly, if you come across an army that you are unsure about, ask about your opponent's national rules, okay? For Christ's sake. Because I've, I've heard a couple of times recently where people have been like, oh, well, hang on, your army does this. Why does it do this? And then it turned three. Like, that's a conversation you should have before the thing even starts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, we've all, we're all guilty of it. I played Bulgarians once, and it wasn't until, like, turn two that I'm like, oh, hang on a minute, you, you're doing what? What, you played... Played them or you played against them and I they played were played against them and it was uh, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. yeah, they're really good. Bulgarians aren't bad. They are I mean, good. they are they they're not bad. Outflank penalty. Yeah, you can't team. outflank. Yeah, <laughs> you can't forward deploy or outflank. So all of a sudden, first, it's like first game of bolt action I ever played. I got nimrodded off off the table. It was, Hungarians. Oh, Hungarians. You, yeah, yeah, it was Amph. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, 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 those things, man. There was the two of them man. or something. The Mexican jumping bean. All right. So thoughts from Wolf. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I really liked it. Sweet. Jail? Yep. Great day. Beautifully painted armies. There were so many really nice, nicely presented. Um, great display boards as well. Great to see. Rob? Uh, yeah, I had three really good games. Um, I couldn't have asked for better, better opponents. Um, Lockie, one of the closest games I've ever had in bolt action. And then with JL, I mean, I couldn't have picked a more gracious um player to go i mean he was just he i mean he took it he took he, was, he did say that but he, there was no outward hostility there was no sort of throwing dice or you didn't get a a, a, a young tiger in a sock no <laughs> dreadnought sock I, I can't remember at five minutes of the get the day though i'm not sure where yeah, that, that few minutes went. <laughs> That's right. but no it was just incredible it was a great day and it was like i said it was the first time i've won an event so i was i was happy so big shout out to brad well done mate uh fantastic event and we're really glad to have you back running events because it takes all the pressure off me. <laughs> it's a bit, a little bit selfish. Um, boys, very quickly, the next event that we have coming up um, that isn't one of ours is happening on Saturday, June 9th. Um, it is uh, BadgerCon. Now, BadgerCon is going to be a 1,000-point event. It's been run by a very good friend of ours called Gus. Um, now, Head to uh, www.badger, that's B A D G A, that's uh, Bendigo and uh, Goldfields. Uh, yeah, Bendigo and Goldfields Gaming Organiz- uh, Gaming Association.org.au. Um, and yeah, all the information's there. Now, I'm being told there is a bar and a restaurant on site. I think we're going to do the um, we're going to do the uh, the road trip up. Rob, you thinking about joining us? Um, ruminating. It's oh, good to have you back, by the way. Just even if it is for just a guest role. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. That's good. All right, so permanently now, we're good. <laughs> Slot back in. Well, I think uh, I'll probably make one other appearance for the Warsaw Uprising episode, which I'll definitely be oh, yeah. on. No, we'll be getting Jamie on. I've also got some other guests lined up, so um, yeah, stay tuned for that. 
Any final thoughts, boys? I know we were going to cover the errata, but it's late and I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Now nah, let's get out of here. I'm done? All right, no worries. All right, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, until next time, um, have fun and don't get face raped. <laughs> if you can help it. We, need, we really need to stop talking about rape on this podcast. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, that's a, that's a, that, that's a, that's a band word from right. now on. Yeah. All right. All right, see you guys. See ya. Molestation.